Podcast like a motherfucker. You get the gist. Do you want a drink or something? No, I'm, I'm, I'm doing something funny or? No, 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 no,
50, I think. 41? No? 40? <laughs> um, for the record, we're having some problems actually uploading the podcast at the moment. Oh. Um, something is wrong with uh, the app, the podcast app. Yeah, for so, Apple devices. Yeah, for Apple devices. So if you're trying to listen to the podcast on your phone, you might have some problems. Um, we're aware of it. So thank you for the people who have tried to point it out to us. Uh, and we are working on it, but it is proving a little bit difficult to work out. So if anyone can help us, that would be really great. It seems like this is an issue someone has to have had before, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think so, so. And also a quick, I mean, an easy solution is you download the SoundCloud app instead. Yeah, you uh, can listen to it on SoundCloud, on your phone, yeah. I think. In and it works for both iPhone and uh, Android and so on. Yeah. So, yeah, sorry about that. We are working on it. And it is episode 41. Yay. So many. Yeah. <laughs> We're actually doing quite well. Yeah, I think so as well. Schedule has been good. Yeah, I think recently we've been releasing them pretty pretty fast. I don't know if you guys actually listen to the podcast. Well, I do. <laughs> I, I even listen to ones which I am on. Like, no, like, oh, that's a good point. <laughs> good point, Casimir. <laughs> yeah, so, I... Uh... The last one I listened to was. Did actually, you listen to the Dwarves of Judas one? <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't. I actually didn't. Uh, oh, I've been to. super busy. Uh, but <laughs> the last one I listened to uh, was was with Patrick <laughs> rambling on and on about uh, <laughs> the 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 paths available to uh, the Quarrel Lord. That was that was really fun. Got really I, I think that he really took it out on the, some guy called Scottish Knight yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because the Quarrel is meant. I think it's uh, it's the cosmology. Yeah, he can't have cosmology. He can't have cosmology, yeah. and in the fluffed, uh, from it, says. The, it says that the quarrels use cosmology. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We actually, Casimir and I actually interviewed Galadis after that and asked yeah. him why. Yeah. And we actually had like an, an answer. So if you're interested in that, you can go and look at the oh. show after and, yeah. and find out why the quarrel doesn't have cosmology. Yeah. So actually, we might we might touch on a little bit on that today in today's episode. Exactly. Because today we're going to do a mammoth background review, as we did with the Warriors of the Dark Gods. Mm-hmm. We're going to do the same with the Demon Legions. So today you have your usual host Henry P. <laughs> Miller. <laughs> yeah, and Casper the Swede, and uh, Christopher. Hello. Christopher. You needed a, a name, like a nickname. Mm. I remember Soldier Boy. Uh, we could do the soldier boy song like as an intro yeah. oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> like with patrick yeah we should <laughs> commissioned lieutenant now and everything hey. mm. congrats for that thank you very much um do we have anything before we start general stuff to talk about I don't think so. I... Yeah, I mean, there hasn't really been any big releases, I think. from Just the Demon Legions in the no, Gold no, no, Edition. No, 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 but for miniatures-wise, I'm talking oh, about. Yeah, like for companies associated with uh, Ninth Age, like over Christmas has been a little bit quiet, of course. So I haven't uh, I haven't seen anything new, actually. I saw from Green Stuff World, though, that you can get the Chameleonine. Uh, Chame- Chame- how do I pronounce that? <laughs> Chameleon. Chame- chameleon, chameleon, come on, come on, but come on, but but when how do you turn that into an adjective? Chameleon, 
Yeah, but the point is, it's these uh, paints that you can use. They're metallic in their taint. Yeah. In their tint. Taint. Tint. Just, just, we're, we're just super for hard, the record, <laughs> the three of us were out last night, and it was supposed to be a quiet one, but it wasn't a quiet yeah, one. Which I predicted. Actually. <laughs> uh, yeah, so words are hard, but it's, uh, it's actually a really cool product. You, uh, you, you can only use it on black primer, and then what it does is, depending on the angle of the light, it's either uh, one color or another color. And it's okay. metallic. It's super cool. It's very, very cool. Uh, what, what, what would you use it on? I would say that something for actually Chaos uh, Warriors. Drink. And what are they called now? Warriors of the Dark Gods. Oh yeah, but I meant the actual. The are you unit. drinking? Yeah, in a minute. <laughs> I mean, Good, in the, the, what the unit? Aren't they called Warriors? Yeah, Warriors. Yeah, mm -hmm. but not Chaos. No. No, yeah. okay, so just Warriors. Wasteland Warriors. Whatever yeah, exactly. Warriors. There yeah. you go. Okay, but those, one with the bigger, you know, the more armor you have yeah. on, the better. And... They're not, there's no, um, I looked actually, maybe even actually high elves also, because you can get a lot of different combinations. Drink again? Uh, high bone elves. <laughs> we can't that is very close. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and so, so, so you can get a lot of different colors. So if you want a very vibrant, and um, I've seen a lot of people use them for the 40k uh, plate marines, uh, okay. where you have, uh, because the combination of purple and uh, green actually looks... Uh, oh, cool. So check that out. Okay, because so you can actually, you actually get, in a, you know in advance what, oh, yeah. like, two colors... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's, uh, I think there's in all ten different ones uh, okay. at the moment, wow. and there are one, two, or three different ones with gold. Yeah. So one that it turns either from red into gold or or from green into gold or... I Could be cool for like demonic weapons. Oh or yeah, like yeah, I mean, no, I mean... Uh, your barrel like Anything which is really like armored, I guess. Yeah, yeah anything well. that has a lot of armor on it and has yeah. to have this kind of like... Because it wouldn't look good on something you would want to look natural, right? Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't look natural. Yeah. There, is, there is a uh, blue to silver one though, I think. Oh, that, that could be, be cool really for elves. Uh, that could be very cool. That was my thinking exactly. Do you know? Do you know if the application is different from other points? Yes. Uh, so the uh, the thing is, uh, you can use them with both brush and airbrush. Uh, and uh, painting with brush, you have to make like the the big thing is you have to have a black undercoat. Okay. But you could also, uh, or let me just say rephrase that, a dark undercoat. If yeah. you use a white undercoat, you literally can't see the paint actually. Okay. What? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it's very interesting. I'm not exactly sure how they made it. Um, but uh, it's it's very cool, and uh, you should definitely check it out. You can go to greenstuffworld.com. So, do you want to start circling the abyss? Yeah, sure. So, I I think the first thing you need to know about this document is that it's very has very much heavy flavor of uh, like uh, Dante's Inferno. Yeah. Essentially, is what what the idea is. So, there's this guy journeying through the uh, immortal realms. Is that yeah. what we call him? Yeah. Can, and uh, he's uh, maybe that's a little Age of Sigmari, but yeah, I mean that's the only like thing I like you know didn't like about this really was that yeah, like it feels I, very I, Age of Sigmari because yeah. he's like moving between realms and then he they, at one point in the beginning he talks about like the realms seem to be like rings which are wrapped in each other and the only thing I can think about is like. Uh, Christmas paper, you know, like on the presents, you know, have this little <laughs> rosé, and I'm like, yeah, oh, that's yeah, the realms. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, a, like, yeah, like a chain of seven. Yeah, but yeah, exactly, no, but they're like wrapped in this intricate way to make it all like frilly and stuff. <laughs> and he's just walking there with this guy. I, I imagine like, um, like, like the Olympic rings, you know, there's like five of them, mm. but imagine like seven and they're all kind of like moving around. Okay, yeah, that's Because they're, yeah. they're bumping against the Cinematic world, cool, right? Yeah. That was like the, yeah. the idea. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's a little bit cooler, maybe. So, so we're following this guy called Nasario 
Caligari, I think, or something like that. Yeah, some uh, Italian. Yeah, it's name. exactly. Again, that doesn't. But I thought out. the I thought the cover was actually quite cool. Okay. Yeah. Like yeah. the the texture that they that they've created, it looks like a book and. Oh yeah, yeah. It could definitely be printed. Yeah, and it has like the the seven pointed star, which mm. is like the chaos symbol, and it's like an inverted pentagram, which is like symbolic of the, in like, in in witchcraft or something like that. Yeah. So the it's weird in- that it's not. Uh, it doesn't have eight points uh, in this one. Because they always talk about the symbol being an eight pointed star, right? Yeah. Well, the eighth is eighth is for the father, the right? Yeah. But I guess they wanted an inverted pentagram. So if yeah. if it was an eight, then it would be equal. Yeah, that's true. Somehow, so. I guess that adds to the, uh, like the Infer- Dante's Inferno kind of mm. philosophy, and and this kind of symbol comes up like many times. Yeah, so like in the the artwork has these little, uh, I guess D- diagrams, yeah, diagrams and, and stuff, which looks almost like summoning rituals, and they continue yeah. into the Demon Legion. Well. Yeah, we can talk about that as we as we go because yeah. I have a lot of interesting ideas about this. Cool, nice. So yeah, nice. like. Um, the the way that I imagined mm. I imagined like the let's call them realms for now. Yeah. The each this there's each rings. of the gods. The rings. The rings, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they have like these rings which are uh, the way that they describe it mm. is that the the world is is like a obviously it's like an earth, I guess. Yeah. So unless mm. we're going with like the flat earth theory. Which is fine in my face, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> it's totally fine. Do you want a drink? Oh, no, no, I'm good. We're gonna, we're <laughs> gonna sure? ask you until you, because we're gonna get super fucking smashed. That's this, the plan. This is gonna be like five or six hours, <laughs> I reckon. Yeah, just five or six hours. Yeah, that was the last. That one. was the last one, yeah. and so, we have two documents this time. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe I don't know if you, you're gonna be falling asleep soon. Yeah, if you, if you don't start drinking, you'll fall asleep. That's for sure. Oh. and I just gonna be like hot, hot debate on this, yeah. like. Okay. But uh, let me know if you want something. We have whiskey as well. Oh yeah, that sounds delicious. <laughs> yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go grab some food at one point. Though. Okay, great. Okay. Sure, I haven't had any yet. Yeah. So, so the way I, the way I like visualized it, you have like mm. a globe, like an Earth. Yeah. And then around the Earth, you have the veil, which is like kind of a, another sphere. Let's okay. say it's not like it in the sky, but it's this is like metaphorical. Yeah. So you have the Earth and then the veil. Mm. And then you have these seven rings, which all circle the Earth. Oh, so I if you imagine, if you imagine like seven rings all circling the Earth, like they're all superimposed upon each other. Okay. And if you look at it like maybe in like a three D way, they could be like, like crossing each other at the yeah. top and the bottom, and they're like I don't know, maybe they're spinning or something. But, yeah. but they're all there. Let me let me finish, and oh, then you can, uh, and then and what and kind of what happens is the they're like bumping against the veil, so each of the each of the realms is like bumping against the veil, and when it touches the veil, that's when the demons can from that realm can like pop into the oh, into okay. the earth. Sure. So like there's like transcendence and ascendance, and sometimes sometimes one of the gods is kind of the the chaos gods is closer to the the realm like Dark the dreams. <laughs> It's part of the chaos. <laughs> yeah, 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 the important distinction. So one of, one of the dark gods is like he can he can kind of put his minions into the world because yeah. he's got closer to the veil or something like that. What were you gonna say, Christopher? <laughs> <laughs> now that I put a toffee in my mouth, I didn't really ask him to speak. <laughs> I was gonna say envision the intro piece from Game of Thrones. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <clears throat> 
Yeah, with like the the sun ring and stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's true. Like I said before, I envisioned this as a Christmas wrapping. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then very, we were like walking around. Slightly different metaphor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, what yeah. did you have? Um, what's your notes on the, the first? Uh... So I think something we need to touch on about this is that uh, on the forum when I was reading through the thread when people were talking about uh, like uh, critiquing this essentially, they said that... Uh, a lot of people who are not native English speakers thought that the, the language was a little bit too uh, archaic and like the I, words. I could agree with that. And I, I agree with it like a bit in the beginning, uh, but then I like, so then when I was taking notes, I was like, okay, I'm going to write down all the words I don't know, so I can explain <laughs> on the podcast. And I only found one word. Okay, so what was the I'm word that you didn't know? amazing at uh, English, is what <laughs> I'm trying to say. So it's the, it's Fuge. Fuge? Uh, like F-U-G-U-E. And I had no, I had heard it before, but I didn't know what this means. So I went into the dictionary and uh, checked what it is. <laughs> so it's actually very literal. So it's like bad writing, right? So because he's like waking up and he's like, oh, I woke, I woke from a fuge. And it says, a disassociative, a disassociative state. <laughs> Great English. <laughs> a disassociative state marked by sudden travel or wandering away from home and the inability to remember one's past. And this is exactly what happens to this character. Yeah, that's, that's quite a good word yeah. to use, actually. Yeah, that's not, very accurate. It's not a word that I know, but it's... it's on the nose. Yeah. Yeah, but and then I, I'd hoped I'd find more interesting words, but I, but I didn't. But hopefully, <laughs> hopefully people can get through anyway. Yeah. So, so, yeah, so, so. Uh, Nazario Caligari. <laughs> we should have a Patrick here. Yeah. <laughs> so what, what happens when he wakes up? Yeah, so he meets this, uh, his guide through, uh, through the Immortal Realms, uh, who's uh, called the Betrayer. And he seems to be like this warrior character who uh, serves uh, Kulima, which is the god of envy. Yeah. Or goddess, I think. Kulima. <laughs> exactly. Sounds like it's from Conan. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking more like Indiana Jones and the voodoo dolls. Okay. Like some kind of like chanting, like Kulima, like yeah. Scooby-Doo type thing. There's like a hound like blocking the way yeah. into the, I don't know what you want to call it, like the, yeah, the veil the or the yeah. realms. And I, I think this is obviously like a, a nod to like Cerberus and yeah, the Greek exactly. myths. That's what I wrote as well. So yeah, it's a three-headed dog. Yeah, it's a three-headed yeah. dog. So uh, I quite I quite like these references, and mm. and there's a lot of these. Yeah, exactly. and they all reference they reference to different kind of religions and different yeah. mythologies. Yeah, and this is the thing I like. I like in general with this move, with like the the re, like the fact that it's based on the seven sins and all these things is it connects very well into yeah. our world as well. And so, uh, he also yeah. sees like an elven glade and a dwarfin fortress. Yeah. And so it seems like he's seeing like the afterlife almost, like here in the beginning before he enters the actual like uh, realms of the god dark gods. Yeah. Like uh, here he's like he sees some kind of something which seems like the afterlife of dwarves or yeah. or elves and so on, and he comes to like this big encampment of barbarians, right, from yeah. all different cultures. So these are like people who are not really initiated into the. Uh, uh, worship Cause, cause this, like this, I, the way I saw it this is like uh, I, I found it diff difficult to visualize where it was in yeah. the world but it, it seems to be it's like another the, dimension yeah right? it seems to me maybe it's like another plane yeah but I mean it's not, I, at least for me that, that I thought that was the point like he's been transported across the veil so he's okay. somewhere in the you know other world yeah you know? and then, and then the, like before he enters the actual 
realms of the gods. Yeah. Then he's in this kind of limbo area. Yeah. So that seems to be like the place where like the afterworlds of what people believe seem to be occurring there. Okay. And so like the Elven Glade and the Dwarven yeah. Fortress and the Barbarianist Town. Where yeah, exactly. It's so like, this where they go where they die when they die. Yeah. And, uh, and like that, as I thought, I thought it like manifested that what they believe would happen yeah. in their afterlife, essentially, in this point. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I can agree with that as well. So, um, and he also meets like a, a boatman, and mm. there's like this river, right? Yeah, the river of death. So again, very yeah. sticks. Yeah, Exa- that's exactly what yeah. I wrote. <laughs> so it's uh, it's like you cross the river to mm. to like finally get to the immortal realm. And what's interesting is that this boatman is obviously a demon. So this is the first uh, encounter we have. And let's, they talk straight away about this guy changing shape and form. Mm. And then like it solidifies into something when he comes close. Like probably based on what he believes. But but this seems to be something which occurs to a lot of demons throughout this yeah. uh, story. Is that they shift a lot. For, like Especially when they're in the realm. More, like mortal realm. Yeah. they can't. I guess they can't change so much in the mortal realm. But yeah. they can change as much as they like in the... Immortal realm. Yeah, exactly. And and did you write anything about the the picture? No, I haven't done uh, so, that much of the pictures. So uh, I I kind of got really into this as you, as you will find mm. out as we go. <laughs> so I like I kind of worked out what all the symbols mean. Oh wow! Okay. Um, so we're looking at it now. Yeah. So basically, throughout these both this document and the demon the demons book, mm. um, from like what I know about alchemy. All of the symbols are symbols for for planets and for elements. Okay. So, for example, the this one is the symbol for uh, Earth, I think. Top one, top left one. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not 100 percent sure. I actually wrote them down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he has a little table. Yeah. <laughs> so this one is the symbol for air. So the triangle with the line through. Yeah. Um. Uh. There's Jupiter is. Oh no, sorry. There's like uh, the left side one is I think a symbol for either Jupiter or Saturn, mm-hmm. and like the circle with the moony thing is like a symbol for the sun. Um, but basically, all of the symbols that are written in these diagrams are symbols for different things from like mm. the old alchemy. Let's call it religion. Yeah, theology, whatever you want to call it. Like the the little one that looks like a a dude with it wearing a hat with a line in his face. <laughs> <laughs> That's like a, a symbol for an ele- one of the elements, I'm pretty sure. Okay. I don't know which one, but it's one of them. So I, I guess these these diagrams are like a symbols. Uh, I think the way that I saw it was like, this is like a summoning spell or yeah, exactly. like the spell that he cast to get himself across the veil or yeah. something like that. Because you have all the symbols for the gods and then you have like an eye and... And as as we go, you'll see these more more of these symbols, mm. and uh, I think they're quite cool. I like quite like these yeah, little definitely. diagrams. It kind of shows you. I think there's I think there's a lot of thought has gone into them. Yeah, and probably more than you realise. And yeah, I, I reckon <clears throat> that that there could be like hints towards more deeper things yeah. that someone much more intelligent than us could work out if they really wanted to. Yeah, but I think this is something that we've learned, like, the more we see of the Nightfish Fish the more we, you know, you realise that, ev- like, everything in there has had a lot of thought behind it. Yeah. Like, there's a lot, there's usually meaning to most things and associations. And when we get into the demon book, you, you learn about how each, each of the gods or each of the demons have, like, an element which is associated them, yeah. to them, and then 
to summon the demon, you need like this element, yeah. like sulfur. Sulfur is brimstone and stuff. So, yeah. so the as you were saying, he he kind of goes over the over the yeah, taking river, this, like in the boat yeah. by the boatman, who seems very uh, you know Greek mythology guy. And then the first round they enter is uh, of Sugulag of greed. And uh, I guess in every realm they have uh, he witnesses people being punished by this uh, uh, this god the, or their souls right yeah their souls right yeah. I mean it's it seems uh, like to me I was unsure if these are always people who have been worshiping uh, the god and failed them or if it's so uh, if he's punishing just people who are like uh, who have sinned in for greed for example yeah I, I think I the way I saw it was that in each of the realms the the souls that are being punished. Yeah. They're the they're the, like the the people in the mortal realm who have given their soul to them for like something. Mm. Let's say in the case of greed, they want to be rich, so they they kind of sell their soul to Sugarlak, and then when they die, their soul goes to him, and he can choose to do what he wants with it. Yeah, and and most of these cases are pretty dark and like horrible ways of like being living in eternity. Yeah. So, so, it's, so it's definitely not pleasant places. No, no, and and in this place is like this, like mountains of like gold and yeah. coins and things. And I thought that maybe the coins so, are representative of each soul that has yeah, been. Yeah, because that's actually quite cool. Because he looks so the the floor like the, when they walk through this realm, like the floor is made of, of gold coins. Yeah. And he looks down, and on each of the coins, he sees like a face of a person. But it's not like a normal coin. Like the face is screaming and alive. Uh, so you can imagine it's the souls trapped inside of these coins yeah. that he's stepping on. When I ask, yeah, and he he doesn't like want to walk on them because he he's like uncomfortable because uh, he's like walking on people's faces. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he meets uh, he meets like in every realm he seems to meet people he, that he knows or yeah. knows of through history. So he meets this. Uh, Bishop, uh, I think, who has been uh, who uh, like sold his soul to uh, to greed in order to uh, yeah. to gain uh, power in the city, and then he led some rebellion, and he was uh, brought down and turned into a wretched beast, yeah. which they encounter through when they walk through the realm. Mm. And that, does, does he meet the gods? Eh? No, he doesn't. No, so the, the gods are very uh, immaterial, I guess. Yeah. Like they're more still like concepts. Uh, but he meets uh, like uh, in a lot of these realms, you will see that he meets uh, demons, which. Uh, are in service to the gods and yeah. usually like uh, sometimes just small like uh, lesser demons and sometimes mm. greater demons yeah and I, I wrote here that um, to be favoured you have to have the ultimate ambition and conviction in yeah. so if, if you want to be like a champion of the gods you have to have like 100% conviction 100% ambition otherwise you're like bound to fail mm. and this is something that was that they kind of alluded to in this this piece it's like saying that if like one if you have one small doubt then you're going to fail mm. you have to have like ultimate ambition and conviction to be successful otherwise you're you're going to lose your soul yeah and then end up here like essentially we're seeing all these people who have uh, failed in their in the, their pursuit of uh, this power right mm. being punished and uh, all right yeah. so so the idea is that if you devote yourself to the god yeah of, of whatever sort it is and you are uh, so how does how how does that one do that? So by greed, you I guess just have I guess to you make like a pact with the gods. Yeah, so, so the, this was covered like if you want to go and read about it, it's covered more in the warriors book, I think. Okay. Uh, so this uh, like we will see then like this focus more on like and uh, like humans' connection to demons. Mm. But these these are def the people in here are definitely people who have started path to become warriors. 
and oh. then they fail somehow during that path. So that path is what Henry's talking about when he's uh, talking about this uh, dedication and doubt. And uh, I, I went in a little bit with the diagram again on the <laughs> on this page, page seven. Um, it looks to me like um, you have on the left, you have the Earth because that's the Earth symbol, and then on the right you have this like kind of more with the tongue. And I, for me, that was what I imagined is the immortal realm. Yeah. So for me, this is like a some kind of spell or diagram to how to get to the yeah, immortal the realms. realm between yeah. the realms. Yeah. So there's like a symbol here for um, like an element of some description. And <laughs> how did I, you find all the meanings of this? Symbol? Well, I knew I knew the the fire, air, and water, and earth just yeah. from like my general yeah. general knowledge. And um, and then I, I looked into it a little bit deeper because I knew that they were alchemy symbols. Yeah. And then so I was looking at like the different symbols that there are. Mm. Um, like for example, like the zero, the circle is like a symbol for the cosmos, and the the half moons are elements. Okay. So so in my mind, this is like a some kind of ritual to yeah. get you across the veil. Because I, I thought the half moons was, were related to like a time point when you had to. Yeah, like, it, it also it could yeah, be yeah. for the ritual. So maybe you need like a certain moon to get you across. Yeah. So it's it's kind of unclear in the story if this guy like has gone here of his free will or if he's just like transported by somebody else yeah. to this place. I, I thought that he just, since he just wakes up there and and he doesn't know who he is essentially. Yeah, I actually thought that it was Father Chaos who transported him there. Okay. Because I think the. The account is actually referenced in, in the demon book, yeah. to be like a, a heretical account to help yeah. turning turn people to the demons or yeah. turn people to the worship of the dark gods. Yeah. So I, I thought it was like Father Chaos, like propaganda marketing stuff, <laughs> like bring a guy over, do some writing about it, send it back, and let him talk about it. Yeah. Is there a is there a, 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 a heifer god? Is there like a master? Yeah, god? Father Chaos. Okay, there's yeah. a big one. Yeah, he's called Father Chaos. Okay. Or at least that's the... Yeah, so, I mean, that's it, the dynamic which yeah. will come up several times when we talk about this, is that they, they have, like, Father Chaos, which is kind of the, the whole sum of all the Dark Gods, mm -hmm. and then the Mother, Mother Cosmos is, like, the other for, opposing force, which kind of instills order in the realms, and, uh, like, um, uh, she, she is kind of uh, keeps the veil between the two intact, and Father Chaos always tries to break through to get into the normal realm. Okay. Uh, because and it, in the Warriors book, there's this poem where this is kind of uh, the idea is it's portrayed like uh, a love story uh, where Father Chaos always wants to get to Mother Cosmos essentially. Mm. And, uh, and then, but if he does, everything is destroyed actually yeah. because he's fucking chaotic, you know. And the, the veil is like the protection yeah. of the, of the, the condom, condom of the realms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which actually makes a lot of sense. It does make a lot of sense. <laughs> and then when the demons spill through, that's when you have like the little hole. Yeah, yeah. That's when you the, get a baby. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> and you have a if you have a big tear, you're fucked. <laughs> Can so do the do the 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 gods of the different sins? Do they then compete for favor with Father Chaos, or is that not touched upon? Or uh, yeah, it, they, yeah, they seem to. Mm. Um, but I, I feel like there's less, there's not that much like animosity between them. But mm. they definitely seem to compete. There's several times they're referencing like, oh, this, 
Like some guy who worshipped pride, he says like, oh, pride was the greatest of all the gods and he rules over all, all, all the others and so on. And it's kind of unclear if that's actually fact or mm. if it's more like propaganda, propaganda from yeah. that god. And as I said, like some, the realms kind of, these, these kind of, the realms of each of these dark gods kind of t- bounce around and touch against the veil. Mm. So when they're far away from the veil, I think that's kind mm. of alluded to when they're like not doing very well and then mm. when they get closer they're actually like on the ascendant mm. and so the the aim of the demons is to hold souls as it were to yeah i think i think they they want power okay yeah and the things from the mortal realm give them power All so right. so essentially what i think Gilades told us this that uh, i mean things in the immortal from the mortal realm gives you power in the normal mortal realm but also things from the mortal realm gives people power or like demons power in the immortal realm so yeah okay. like the in the immortal realm is made of magic so mm. when you get magic in the mortal realm mm. it gives you like this kind of like force that you can use yes. to do what you want yeah. and it's the same in the immortal realm if you have something physical yeah. in the, from, from the mortal like realm like a sword yeah, yeah. yeah. or like any, anything it can give you power in okay. the yeah. immortal realm that's a <clears throat> well thought of duality of it yeah, like. yeah I, feel, I mean uh, when you read it you'll realise that I mean like this fluff is quite high quality like mm. sometimes you, you notice it's very that, deep yeah exactly sometimes you notice that the writing is maybe not like world class but but the concepts are really there yeah. I would say. Mm. yeah so the next realm is the realm of Arkan mm. gluttony gluttony so this is where everything's slimy so this no but this was actually interesting because that's not true because I was uh-huh. described as that it's like a barren landscape and mm. how it says is that it, the landscape seems physically hungry Okay. So that's the whole thing. Like, there's not, there's nothing there. Like everything's, yeah, everything's barren, already been eaten. Yeah, exactly. It's just gone. Yeah. Okay. So how are the souls tormented there? I can't remember. Uh, let's see. I think I so, understand. Yeah. So as as he's like walking into this realm, there's like this huge canyon, like, and it looks like a big mouth. Mm. So it's like a big moor mm. with like t- these like jagged. This is, this is fucking dark. Continue. These <laughs> like jagged teeth, uh-huh. like, uh, and it looks like a huge mouth, yeah. and he has to walk into it, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I think it sees like a huge mouth in the distance as well. Yeah. And so how, okay, so he passes a soul being punished uh, in this realm. And uh, essentially it's a mother who has been punished to consume her own child. Uh-huh. Because she, like, she, you know, she committed yeah, yeah. a sin of, uh, of gluttony. So now she's, every night she's, like, day, cycle, whatever, she's uh, forced to consume her own children. She's really hungry, so she yeah. just wants to eat them. Exactly, okay. and he, like, passes her and she's, like, eating her children, like, crying. The yeah. blood splatter all over her, you know, face and this shit. It's pretty that dark. is pretty dark. Pretty dark. Yeah. <laughs> but it's fucking good, though. So, what did I write down here? The demons. Yeah. So I think he. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. I think they. I think he says here that uh, the demons of Akan are like obsessed with consuming uh, mm, real matter, yeah. essentially, to gain yeah. power. And I think this is something that this guide tells them. Yeah. The betrayer. Yeah. You kind of learn a little bit about this nature between like magic and material. Yeah. Like they're really hungry to eat like material things. Ah. So they want to go into the mortal realm mm. and like eat stuff because okay. that makes them stronger yeah, and it gives them sustenance yeah whereas something like a greed would rather go and try to acquire wealth mm. from the uh, mortal realm so, uh, yeah whereas the like yeah, yeah. The, the, the gluttony demons want to go in and eat stuff how are the demon are there any demons there are they yeah. right so so um the demons of of arkham they're flies they're flies okay yeah the big big flies yeah 
and they they want to eat stuff and they're they're quite hungry and he like throws them some meat or something doesn't he oh yeah to distract them yeah so and obviously this is like a really tasty snack for them because it's from the mortal realm oh yes of course yeah yeah so uh yeah he he's uh and they he says also that the the demons have like autonomy so they're not actually controlled by the gods okay and the more powerful the demon the more autonomy that they have right 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 so they can get controlled by other demons or they can get told to do stuff, but they still make decisions on this. On okay, their own. So they're conscious and sentient. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. What, sorry. How was, how, how, what, what did the demons look like in the gluttony world? Yeah, the gluttony ones are flies. The big oh, the, uh, the, and then in the... Um, greed. In the greed world, yeah, sorry. I don't think he actually meets he demons yeah. in that, that but ring, the, but the we'll greed, get to the, that later. The greed demons are called hoarders. Okay. And they're like really fat, like... Okay. Yeah, fat, like, like really fat, disgusting, and uh, just yeah. like really, gather everything. Really greedy, off. and they want to keep. Yeah, so, stuff. to put it into a, a known setting, are they kind of like similar to what would you use for models for these? Would like use? Piece, I, piece of Nurgle. Piece. I would I would say that it's essentially the Nurgle demons fit very well with the greed demons. Okay. Or, and, or, and gluttony. Gluttony, gluttony well. like this seems like that concept is spread over a lot of them, but okay. gluttony and greed. Yes. Okay. Where it is. They're kind of there's like a duality, isn't it? Like if you're gluttony, gluttony is also greedy. They usually go hand in hand, yeah. right? Um, yeah, exactly. And uh, I mean, I think he is it here that he touches. He asks his guide if like the demons are because uh, the guide is a warrior, right? Mm, yeah. So he asks him if uh, like what's the like if they ever like if they collaborate or what's the difference? And then the like the key difference seems to be this freedom thing, where like if somebody who's a warrior is kind of taking freedom for granted. That's one of the reasons that they swear you swear your soul to one of these gods is because you want to have a personal freedom. So that's something you start off with and then you try to gain immortality. Whereas a demon always has immortality but tries to gain freedom by gaining power. Yeah. Yeah. And that that's the, the difference between I love that. the warriors yeah. and the demons. I love that. Yeah. So like demons are very like they're both very jealous of what the mm. other one has. I see. I love it. Yeah, it's really cool. Okay. So that was Yeah. Gluttony. That was yeah. gluttony. And uh, I think in on this in this one you also he also says that he's been invited by Father Chaos uh-huh. to come to the realm, so that's why he's here. Yeah. Um, but uh, as we said, we don't really know why as such. And this artwork is like really cool. Yeah. <laughs> Seems to be like a lesser lesser demon of gluttony or yeah. something. Mm. So so as well, we should say that um, like as as you will find out in the demon book. The, the demons you can have like a lesser demon of greed, mm. and it kind of comes under the header of like each individual like unit in yeah. the demons like they don't necessarily, you don't necessarily have like tiers in each no, each exactly. god but you but like the lesser demons kind of can be all different shapes and sizes yeah. they can like they can swear their loyalty or be commanded by any of the gods ah yeah. so they don't belong to any specific no. yeah. god and now this is actually uh, represented in the rules right is that yeah. they can gain uh, like the uh, the greater demons or i guess of uh, each uh, god can like buff that unit with right, their right, blessing. Right, right. So so it, which so it's actually quite well represented that way. Yeah. So the next one is uh sloth. Nukuja. Nukuja. There you go. I think this this uh this artwork here is the Rotten Factory artwork. It, I actually have this model, that's okay. why I know. It's like a, a giant from Rotten Factory. It's, yeah. it, I guess they donated the artwork. And oh, yeah. It's quite cool. It's a really nice model, actually. Yeah. Well, but do you feel like this was very slothful? I don't know. This seems mm. almost like raffle. Yeah, not really. And actually, this happened before as well, because in the greed uh, part, there's this artwork of like a succubi kind of... Uh, 
uh, yeah. demon, and mm. also seem like I, I would, so I'm not sure if the artworks always like connect specifically in this. Yeah, I, I think you're right. It it doesn't really fit, but as we said, like they can they can come in all shapes and yeah, sizes. Exactly. They can be aligned to a god, but it doesn't necessarily mean that they're like showing like their their physical form is is showing that allegiance. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So like here in this realm, he's like clutched by apathy essentially, which seems to be like the the sloth thing is yeah. that you like you kind of lose your will to do anything or yeah. want to do anything essentially you like, gain like knowledge but you yeah. just don't really care yeah exactly it's, it's a really nice concept actually yeah. like you you it, it, you find it again you find in the demon book when he meets the sloth demon that he he gains like access to all this all this knowledge you know everything yeah but you have no desire to use the knowledge. Mm. Yeah, exactly. You just want to chill. You just want to exactly. sit there and do nothing. <laughs> so how's the how's the realm described? It's just like trees, right? Yeah, it's like it's this like forest, forest, and people are trapped inside the trees. And when he approaches them, they they uh, give him prophecy. And yeah. I don't know. Do you have a good interpretation of this? So I, I wrote it down. So one of the people in in the tree, trees, he said, says this to him: "Under a red moon." When horn call and the ground shakes, and all must spur west and strike the elven fret, a four ritual concludes. And, and I have no idea what that means. Yeah, I think we, I guess we, we don't really find out, but yeah. maybe we'll, it, it we'll will, find out later. Maybe it'll be another document at some yeah. point that tells us. But I didn't really get much from this in general. Um, I didn't take anything from it at least. I mean, like the the people in the trees also tell him not to trust this guy, this this guy, the betrayer. Yeah. Uh, and I, but I I also agree that we don't really see much. Yeah, we don't we don't you don't learn much about the realm or the yeah. demons or anything. Like you you he encounters a demon of sloth called a hope harvester, uh, which takes uh, also uh, the um, uh, the shape of a tree. I think in this uh, in this case, and it's like a demon which saps the strength of everybody around it, uh-huh. his yeah. victims. Like yeah, it takes the will to do anything. Yeah. So obviously, like kind of turning you to sloth a little. Yeah. I suppose a tree is the ultimate sloth. It it does <laughs> nothing. <laughs> Almost nothing. Yeah. yeah. It just stands there. Right? Yes. Yeah. I guess that's why the that's why the souls. Are yeah. In trees. And imagine imagine the boredom. The the <laughs> if you're a sentient being. Yeah. In, in a tree. tree. Yeah. Right. That's actually a good because I was actually thinking about like why the fuck is are there trees here? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because trees are usually connected with a positive thing. You think yeah. of this luscious thing, but it could be just you know a tree with no a tree stem more or less. Yeah, right? exactly. With no leaves. I think right. that's how they're described. Actually, yeah, like yeah. almost dead, right? So they're just you're basically locked in the. Imagine that you're in a coffin. It's more or less that. Yeah. yeah. A fixed coffin. And you can't move. Or... Yeah. So you yeah. yeah. Oh. Yeah, so the the next realm he comes to is the uh, realm of envy. Of so is that your favorite uh, god name? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think so. It's uh, I think it's one of the I, best. I ones. can hardly say the others like Nakuja is like a little hard and yeah. and Vanadad Vanadra. Yeah, I know that. I know what we're we're supposed to say Vanadra, I think, because Vanad yeah, Vanad Vanadra. Yeah. And Chibberish is quite nice, but I don't know if it's Sibberish or Chibberish or Gibberish. Gibberish. So I think I think it should be a soft C. I like it when yeah. I think about it because when I studied Italian, that was like how you make a hard C is if you put C H and it's yeah. only C I, so that would in Italian would be soft C. Uh-huh. So I think it should be chibberish rather than like kibberish, yeah. for example. Yeah. But I think so, this is something you could probably find out from people actually yeah. wrote it. <laughs> so uh, envy, Kulima. Yeah, so there's like items here, like uh, strewn about, yeah, tro- like he says that it's like walking into 
like the manner of some really wealthy merchant who has bought like tons of shit from everywhere. So there's mm. items from every civilization lined up and, uh, yeah. and stuff everywhere. And they're they're all like uh, I think it's uh, everything is like uh, bedecked with uh, this fly symbol, which is the symbol of Kulima. Like yeah. you have like some beautiful artwork from somewhere, but there's like a fly like just drawn crudely. Yeah. But I thought the demons were flies in the gluttony. Yeah, but the the symbol of the of the envy is uh, is the fly. But uh, okay. her demons are not uh, flies essentially because it's like the fly on the wall which watches things like other people and things happen and is envious of what they do. Oh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Wait, this is... doesn't this doesn't touch you or because I think this is the god which in the Warriors book it was like I didn't really yeah. it wasn't really that interesting but it's actually a lot more interesting here. I'm I'm, just, I'm trying to I'm trying to put it together like why the gluttony because the gluttony demons are actually more like the not is it is is a fly is that the gluttony demon yeah in it's the, the bloat uh, bloat bloat fly what's yeah. the what's the envy one. So uh, the, What's envy... the actual envy demon. I don't remember. Uh, let's see if I can. I oh, down. it's it's the deceiver. But yeah, the deceiver is like the the, the great demon. demon. But what are the lesser demons? Uh, maybe it's the mage black gremlins. I don't remember. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, yeah it's the, the mage black gremlins. The, the mage. The mage black. No. <laughs> Mage, Mage Blight <laughs> Gremlins. So they like so, hate, they, they're envious of people who are able to use magic essentially. So yeah. they're, they're really good against wizards and they hunt them. Okay, so they're wizard hunters. Yeah, yeah you, like, you'll see like when little, we get to the book. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, um, yeah so, so here, I mean, we're in the realm of uh, his guide. So his guide yeah. is, uh, but the, like, the demons here don't seem to like this guy yeah. uh, anyway. So like, he, the, the he's gremlins, called the betrayer. Actually, yeah, so, so there's maybe... like small, small demons approaching them and they're like, Kissing at them and changing size and uh, it's like a cat, okay. a cat yeah. fight in and the I think street. The, I think these are the mage black gremlins. They're described as like little little uh, demons who are like coming and they shift lots of different appearances yeah. and they and they kind of hiss at them and throw things at them and stuff. And then uh, and then suddenly like the the great demon appears, the deceiver. And this is what I thought was really really interesting because the description of the deceiver and the artwork is really cool. Yeah, because uh, it's described as this. Uh, Kind of big insectoid uh, thing, which is made of uh, like a, has armor and weapons, which are kind of part of it. So it has almost a shit in the skin, but the skin is uh, or shell is like armor from different civilizations. Yeah, mm. but it has the heraldry of Kulima, yeah. uh, like the fly. Yeah, mm. on top of like heraldry of other places. Yeah. And it says, like, for example, it has like a great sword from uh, Sonstal, uh, for example, which is yeah. almost part of his arm. Mm. And I think if it's not here, the artwork is in the book, if the artwork is really, mm. really cool, I think. And it's I nothing like anything we've ever seen I before. think the, the, the artwork on the Demon Legion book and the front cover is an Envy Demon. Yeah, yeah, and this is, it's this Demon, I think, yeah. the Deceiver, the Great Demon. Okay. So it's like, imagine if it's like a, I would say it's like a, one of the, I would imagine, um, what, the, the, what are they called, the, the, uh, the little green grasshoppers or something? It's something like that, but it's standing up and it has like, <laughs> these spindly legs, yeah. but they're all made of armor and stuff. Mm. And it's, uh, so it's insectoid in that way yeah. instead of yeah. like a big bloated fly. So, right. so the way I imagined it was that they see things that they like envious of, yeah. and then they like just like make it in their body. And they want yeah. it so much that it becomes a part of them. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Okay. Which is actually quite interesting because this is uh, what happens when with the small demons, that they change into the appearance of like things that this guy is like the Caligari the guy is going yeah. through like he's wearing he has like an amulet and they're like turn into one of his amulets and like one of his pieces of clothing yeah. or something he thinks about because mm. so they turn into material things they imitate they imitate material. yeah okay interesting and I think this is reflected in the rule for rules for the deceiver as well like mm. he uh, uh, I mean he becomes better if he fights somebody who's better for example mm. uh, he, his like attacks are like 
equal to the person he's fighting. fighting yeah. Right, okay. And um, yeah, he meets he meets this uh, this great yeah. demon, and they kind of have this like face off. Yeah, exactly. And then at the at the end, like because uh, it seems like uh, the betrayer, oh, like he owes his god something, but uh, he's not willing to give it. He probably it seems like he betrayed his god as well. Like mm, yeah, and that might be one of the reasons he has this name, like because we don't know. Mm. Uh, and then uh, afterward, I think Caligari, like, like he encounters the demon, and he managed to like talk, like talk himself out of the situation. It seems like yeah. or, or threaten or something. And then uh, he also says that, like, the, uh, like, would you? Be, he asks uh, the warrior if he would be able to beat the demon. He's like, no, like, he would find the best of my ability and turn it against myself, essentially, yeah. which is kind of the crux of the envy demons. Yeah. Mm. And uh, these these demons are like, the, sorry, the the souls in this realm yeah. are like bodies, like cut in half. Like, yeah, because they they like sow division in life, so the yeah. punishment is to be forever like to be cut like oh, you know, from straight the top through, down. From yeah, the top yeah. down. So, so you have one arm still, and one leg. They are still alive, like so they're split down mm. like you know, yeah, like, like a tree trunk split, yeah. and they're still uh, alive, like, and they're living there in the realm. It's, yeah, yeah cause, because they're envious of someone or something, right? So in in their life, they like made division happen because mm. they they like tore families apart or all realms apart because they were envious so in death they they're like cursed to be like divided i would have thought that they would have made them you know so you take a bunch of them and physically put them together so that they become <laughs> a spawn more or less right that would fit into this yeah. like you want things so much why doesn't it be- like the whole become a part of you like i imagine this is like probably the most the, the one associated most like with spawns and this kind of thing like i imagine them to be mutants basically okay you know that would with the just you know, a lot of things pushed into one thing, and then it's <laughs> just <bump>. rolls, <laughs> just of you know, just yeah, just, like just, massive yeah. flesh. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. So uh, the next one, yeah, it's the realm of pride of Savar. Savar. This is also quite a cool name. Yeah, definitely. So I mean, here this is like these uh, uh, displays of grandeur of uh, conquered nations of banners and so yeah. on. Like all uh, the demons have yeah. crowns. That's the mm. that's the coolest thing. Like he sees this group of, uh, of I guess like lesser demons of pride, and it's just uh, they all have their own like little diamond crowns. So they all walk around like, oh fuck, I'm the boss around here. Like, like, look at that like walk of yeah, the, like, the guy like who goes to the gym. Like you know, you know when Conor McGregor walked into the ring versus uh, yeah, 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 and he yeah, like flicks his arms like. That's that's what it's like. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I thought it was interesting in this one that you that you don't earn you don't earn like. To be pride, to be prideful, you yeah. take it. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's not something that you you like aspire you, to. You you aspire, but you don't you don't um, you have to kind of go out there and take it from someone. You don't just earn it by renown. Yeah, mm. you physically beat someone down exactly to earn that. Like I'm better than you. Oh, and on Henry, I was so happy when I read this part because who's being punished the most in the in the pride felt? It's the fucking. Elves, yeah. fucking highborn elves, yeah. and, and he's like, yeah, they think thought that they could be higher than their sins. No, no, no. Like, <laughs> here but they're all. Th- this is also a really interesting concept because in the Games Workshop background, yeah, the elves couldn't fall to chaos. Yeah, I mean, well, they could, I they, guess, but, they could, but not that much. But, yeah, no. but their souls were kind of safe or yeah, something. Ish, yeah. But here, you don't have that kind of luxury. Luxury. <laughs> yeah, the elves fall to the dark yeah. gods as much as humans do. Yeah, yeah the, the only difference is that uh, they have a lot of time to make mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> so, so in this, the the elves are like cooking in blood. 
Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, because like they they were prideful of their blood of their heritage, right? Uh-huh. That they're elves okay. yeah. rather than some, the, some the highborn. They're like all like, oh, uh, I've got good genetics and yeah, good yeah. breeding <laughs> and great skin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the blood helps, right? <laughs> so that so that to be punished, they're like boiled in blood. Yeah. See. It's pretty cool. And then he uh, he also encounters humans being punished, and uh, their their punishment is that they're. Uh, trapped inside of statues of themselves because they're prideful and make want to make this reputation uh, for themselves. So yeah. they have, you know, they're themselves enshrined for eternity, but they're alive in the statue, yeah. and you know, like you can see them screaming and moving like mm. slightly. Yeah. Imagine a torture from pride being that you were forced to look at yourself all the time from outside of your body. You're always looking at your body. But uh, like, I think I'm hot, so... Yeah. <laughs> like, what's, uh, what's the problem? So that, imagine how diffusing yeah. and confusion that would ah, okay. be. Yeah, yeah. You know, it kind of, so the, imagine going into a hall of mirrors and just being there for perpetuity. Mm. Horrible. Per- per- perpetuity. Perpetuity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the next realm they pass into is uh, Lust of Shibresh. The Lusty Realm. Yeah. Here we come with the spandex suits. Yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I wrote almost nothing for this because yeah. I feel like uh, this is the least interesting of all the gods. I mean, I think we t- touched upon this in the Warriors show as well. Yeah, and, and, and I also Because it's just this. exactly what you expect. Yeah. It's just like a lot of sex, right? Uh-huh. Dongs. So, so that, I suppose the punishment, the humans there are being raped all the time. Actually, it's it's actually quite a cool uh, yeah, punishment, punishment this one. Is, yeah, the punishment is nice. The, they're like locked in ice, huh? and they're they're very they're like close to each other. Yeah. But they're not touching. Yeah. So they're these people who obviously obviously have this like lust yeah, okay. for sex. So they're like frozen in their heat of passion. But oh. they're in ice, so their their passion is like cooled. Okay. And they're also really close to one another, but yeah. they can't touch each other. Okay. They can't move. So. Oh, that was, that that sounds weird. You know, yeah. like, like one inch away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's that's the the way that the souls are being tortured in this realm. Yeah. But does it have does anything else particularly interesting happen in this? Uh... No, not really. Yeah. So basically, he just like walks through and he talks about like how he he becomes very like you know lustful because of all the musk and all this stuff in this yeah. realm. Comes aroused. Exactly. He just rock hard when he's walking through. <laughs> essentially. <laughs> I actually wrote that there's not much interesting in this. Yeah, this, yeah, one. I, this is like everything else. I you, you can see I have like yeah, lots yeah. of, and then I have like one, yeah. <laughs> one line for this one. All right, what do the what do the demons look like? So uh, I think this is not touched upon now. So no. I think we'll we'll do it later okay. uh, when we come to in the book. Yeah, because he doesn't meet any demons uh, when he walks through this realm. All right. So the the, but the next realm he meets yeah. a lot of demons. Yeah, definitely. So it's the realm of wrath of uh, Vanadra. Vanadra. <laughs> So it's all about like fire and heat and skulls. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So this is like the PTSD, uh, you know, the kids with uh, what's it called? ADHD. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This this is. I thought this was like quite like Games Workshopy almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, this is the one. Like, if you're looking to transfer your collection over to Ninth Age, this is the one which transfers seamlessly from corn mm. to. Yeah. To uh, luckily for me, I have the Warriors Corn Army. Yeah. So the. So anger or, or rage? Wrath. Wrath. But it's still, I think they've still made it interesting because it's not just like, uh, the concept of, uh, of Vanadra is not just wrath uh, in general. It's specifically to uh, punish wrongs. So she hates traitors. She mm. hates anything like this. And, and it's uh, like a, a, the thing that she gives you power to do is to punish people who have wronged you, essentially. Okay. Uh, so she's kind of righteous. 
Mm. So he, when he comes here, he like feels rage inside, and he tries to like he almost turns on this guy who's <laughs> like a mountain of steel and flesh, and uh, he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna fight you!" And yeah, then the okay. guy's like, <laughs> 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 and they they get to this like fortress, right, or yeah. this gate or something. Yeah, like yeah, made of oh yeah, like made of bronze, right, or something. Yeah, like that. and uh, and and he goes through, but then the he, the other the his guide is like locked out. Yeah. And then he like calls out the demon, and I guess it's like a scourge of wrath. Yeah. And he knows it by he knows the true name, and there seems to be some kind of power in the name of the demon. Yeah. So if you know the demon's name, it it, it seems to have you have some kind of power over the demon. Yeah, that's yeah. usually the clue. That's the like the clue classic. Yeah, yeah, the classic is if yeah. you know its name, then you can control the demon. Yeah. Yeah, I And and he he kind of uses this to to like let him through i guess yeah yeah because and they also they meet uh, the demons of wrath here which are like four-legged uh, demons of bronze uh, so they're I, what are they called actually in the book uh brazen beasts yeah brazen beasts he they like he seems to be roaming around i think yeah they're like uh, ro- roaming the serengeti like rhinos yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> so they're your juggernaut yeah. yeah yeah exactly and then uh, but then the it, like it's made very clear that uh, Vanadra like hates the betrayer because he's betrayed something mm. essentially and the, and the, this demon before like they leave uh, it's like it shows you this uh, it um, tries to stop him right and then uh, it shows them uh, this great free mod creature and each of the moss is like a furnace as somebody is trapped in there being punished mm. and it touches on who they, these people are so uh, it's like these people are great betrayers for history, which Vanadra is like specifically caught to torture because he, she hates them. And uh. one of the malls is empty and is made for this guy who's, uh. Uh, who's uh, guiding them. And I think... Uh, he, he's betrayed someone, so, yeah, yeah, so yeah. He's, he's, he's ready for, yeah. to, be, <laughs> to be placed there. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think uh, the first one is this guy called P- Pontifex urino which is uh, maybe not right but uh del mastro i think or something <laughs> and his uh, what he did uh, was that he apparently opened the gates of avras and avras is this uh, uh place uh, like a, the greatest city of the humans i think yeah. Yeah. and uh, yeah. it was kind of uh, it was taken over by the vermins at one point and i think this is the guy then that like let them into the city right, right. Uh, so they could rule over all of humanity and then it's is the second person is uh, stirred a goblin, which apparently they, all they say about this guy is that he forsook the great orc in the golden age. So I think this is something we will find out about more when they write the, like release the fluff for the. Yeah, I, I know about it, but I'm not allowed to say. Anything. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> but anyway, so like I guess this is uh, touching upon the dynamics between the orcs and goblins. Yeah, and this is probably so some y- kind of even even the goblins can also like make yeah. a pact with the gods. Uh-huh. And okay. and what I thought was really interesting in in this one, is that. Um, the gods also trade souls. Yeah. So, Vanadra wants to like give wrath and retribution to everyone who like who deserves it. Yeah. So sometimes she will like sell uh, like a, a service in return to get the souls. <laughs> so okay. let, let's as just as an example, let's say there's like a like a really good juicy soul that she wants to <laughs> give acquire. like acquire so that she can punish punish the the person yeah, for doing like something betrayer, for like the betrayer mm. then um let's say in this case it could be envy the the like the god of envy will ask vanadra to do something for the for her mm-hmm. and then in return she will give her a soul yeah yeah so maybe maybe the vanadra demons like the raft demons will go into the realm and kill some people or do okay, something yeah, do whatever yeah. it is like, whatever whatever envy fancies yeah in return 
that the manager will get the soul that she wants. Yeah, I see. So it's quite interesting that they can kind of, there's like a dynamic there where they can trade and stuff. Yeah, yeah so see, like, this demon basically tells him, like, you, you're not safe. Like, when you die, you're, I'm going to have you. And yeah. You're going to be here. Yeah. No matter what. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I'm not dead yet. And yeah. they, they run away. <laughs> <laughs> and, um... And this is the last uh, last of rounds. Yeah, there's also just in, just to go back to like the symbology. The symbol here on page nineteen is the is the same symbol that you see on page two. Is what I wrote. Okay. Um, just trying to find the page two. So it's uh, so it, I just wanted to like kind of make the link mm -hmm. that there's like a kind of a red thread all the way through. Um, the one on page nineteen is the I think it's the same as. The like the wrath symbol, and and you can kind of see it on the summoning ritual thingy okay. on page two. So there's there is some kind of yeah connection connection between all of these little diagrams and things. Yeah. So do you want to take the last part? Yeah. So the last part essentially they like they go up through a staircase I think almost where they yeah. they end up in the, like in the mortal realm again. Yeah. Uh, but the betrayer is still there with him. And uh, you know, like he kind of tries to find out who this guy is, and uh, he—I uh, don't remember exactly how he reveals it, but he essentially says that uh, he's known by the Asgar as the Sun Slayer, and uh, then and then it, like it's told in a way where we realize that this guy Caligari knows who the Sun Slayer is, but I don't yeah. think we do. Yet. No, I mean you—you you could you could guess exactly. You because could, maybe he, it's the killer of Sunna. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's why I was thinking when I was reading this that somehow, and I guess this might be touched upon again when they do, for example, the Empire yeah. uh, source books, is that uh, like this guy, like somehow is related to Sunna's death, and he betrayed the like. That's why. Yeah, maybe the, he envied her so exactly. much or something, so he killed her. Yeah. And turned to the dark gods. Exactly, and he seems to be like the somehow portrayed as the greatest betrayer in history. Yeah. Probably because of this. Yeah. Excuse me, and you have this um, this kind of seven-sided pentagram again uh, in this diagram with yeah. similar symbols like the alchemy symbols like and a big horned goat in the middle. Yeah, I mean that's that's pretty symbolic of the of the devil. Actually, this is a six-sided pentagram. Interesting. Um, not seven, but uh, usually the horns and the nose of the of the goat. Yeah. Make up for the 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 pentagram. Okay. Um, but I, I guess. In this case, it's six, <laughs> and you have uh, like an di the different symbols again. Um, you have like the air symbol somewhere I have written down. <laughs> I'm not sure. I, like, I, I kind of like question like is is it random or is it intentional? And I think it's very intentional. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, maybe somebody, maybe we can find like if you go on the forums, you might find somebody who's analyzed this like in depth. Yeah, and you get all these like hands, these little diagrams of hands. Oh yeah, so it seems like uh, what I imagine kind of... that's this like weird things you would do when you uh, perform these rituals. Yeah, and, like fingers pointed mm. out in different ways. Usually, there's like eyes inside of the hands. And if so on. you, uh, it's it's probably something you have to do if you want to summon that specific. Yeah, exactly. For yeah. purpose. And and actually, it's, it's touched on quite a lot in the demon book. I think mm. like the rituals and stuff that you have to go through. Yeah. But I, I thought it was interesting that that there is there is this character who is. 
the betrayer and he, yeah. and he's kind of written into the background in some way yeah definitely and I, I like i'm definitely looking forward to knowing more like about this guy yeah because it feels like i mean or i hope that they're not going to leave this as a loose thread for like free books or something <laughs> hopefully they will touch on this in the next yeah. release a little bit well the, you've got dread elves and infernal dwarves next so yeah but still i mean hopefully there's because there's I mean, there's definitely from, connections from the book? yeah yeah there's definitely connections between this book and the last one the warriors book obviously but but still i would like to, that to be like the case where where like uh, even if the the factions are not like super intimately related like these are that you would still have like some kind of common friends yeah. running through I, I think there will be so so that's yeah that's the end of uh, of this book uh, yeah. document what's your overall opinion so i i really i really like this but I mean, some of the realms were less interesting than others. Yeah, and they didn't really flesh them out too much. Yeah, so they, yeah, that's what I thought. I thought that, like, why didn't they let this be longer? Like, I, I don't know why some of the parts seem very short. Like, they yeah. could have, uh, they could have written more into this. I think. Yeah, I mean, from from our point of view, yeah, like from the reader's point of view, he kind of goes to the realm, yeah, and then goes to the next realm, and to the next realm, and to the next realm. But yeah. you don't really hear that much about the realms. Yeah. Like in, like, I think the the Arkan one was quite good, where you had like yeah. the big mouth that he yeah. like, walked the canyon that he walks into. Yeah, my and... favorite ones is that one and uh, Envy. Like Envy for me, like when I read this, actually even before the Ar- the army book was even yeah. released, I was like, wow, I really want to make this mall. Like I yeah. want to make a, an Envy demon. Yeah. I want to make a, an army. All of a sudden, I'm like, okay, <laughs> this is this is what I really want to do. And, then... and and that's what the background should yeah. inspire you to do. Exactly. How about you, Christopher? I mean, this is the first time that you you haven't read the document, but you've yeah. kind of heard us discuss it. So, what's your your overall opinion? Maybe, hopefully, we've done it justice. Yeah, I think so. I am um, I'm curious to see their visions for some of the lesser demons. Uh, you know, especially you know how how do they physically look and yeah. uh, the whole uh, if if no demon is kind of do- under the dominion of the greater demons, like so. Yeah. I don't know. I, I it's pretty original. Uh, sounds interesting. Yeah. Overall. How how would you compare it? Let's say to the old Games Workshop. I think uh, Realm of Chaos. I think they've taken, you know, I'm not, I think they've gone to great length to make this uh, its own thing yeah. rather than just be part of the other thing. Yeah. But of course. There are similarities, uh, and you know it's a classic narrative that there is another dimension in which magic is. Similar. Yeah. But I like. I think they kept. I think they wanted to capture some sort of duality in the things. Yeah. And also that the demons aren't inherently evil. No, in they're sense. not. They're not at all actually. Yeah, and yeah. That, so they're in a way they're just very preoccupied in a in a specific mindset. You could say yeah, almost right. Definitely. So uh, in that regard, it's I I like that distinction in that. They're not necessarily evil, right? And that and that duality is is uh, is m- very useful if you want to write fluff in which in a case where someone starts on a path uh, with a pack with a demon for maybe a righteous purpose. Yeah, I think that's actually a lot of the time, actually. Yeah. So that you don't have this stereotypically these guys are evil. Yeah. Kind of thing, right. <laughs> and because. I always thought to myself in the world of chaos, like, why would you ever, ever volunteer to be a a, a Nurgle demon, right? You just turn into <laughs> <a> <laughs> something really disgusting, right? Yeah, it's like, it's, uh, like it, yeah, exactly. Because when I remember as a kid as well, you're like, yeah. So which of the chaos gods would you worship? Yeah, well, everybody's yeah. like, yeah, of course I worship Sonesh because yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. boobs, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? 
and then but then but there's no other reason or there's like no... everything else is just like eh. yeah <laughs> so, but here but it's like a little bit more the way this is created i can easily see you know the narrative of a slippery slope yeah. leading to something 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 right yeah. okay we'll take a quick break here yeah. and we're gonna come back right after and go straight into the demon book right. and uh hopefully six hours later we're gonna yeah. be inebriated <laughs> and exactly and, uh, i'm starting to feel it a yeah me too actually yeah didn't take much this day. It's <laughs> like two drinks in, you're like, ooh. <laughs> Especially when it's half and half. talk about whiskey we need to talk about demons okay so demon legion book yeah the big one so you would just tell me you don't like the front cover no um it's not my favorite i think the demon is like it's so we can okay. start by saying it's a it's a greater demon of Kodima, like a so deceiver deceiver yeah. deceiver so it's like this big insectoid thing covered in armor with fly wings i would say yeah so it's it. like weird bipedal legs but uh, i but that's why I love it because it's weird. But I agree with you. Like this is not the artwork I would have chosen, chosen for, the, for the, front the front cover. Like the Warriors one was fucking amazing. Yeah, it's so good. It's so good. But this one is like, eh. Yeah, and it's the same thing. Like uh, I think it's um, in the first iteration of uh, uh, of the Undying Dynasties book. They also had like a pretty shitty front cover with like a pharaoh, which was uh, like just not that good yeah. essentially. But then the now it, they it's, made it's a new, good, but it's not yeah. like but they made special. A, they made a new one, which is a pharaoh on a chariot, which okay. is really cool, okay. essentially. And I think that maybe this you could tell that this one has like a, it's a high quality in the sense that it's a drawn in like three D with color and yeah. so on. Like it's not uh, this kind of artistic. The, the artwork is really good. Yeah, but it, but it it I think you could probably have something more yeah. evocative. Yeah, I I agree. The, the one that we used for the Night Scroll in the last edition, yeah. I thought that was actually going to be the front cover. Mm. But then when I realized it wasn't, I was like, okay, I'm going to use it for Night Scroll. Yeah, so I think, <laughs> yeah, because that one's, that's the uh, Scourge one. I think it's the Pride Demon, actually. Okay, I'm trying to think of which one it is. We, it's, on, yeah. it's in the book. We'll yeah, okay, you'll, you'll tell me when I get there. But yeah, um, so the front cover, we it's as we said, it's okay, but yeah. it's uh, not the strongest picture. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I I like it because I'm really uh, fascinated by this demon. Essentially. Yeah. I think that's like the concept is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. True. True. I also like yeah. the concepts. I love the fact then that when you continue the book and you go to see like who wrote it and so on, is that uh, like uh, the writers everybody is called nefarious minions of the dark gods, uh, <laughs> cultists and stuff. Yeah. And <laughs> Hellhounds. They, yeah. And they list like all the people who, like. It's really nice. They list specifically for all of the artwork who drew what and so on, and they have like all the playtesters and everybody's names in here, like the forum. Do names. we have any of uh, our guys? Yeah, I think uh, unfortunately for the playtesters, it's just the forum names. But we have uh, both Patrick. Pa Patrick is, is there. Palinux on the forum. And uh, and I think uh, also Oliver, Oliver is there. I don't Old remember. Autumnus. Oh yeah. Exactly, and also I saw a guy here whose name is Kasamar, and I was like, that's almost like my name. I actually thought that was you once, but, yeah. <laughs> like once upon a time. <laughs> yeah, well, I like my name too much to butcher it like that, so... <laughs> so, where do we start? 
Actually, wait. Yeah. There's like a fucking nice. Yeah, piece of exactly. Artwork here. And our, the artwork, like before, like after the uh, what writers, page is it? Uh, like it's on the contents page. It's yeah. page uh, four in the PDF, I think, or something. This is really cool. I don't know what it. I guess it's probably the pride thing. Is a pride demon on the throne? Yeah, it's like they mounted on this kind of big the steam throne of overwhelming splendor. <laughs> that's a fucking. That's, that's what it's called. Name. I'm pretty sure. Nice. So he he has this. Uh, he looks, um, he's like a, backlit on a big uh, stingray kind of thing. He's on a fucking massive squid with a vagina face. <laughs> the best kind of face, right? <laughs> it's literally like a big vagina face yeah. with eyes. <laughs> but it's really cool. <laughs> Look yeah. at that. It Look at that. Is. Definitely is. It's like a, it's like a, yeah, like a big vagina face. <laughs> like, I don't know what else I don't, I'm not sure it. I would fuck that though. No, it looks a bit like spiky. Yeah. <laughs> but it, like, and he's like, if someone, back lit, someone would. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like, give me, give me like a few, a few drinks more than you know. <laughs> but uh, but he's like, uh, he's like almost like leaning back in this in the this really cool. throne, laughing, and he has uh, almost extra arms and stuff, or maybe those are just like pennants, like it, tentacles. It looks a little bit like the mouth of Sauron from the extended oh, version yeah, of Lord yeah, of the Rings. Yeah. The the mouth. I want to show Christopher this one just to see what he thinks, but mm. he's gone after some food. Yeah. But he'll be back later. Um, so where do we actually start the yeah, book? Well, the book starts with this. Uh, it has uh, the poems. Like it has some poems for one for every god. Yeah. And these were quite interesting, I thought. Especially uh, so the yeah. first thing before we like actually read them, I guess, or or talk about them is that they're all done in a different meter, which is supposed to. Um, I guess uh, relates to that god. And yeah. I, the one like I'm, I'm not good enough of, of poetry to analyze them, but uh, I thought the one which was interesting is the one of Akan because it's like a big pyramid and it gets uh, yeah. I think that's bigger the, and bigger. The shape of the shape of the of the, um, the maybe the the sign as well. I think the no. I think the gluttony one is like a mouth. Uh, oh yeah, sand, that, that's but, true. Actually, yeah. But but it's more like I think it's like growing, becoming larger and larger and larger. Ah, and I see. Like, yeah, uh, that's cool. Like the hunger or something happening. Mm. Uh, so, so I think we should touch a little bit on every on each of them. I don't know if we we should. I actually, really didn't read write them. anything on these. You didn't? No. Oh, Henry. Uh, so, uh, so actually, the, the first thing, first of all, it talks about uh, like the first poem is about uh, Father Chaos in uh, general. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just wrote like a little bit, uh, like an interesting thing about each one. I think each one contains like a little bit of a clue to something which is uh, more encompassing in the lore in general. So in the beginning, it talks about Father Chaos uh, and like uh, how he's uh, almost created or something. It says he's the first of the eight. And uh, he's, he talks about him as he who with the Titans swam. And I'm like, who, who are these Titans? And where are these swimming? Maybe they're the other gods, like the elf gods, or yeah, maybe something like that. Yeah, like, but it's uh, it's at least swimming through the universe or something. Yeah, yeah. and I I think the cosmos is actually really important in in these books, as we talked about previously. Like in the symbology, Mm. there's a lot of symbols that relate to the planets, or the also relate to the signs of the zodiac. Like the stars and things. Yeah. So I think uh, in the Ninth Age background, I think the cosmos is going to come into qu- into play a lot. Yeah. And also we have this kind of cosmology duality thingy mm. going on with chaos and and uh, like Father Chaos and Mother Cosmos. Cosmos. Mm. So I, I think this is actually going to come into play in a yeah. l- like in religion. In a lot of the books as yeah. we as we go, which is a really cool concept. Yeah, like I, I agree. 
So I, I think about these poems, uh, each of them will give you like a gist of what this god is about. So for example, the first one after Pharaoh Chaos talks about envy. Mm -hmm. And it kind of, uh, when you read it, you will, it explains kind of uh, like what, what is this god about or yeah. goddess in this case. And it says like, uh, it's uh, envy is about the lure of beauty, uh, of uh, comparing uh, to everything and uh, to nothing, essentially. It's like and measuring dicks. Exactly. And then it says... Uh, t <laughs> Sorry. <Yeah. laughs> it says leveling one's rivals. And I'm trying to imagine what that would be related to dicks. I'm like cutting people's dicks off. It's bigger than mine. Fuck you. <laughs> That's basically what it is, though, isn't it, right? <laughs> yeah, essentially. Imagine, imagine having like dick envy and then yeah. being like... Okay, give me like the biggest <laughs> dick of them all, and then when your yeah. soul goes to uh, <laughs> goes to like the afterlife, you're just fucking pounded, yeah, this like, all day. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> have you have you seen the movie Little Nicky? No. What's okay, that? maybe we should watch it. Yeah, at some point. Sure. It's like, uh, yeah, uh, basically Hitler's getting a pineapple shoved up his ass at one point. <laughs> But uh, yeah. yeah, sounds good. <laughs> we can so watch you, it in the time. You sold me. You sold me. Yeah. So the the second poem is of uh, a Khan of gluttony. Yeah. And um, oh, here I actually had a, a a word which you as an English speaker I didn't look this up. So maybe you know it. It's lamprey. That's um. What it's like it? a, a lamprey is a type of eel. Oh. Okay. And it has this uh, like mouth, a bit like a leech. Yeah. That like sucks some things and mm. eats things. Oh yeah, I think I know what they're. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so that, which would be very evocative of, of yeah. nothing, I guess, because yeah. it's just a mouth. <laughs> yeah, basically a lamprey is like a, it's like a tail and a mouth. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and mass hole probably somewhere. Yeah. Uh, yeah, cool. Uh, so the, the really, we touched on this verse growing uh, in these one, mm. it talks about like, you know, devouring everything and yeah. gorging and so on, which you would... Uh, Primal assume. pledge to consume every beautiful thing in creation. Exactly. That's quite yeah. a nice sentence, actually. Yeah, I think uh, these are very well written, I think, yeah. uh, in my opinion. I didn't really like the... The the next one, yeah, the rough the, one. Yeah, exactly. Me neither. Like, I didn't get the uh, the meter of this one. No. Uh, so I, I don't know how to read Praise, it. Praise, shout, rage, rail, yeah. fight, end, smite, die. So it's like every <laughs> every line has... So it says something, and then it's like a, almost like a... It ends with like a, an answer or yeah. a shout. So it says stuff like... A, Scorned Vanadres, Hell's Fury. Praise. Like, I think that's how you're supposed to read it. Yeah, but in yeah. my... You know, I couldn't do that when I was like... Sitting on a train. <laughs> yeah, I was on a, on a plane. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it, might, it didn't sound as cool in my mind, so yeah, that's yeah. probably why I didn't really this was, like This was kind of like a bit awkward. So I, I think this was really interesting because it talks about, uh, like, if it first talks about this all oh, rage, burn, this kind of shit, but then it says, uh, the goddess heard our enslaved cries fight. We are bound, boundless crimson tide something, no longer shamed beneath reptiles, smite. So here it talks about like the that Vanadra helps the humans escape from the slavery of the of the Saurians yeah. because this is one of something they touched upon in the main book is that uh, that all of the human races or like all the mortal races were enslaved by the Saurians at one yeah. point. So it seems like this is kind of uh, recent. Yeah, relating to how Vanadra helped uh, all like the races break free of this bondage. Yeah. essentially. I, I guess I guess the the wrath and retribution. Is kind of coming into play there, yeah, definitely. because they were under the under the heel of them, right? Yeah, and then uh, and then they they want to like take vengeance upon them. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So it's very it's very related. But I thought it was interesting because it's like connects to the bigger picture. Yeah. 
So the next one is uh, the one of Sloth on the Kuja. Uh, so I think the one, the thing I thought was interesting here is that it talks about that she encompasses everything, that she's uh, she knows everything and uh, she sees everything essentially. Yeah. Uh, so that was interesting because this kind of a, like seems like one of the more powerful goals yeah. in a sense because it's like not like just a. The single concept of sloth that it seems to be everywhere. Mm. Uh, it's kind of uh, eternal and, mm. and and infinite. Yeah, it says like a slumber is like a, an endless ocean or something like yeah. that. In the, in the it's, it's quite quite nice. Uh, it evo evokes a lot of interesting concepts. Yeah. In, in this, and it's all about like watching and, and yeah, waiting. Like and for example, this is really nice. What it says: her vigil ignites the stars. Mm. I think that's that's really cool. That's a cool line. The true sincerity of patience. Yeah. Yeah. So then, and then we have uh, Pride, Savar. Uh, the Prince of Pride. Exactly. He's like the Fresh Prince of Bella. <laughs> like the Fresh Prince of Pride. <laughs> so, and this one is interesting because this, uh, I'm not sure if this is supposed to be uh, true or not, but here it talks about this, that he's the greatest of the seven. But I, th I, think, I, think the I think it's more like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah, exactly. He like thinks, because so, he's prideful, yeah. right? Yeah. So they, they think that they are. Yeah, and it says something like uh, that, uh, like uh, tried, uh, like he tried to rule over everybody else, and then he was cast out by the other gods yeah. because he was being too prideful, probably. And they're like, "Stop being an asshole." <laughs> Stop being a douche. Yeah. Uh, so the last, the next one is uh, is a little bit shorter, and it's of Shibaresh. And the, this one, I think, the one I found, the thing I found here, which was interesting, is that it says uh, that. Is, uh, like she or he rather is uh, uh, is uh, the lord of all lightning. Yeah, I didn't quite get that. Though. Yeah, I don't understand. What, what does that mean? Maybe like you know, like desire as a, some kind of spark or something. But I thought it was interesting at least. But I don't not sure what they what they're getting at. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure. But I think like that kind of. Uh, I mean, this is. It's true of all of these, right? It, that there's a lot of room like, for interpretation. It might just be something that we're not smart enough to understand. Yeah, maybe. And then, the, and the last one is of greed of Sugalag, and uh, he uh, says that essentially greed is like uh, feared by the gods of the great realm above. That I thought was really interesting. So I'm not sure which which great realm above is this. Are we talking about the mortal realms now, or are we talking about uh, like the other gods of the other races? Maybe there's like another level to to kind of the mm. realms and the gods. Maybe we have like yeah. one more kind of shell on the on the metaphorical yeah. <laughs> picture of the Christmas world. wrap present. Yeah, Christmas yeah. wrap present. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That's and also the thing which was really cool here is that you get to know that apparently Sugalag is the first god to collect souls and gain powers because he's known as the collector right yeah. so it says that the, that there was the first to collect souls from mortal realms okay and thereby gain power so so that's quite interesting as well like pointing to some kind of cosmic narrative here again i think um i think the great realm above is not necessarily referring to the, like a realm above the realm that where the the, the dark gods occupy mm -hmm. i think it's I think it's talking about the general realm above the earth. Okay. <laughs> Your face. Yeah, I, I just <laughs> poured a little bit too much, I think. <laughs> a little bit too much gin in that yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we were talking about half and half. That was like a little bit more than half. No, but, but... there was a little bit from the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> I hope. 
It's fine. It's fine. It's really strong, but it's fine. So, so now I actually have notes for from the from the rest, <laughs> Thank of, you, the rest of it. So, so I don't well, have to well done, well done for for carrying me for two pages. Yeah, but I think those two pages are really cool. Like yeah. to me, I think that that was really interesting. So I would definitely uh, like um, recommend people to read that. I, I I think it's nice like starting with that as well because yeah. it kind of gives you this overview and yeah, like if you know nothing, what yeah. is this about? You haven't read the Warriors book, you haven't really seen yeah. anything before. Hopefully you've listened to our podcast. Yeah. Episode <laughs> fucking 41. So many to listen to. So, um, how do we start? It says, the Book of the Infinite Legions. Yeah, so do you do you feel like this was actually like a book? I see, this seems like where it just explains a little bit about like... A, yeah, this is actually this is actually nice to actually finally get some kind of like, not, not in a first person... Yeah, exactly. This in, is... in world... Yeah, this is really just like how how do demons work yeah. essentially? You're one on one demons or dummies. Yeah, so so it, it explains in 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 like a way that about how how yeah exactly how you say like how things work mm. like the so kind of physics of stuff. Yeah, physics of demons. But yeah. it says, for example, that the, each god is split into many small parts, and these parts are the demons essentially. Yeah. So they're all like. A, small manifestation of that god yeah which which is weird because we i mean we're also talking about the fact we'll find out that there's demons which are not aligned so are yeah. they just part of father chaos or something yeah uh, they are, exactly okay because you you have like some some demons that are direct links to father chaos like yeah. the herald for example yeah exactly so he he's actually like very fiercely aligned to father chaos yeah and you you kind of see they they view like the human and elven gods mm. as as like a spiritual weakness in some way. Yeah. So they, they think of it like a bit of like you're you're so you're so weak, you're so like narrow minded that this is all you see. You don't see yeah. the, the bigger picture of the of the like the the dark gods. So the the elves and the humans who worship these like kind of mm. like um traditional and traditional gods is kind of I don't, I don't know what the word is that you use like some kind of petty okay yeah um petty religion petty spirituality that's yeah like avoiding the truth so. yeah so uh so some so it touches here again on uh, the fact that like the more powerful demons are more autonomous whereas the smaller ones can can be controlled by yeah. other demons or more closely controlled to the bound to the will of the god and so on it also touches on like how can uh, no not uh, how can uh, demons enter but it also touch about on conjurers it calls them yeah so it's the, these are the people just, just before we just, okay, just before we start that i thought there was a really interesting concept that they say beyond the veil the mm. demons are infinite yeah. there's like an infinite number of demons okay there's no there's no end to the demons mm. so so like the the literally like the the immortal realms are infinite and they go on forever and there's infinite demons yeah and and so when when like a legion comes through the into the mortal realm there's like infinite demons after like waiting to come through waiting to come through all the time there's there's no kind of end to the madness okay <laughs> so uh yeah if you want to play it use the back of the, the the lid of the box okay take Thanks. it off uh, and, uh, and um that's chilly so 
And it also says that demons desire autonomy and power. That's kind of what they want. Yeah. That's their like motivation. Yeah. Again, like connecting to the um, connected to the warriors in the sense that that's the what the like the humans or yeah. warriors have in, gen- in general, and uh, that's what the demons want. Yeah. Demons have what what essentially mortals want, which yeah. is immortality. But yeah, so I think basically we were about to talk about how you enter and leave the mortal and immortal realm. Uh, yeah, but also I think we should also touch about this uh, fact that they talk about conjurers, and conjurers are peop- uh, are referenced many times in the book as essentially the people that summon demons into the realms. So mm. it's like these cultists and rituals, mm. and they they're actually like uh, in the narrative of the, this book as well. They're very present, yeah. which uh, I thought was very interesting. I was actually like almost a little bit disappointed that you don't have like a unit of cultists or something in the book, yeah. because it seems like the the like. The time, time, like amount of times that demons are actually just like actually summoned into the world rather than like spontaneously yeah, and appearing and it's is much more. It's always higher. summoned by like a cult or some yeah. kind of like underground sect that's that's summoning the demon for some kind of worship. Yeah, yeah it, like, it would actually make sense that there was some yeah. kind of unit that you could that you could have. But I mean, you could also convert this. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah, you can make it happen. But yeah. but I think this is that was a really cool concept. Yeah. I think. So yeah, so so then it goes to uh, like uh, ways of entering and leaving the realms. Yeah. So there's th- it seems to be three ways to enter the mortal realm for the demons. Yeah. The first way is like a natural weakening or a tear in the veil, and and you, we we've kind of talked about this in the warriors yeah. and also in, like recently this podcast, like when the veil is thin. Or there's a tear. The demons can spill into the the mortal realm, yeah. uh, the material realm, and do whatever they like. Mm. And and it kind of actually talks about what, like why the maybe there's a tear in the veil. It could yeah. it says that there's if there's a, a a wildfire or a storm or some kind of energy like a lot of energy in one place, um, then the veil can the veil can tear. Yeah, or like lots of death, for example, yeah. some something else happening. But it also, I think it also says right that uh, like that this is not how that many demons appear. Like usually, just small numbers would appear yeah. this way. Because demons rely on magic, magic to to sustain themselves. Yeah. So once the magic's run out, then they pop and they leave. Yeah. Hmm. So they can never be in the immortal realm indefinitely unless they have some kind of magic to sustain them. Yeah. Yeah, or as we'll see, if they're inside of some kind of being. Yeah. Well. So, so the the second way of a demon can enter the mortal realm, yeah, um, is by summoning. So, obviously, magical energy is is required for this, and once it runs out, it will disappear. Yeah. But to to summon a demon, there's three things that you need. You need willpower to yeah to control to it. control the demon, and you need brimstone. Yeah, like materials. Materials essentially. Brimstone is like the like an element that you need to like use to actually summon the demon. I think so as a resource. A resource, yeah. 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 And brimstone is sulfur. Yeah. Right. Which I this was something I, I didn't know like before. <laughs> brimstone <laughs> is sulfur. Yeah. yeah. Brimstone okay. is like another word for sulfur. Because yeah. right. when I when I've always read fancy literature, I uh. always thought that brimstone was just some made up thing. Yeah. Like, yeah, like yeah. Fire and brimstone. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. And I, but I, but now I learned that it's actually a real thing. Yeah. The the uh, alchemical sign for brimstone is a triangle, 
with on the bottom there's like a plus sign. Yeah. So if you see that in the in the book, that's yeah. the sign for brimstone. Cool. Right. And that comes up quite a lot. So the idea being you summon it so you have the willpower the willpower to control the demon. Yeah. That's that that sounds like a tall order. But if yeah. it's a small demon? Oh, so, yeah. the, and so the idea is you yeah. saw you summon a, a proportionately greater demon yeah, or bigger so demon if you have the yeah, ability. Yeah. So you probably start by summoning a small one yeah. and you do that by so the willpower and then you burn the sulfur. I, yeah, I, I, yeah, guess, but I guess so. It also talks about you might need other materials depending yeah. on what demon you want to yeah. summon. So mm -hmm. each demon has like an element associated with them. Yeah, right. so, so, and, so the, and then the ritual. Yeah, yeah and right. then you require a sacrifice as well. Of course. Usually that's yeah. like a blood or killing someone. Yeah, something. virgins. Virgins. Yeah. Virgins. Yeah. Really? <laughs> and uh, and <laughs> it also says like the more pure element, the more pure sulfur you have, or the more pure element you have, the easier it is to summon a demon. Okay. And then the third kind, which Casimir mentioned. Yeah, it's possession. Yeah. So we so essentially this is when you invite uh, a demon to enter you like your being essentially and take okay. over. So well, a demon could also yeah. do it on its own accord. Yeah. So I mean, I'm imagining that if you're trying to summon a demon and you don't have enough willpower, this yeah, might then, be something... then the demon kind of like, yeah. oh, yeah. a vassal. Because yeah. this is uh, something that they like. If you're they're in possession of a host, they mm. can stay in the realm, right? Like, almost or, or, also, or an object as well. Yeah. Yeah. So you could contain them like in a orb, in a box, ah. you know, this kind of stuff. Does or, it have to be hollow? No. No. Or or in the case of the in the Sylvan Elves, the trees. So the Sylvan Spirits are actually demons that have entered the mortal realm into a tree. Seriously? And, yeah. And then over time they've come like, they're like symbiosis with this like tree. Yeah. And then um, because the, the magic of the, of the tree, I guess, is yeah. like sustaining them, they, can, they, they don't ever go back. Right. So in, over time they've become like accustomed to being in the mortal realm and now they're like, more like mortal, more in the mortal in the mortal realm than they are in the immortal okay. realm. Ah. So they actually like learn to live with the forest and want to protect the realm. Is and... is this in the Sylvan book? Yeah, I, I'm not. I don't know. Maybe I'm saying revealing stuff I shouldn't, secrets. Shouldn't be saying. <laughs> because I, I I don't remember from when I read it. It was such so a this long is, time This ago. is like I I don't know. I'm not like really key down with it. This is like the basic concept of yeah. why the tree spirits. That's are, really cool. How they are. I love I love the fact that they're connecting them together rather than having them yeah. like segregated. It's also why they use divination magic. Ah, I see. As we will get to. So, as as uh, a said, said, um, there's not much information on this one, but you, you they can also enter through possession. Yeah, and then there's also free ways of leaving uh, mortal realms, and that's as Henry said, the depletion of magic in the area, so they can't sustain anymore. They can also be exercised or. Uh, they can have their body slain that they're inside. Yeah. Mm. So that would be also like so the yeah, physical if, form of yeah. the demon is destroyed or, or yeah. it, the body they're possessing dies. Yeah, then they go back. Yeah. And then it also says like, it's kind of funny because this is almost written from like the perspective of somebody who like, if you're like, I'm, I want to get into conjuring, I'm a demon, I'm reading this book and it says like, oh, there's a fourth way, which is really terrible. Mm. And that's when the demon is slain forever. And oh, it's not very good. And I'm like, okay, good to know. But maybe <laughs> that's what I want to do. Yeah. But it, I, that seems like it's like some artifacts and magical weapons can slay demons mm. in, on both sides of the veil, essentially. Yeah. So they're, they're just gone forever. Yeah, but uh, it's also interesting that the when if you slay a demon, the physical body of the demon remains <coughs> in the material world. Yeah, it doesn't like disappear. Yeah. Oh. So they actually have like a physical form. Yeah, 
in the material in the world. material yeah. world. Yeah, so that means you can like cut its arm off. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. yeah. in some sense, they like make that body out of the materials you provide. I think yeah. that's the the idea. Yeah, okay. blood or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Or, or okay. the, the so that kind of, so that maybe they don't need that much blood to make a whole body. Yeah, exactly. Like, it, it also kind of makes sense. So they they probably use the magic of the mortal realm mm. when they come in through the veil to mm. make this body. Yeah, and then when they're killed, their essence goes back, but their body remains. Yeah, mm. and and when they when they get sent back to the immortal realm, they have to manifest again, and it takes a long time. Yeah, so for them to, for to them recover, to yeah. like recover and mm. gain back their strength. I don't know if they like start again at the bottom of the food chain, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I'm I'm not sure. Like, if greater demons really do, do I, don't think th- so? I don't think so. No, no. I, don't, I, I think, think they kind of retain their status. Yeah, I guess, I guess you could like uh, I mean. Worst case scenario, maybe they could somehow be pushed down, but like not through just being slain. Yeah, but it says that it's quite costly for a demon to return to the immortal realm. Yeah. Okay. So something which is really cool here is that it reveals that the uh, each of the gods are referred to as flowers. So it's, yeah. it talks about the seven flowers. The flowers of Father Chaos. Yeah. That's weird. I'm not it's, sure. It's I'm not sure weird. what it means, but maybe it comes. But I thought up. it was interesting. Yeah. Maybe. Me too. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah so because uh, this whole book is kind of like uh, the parts which are not narrative are written from like a cultist perspective so then yeah. ah. it would make sense that they would refer to them in this positive terms right? yeah. mm. and also you have to remember that they're not inherently evil as yeah. we talked about yeah. so yeah, they, just, they do uh, require blood sacrifice to some which is uh, totally fine so does Odin and Thor right <laughs> yeah. uh, so, so it, it says that they like, kind of seek the destruction of orderly societies yeah. essentially like they want to destroy any kind of order. Yeah, they, they, they Yeah, they they are kind of agents of chaos. Yeah, because chaos is just opposite of order, right? So, but I'm starting to see how they're. Am I having a hard time seeing how they're not inherently evil? Well, it's because you have this, uh, you know, like you have this bias for order, right? Oh, that's true. That's yeah. true. <laughs> uh, that is true. I, in, in, but in it, way. You, you mean they they want they want the systems to fail, not necessarily yeah. the people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They don't want to kill the people. They yeah. just want everything to be. Free, yeah, and free easy, crazy. And hippie and <laughs> basically awesome. hippie. Like yeah. it would be the perfect life for you, Henry. Go around fucking people everywhere. Yeah. Like, just what are you post your alpha maleness, you know. <laughs> okay, so um, the, I think we should just go straight into the, yeah. The so different... from uh, this point on, for a while, it's like uh, divided into sections for each god, and it has like maybe four pages or something per per yeah. god. I would say. And uh, each of them describe like the demons of a god and also has like a little bit of a story usually. Uh, so the first one is Pride and Zar. Yeah. And uh, it's, uh, it has this uh, tale of this knight uh, it's called, and it's called The Lay of Sir Ectomore. I actually really like this story. Yeah, this is really, really cool. cool. Do you want to take it? Yeah, so, so the knight, he's, he's like, um, he's, he obviously has this kind of, uh, he wants to be the best knight he can. Yeah. And uh, he hears about this demon or something in the forest that he wants to that that's causing some problems. Is Equitane Knight? Yeah. So he's like, I will slay the beast. Yeah. <laughs> so he, he goes into this like forest and he finds that it's and it turns out to be a demon. Mm. And he fights the demon, and the demon is like much better than him. And he the demon beats him, and be- instead of killing him, he's like. Come back when you think you yeah. can beat me. But, but I think he, he also says, like, he pushes the sword away and he's like, oh, passable swordmanship. Yeah. Like, this guy has been training his whole life and he's almost, like, beating the demon and the demon's like, meh. Yeah. It's like, yeah, this is 
fine, I guess. Yeah, so he's like, ah, okay, but he lets him live. So then he, then the night kind of goes off and like gallivanting, doing his quests and things. But in the back of his mind, he's always, always like, oh, that guy. Yeah. yeah. Who, who, was, who the fuck was that guy? He like, he didn't even give me, like, he didn't even acknowledge that yeah, I was like, me, right? good. Or, he didn't even see it, see it fit to kill me. So he always has this like nagging feeling. And then after like training more and like becoming like a, even more of a don than he already is, he goes back and he's like, all right, I'm going to fucking kill him this time. Yeah. And he goes back and he tries again, but then again, the demon beats him yeah. and the same thing kind of happens. And, uh, and I think over time, I, I, I'm a bit lost here. Whether does he go back again? I think, yeah, it's like kind of a, this goes into montage now, where it's okay, like, it doesn't okay, specifically yeah. talk about every time, but it yeah. seems like he's been back several times. Several yeah. times, and the same thing happens yeah. again, and and eventually he kind of succumbs to his pride, uh-huh. because he, he all he cares about is beating the demon. Yeah. Mm. And proving he's the best, yeah. essentially. So, so then, and then finally he goes back, right? And he, like the last time, and he beats the demon. Yeah. And uh, and then uh, and then he's like, yeah, haha, I finally fucking beating you. And he's like, yeah, good, you've uh, like you've finally graduated your school of pride, essentially. Yeah. And yeah. so he becomes a follower of pride. Yeah. Oh. And then like in that moment, he realizes that the demon is right. That he's like he's like he's been let yeah. everything be himself be yeah. consumed by this pride. Yeah. So he's actually he's yeah. totally devoted to yeah. pride. Yeah. Yeah. So does he become a chaos knight then or a warrior knight? Yeah, well, essentially. Yeah. yeah, I would guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, it doesn't really yeah. go into it, but. But, but but yeah, so I mean, uh, so essentially, it seems like the demon was almost sent there to like yeah. recruit people yeah, to, to pride trap, through, uh, through this way, and it, like the people who are not worthy to even be part like yeah. worship pride, he just kills them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but then he sees some potential. He's like, yeah. oh, I saw some potential, you yeah. old boy. I like that the the demons are mischievous. Yeah. Is that the word? Yeah, mischievous. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I love that. I love this one as well. This, this was really actually cool. a really really cool story. Yeah. So and this uh, this demon seems to be the thing that they touch on uh, next, which is the Omen of Savar, which yeah. is this uh, greater demon of. Uh, and this is the Prime. this is the chap that's on the front of the scroll. So is this the artwork or uh, which uh, artwork? Uh... I don't think it's this artwork okay. exactly. Yeah, I guess but, we'll uh, see it later. Yeah, you can have a look at the scroll. So. Yeah. Uh, so. Uh, now really we're going cool to. It's really cool that way. Look at this bad boy. Oh yeah, this is the one. Yeah, I love uh, this. That is insanely cool. That's one of the best ones. So he's, it's this, this like this could have been the front cover. Yeah. So it's like this uh, very. It's uh, very dark. Like it has very good lighting. The picture. Yeah. And he's it's like a big demon who's uh, holding somebody by the throat. Uh, essentially, yeah. and it's like uh, bare-breasted with like a shoulder plate. And it has the the, the, mark, the mark of the god on his chest and yeah. on his shoulder. And it doesn't have any eyes. When I mean, it's actually really fucking spooky. Yeah, yeah it's, it's really very cool. spooky. Yeah, and I think this relates like like I think this artwork is actually a scene from the story that we uh, see now. Yeah. So here we enter like the main narrative of the book. So for Christopher in the Warriors book, there was uh, essentially like a narrative going like a story going through the whole book, mm. and there were all, like pieces like this, like Lay of This Night, for example, mm. which were. Not part of the narrative, but then it, every so often it like went back to this character. It was like through, going through his journey, essentially. Mm, and this yeah. happens in this book as well. Okay. So you want to hear something really interesting? Yeah. Sure. So I'm not sure, but do you remember the story in the Warriors book about the Wrath story? Where there's a scourge and there's like a child who... Like, yeah. The, the family is killed. Yeah. And there's like a girl. 
I think mm. this is the girl. Yeah, that's what I thought as well. That's what I thought, yeah. but I'm not sure, but I think it's yeah. the same one. All yeah. these, I always love it when a story has these, like, unspoken, yeah. non-connected... Yeah. You know, uh, you've seen, you, seen you, it, but you got that as yeah, well. Yeah, I got it as well. I yeah. was actually unsure because I was like, I didn't look, really read yeah. into it, but uh, yeah, I think I'd have to go back and read yeah. the Warriors book again. But, but I'm pretty, nice. I'm pretty sure because she kind of talks about her past. So, and... so we should talk about this person for, before yeah. we go into this. So, so we follow this inquisitor for the keepers of the veil. Yeah, and she calls herself a demon hunter. So, and... so it's some kind of like society. Mm. Yeah, like a Van Helsing type exactly. thing. Which kind of, this seems like they're like these kind of people who make sure that, like they they uh, kill demons, they make sure that the veil is intact to protect yeah. Mother Cosmos or something. Yeah. I think she's called Leonora Dimitriou or something yeah. like that. And, uh, Dimitri. <laughs> Dimitri. So uh, the, the thing which I thought was really weird about this though, was that when we read the Warriors book, I got the... Um, impression that a lot of people like demons was were these unknown entities that people didn't know like have names for them yeah. or know what they are but like throughout this book it seems like tons of people have very detailed and specific knowledge about like what demon is what yeah. and how do you classify them and there seems to be like a lot of books written and there's yeah. like a lot of knowledge yeah it seems like even knowledge. like normal peasants are like oh yeah that's a demon like yeah. uh, maybe i haven't seen one before but i've heard about it yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> i'm like okay but, but I, think that's, weird. I think that's that's interesting because yeah. it kind of gives more context and setting to yeah, the to the scope of the book. Yeah. Because it means that you can more you can easily imagine how a demon army can come into onto a table and yeah. and fight against any of the factions. Yeah, without being just total chaos. Yeah, without being like random. Yeah. Yeah, and the, I think if we're drawing parallels to um, to Games Workshop, I think this is good because in the Games Workshop stuff they always went hardcore with this uh, idea that all of the like demons were like nobody knew what they were and everybody every time that there's a demon appearing it's like you know the beginning of a zombie movie when they're like oh what yeah. is that i don't yeah, understand yeah, you know yeah, yeah, yeah. and you're like yeah but come on dude you've been fighting like you know in these battles like fucking 50 <laughs> times yeah. so you should yeah. know by now that that's a blood letter you know? yeah <laughs> exactly yeah but so so in that sense i like it but i wasn't sure about the whole idea of the keepers of veil because it was a little bit weird it's like these uh like really like Van Helsing people walk yeah, around yeah, in hoods yeah. and like uh, have little crossbows and pistols yeah. and like she has like a like a wrist watch like gizmo thing yeah. that like shoots silver bullets and stuff yeah, exactly I'm like eh. yeah. for some reason steampunk always seems to sneak into these things yeah, right? exactly. it was kind of a bit like Assassin's Creed exactly yeah. that's that's what I thought as well uh, so so she's investigating uh, this uh, this uh, I, I guess this cultist who summoned a demon uh, and uh, and she goes to his uh, cottage I think or yeah. or hut and she finds him dead and uh, summoning like circle like it, it, he, it seems yeah. like he summoned something that's escaped essentially mm. yeah. Uh, yeah. and and so and also there's like um, you, you kind of get this reference to sulfur or brimstone again mm. so you can tell that there's there's like the you kind of throughout these stories you get these kind of references to the the way that the demons are summoned so yeah. he's trying to use this brimstone to to summon the demon and she you get the smell of the brimstone and you see like traces of these elements yeah. that they use and and things like that yeah exactly and here i think she finds this grimoire uh, as well uh, where he's like detailing so i think later we get like a little excerpt for his own book as well where we see like his journey through uh, uh, through summoning demons and how he progresses and so on and yeah. what he tries to do and uh, finally he tries to summon this omen of Savar which is a greater demon yeah. and he's overpowered by it essentially because he doesn't have the will yeah. to control it uh, so she she chases the demon out this is the part right yeah. when uh, she chases it out and she finds it in like a, 
abandoned monastery or something, yeah, or like some, a building, a ruined building. Yeah. And then it's that, I think this was really cool because uh, it's a demon of pride, right? So mm. she's like, so when she finds it, it like ambushes her and, and they just knocks her down. And she's like, oh shit, it's a demon of pride. What should I do? Okay, I just have to appeal to its ego. Yeah. <laughs> so so then she's like, oh, you're super cool, and I oh, I'm just like uh, here as a cultist and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And it kind of believes her. And then, like, her, like, little sigil of the Keeper thing, like, falls out of her uh, cloak. Mm. And it's like, ah, fuck you! Got you, put you out there! Exactly. And when she's like, oh, you're so cool, I'm trying to... And, but then, it, and I think that's when the artwork is, because it says something yeah. about, like, he picks her up by uh, by her throat and holds mm. her up. And I think yeah. that's depicted in the artwork. Ah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I like this as well, because obviously she knows the demon by yeah. sight, so she can see, okay, this is a demon of pride, so she mm. kind of knows what to do yeah. in this situation. So, yeah. so as you say, there is this knowledge of of the demon specifically. Yeah, yeah. And uh, do you want to talk about how she she defeats it? Yeah, I think this was a little bit bullshit, though. <laughs> it was a bit like yeah. So, so she has this orb <laughs> yeah. of uh, something. I don't. I didn't write down what the name of the orb was, but she has the orb of sucking magic out of the air. Essentially. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so, so, so it's like uh, it's a fucking greater demon. This is the thing which like decimates units in the game. Yeah. Mm. She just picks out this magic this device the and then, aha, clicks it, and all the magic disappears. And the demon's like, no. <laughs> it's like a genie into a bottle, or yeah, it's, it's just like Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah, you know Ghostbusters where they suck it into the vacuum. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> just like that. Exactly how it happens. Uh, so, I mean, I think we're later. When I read this, I'm like. But why is this in the world? Because why why is this not a magic item which you can buy in a book where it's just like, oh, I meet demons, click, oh, I don't yeah. meet demons anymore. That's probably why. <laughs> why are they mass producing? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, but it explains later why, why it's not mass produced. Yeah. But, uh, and, uh, and by the end of the book, it's uh, this, this specific one is destroyed. So. Uh, <laughs> but still, I thought it was like a little bit stupid. Uh, that, like a way of, of handling it, essentially. So um, the little diagram here, I just want to talk about the little <laughs> symbology thing. So one of the symbols here is for um, Saturn, and I think the other one is for an element, and I think it's tin. Okay. But uh, I'm not 100% sure. I need to do a little bit more research on this one, or it yeah. could actually be lead. So maybe this is something you need to summon yeah, pride so, demons. So yeah, so I think uh, lead is, is the element associated with pride. Yeah. And um, and I think maybe they also have like a planet that's associated with them. And also, there's um, a day of the week is also associated oh, with yeah. each planet in alchemy. Yeah. Oh. So I think maybe maybe oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so so you 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 have like a day of the week, and then the planet that needs to be yeah. in the sky at the right place, and maybe a star sign and. So everything is kind of yeah. connected, and then you have to have lead in your ritual, yeah. and this is maybe how you summon the demon. Right. I think it even it talks about this, uh, I think in the section before this, it says like, oh, if, if you want to summon a demon, you have to pick the specific day of that yeah. god, essentially, yeah. and if you, like, if you do the same kind of ritual at another day, you might just get another demon instead, mm. yeah. like then what you intend. The wrong, the wrong demon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, or just like a different one, so that was quite cool. Like, yeah, so uh, it's nice that they kind of thought about it, and yeah. it's connected. Definitely, and at the end of each of these sections, when they they have like an actual little, um, like a box where it describes like physically how yeah. does this demon look and mm. what does it do and this kind of stuff, which is really good because, yeah. especially in this uh, army book where everything is so abstract, it's good to have this like really fixed reference where you're like yeah they look like this and this is what they do. So mm. if you want to build them all, then you know like this is what I should aim at. Yeah. 
So for the Omen of Savar, it says that it has like dark skin with like flames burning inside of it when it opens its mouth and like yeah. cracking through, and it always wears like a diamond crown or a crown of horn, yeah. horns and so on. And it's roughly like man-sized essentially. Yeah, and it has and it has like uh, apex predator features, so yeah, like big like, teeth or like claws or tail yeah. or. So it might be like a walking lion, or yeah. like on two feet or something like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. I, I I think this is probably one of my favorite like okay. visual demons. Yeah. I think it's really cool. Still, I, I just absolutely love the fact that all the pride demons each have a crown. Crown, like, yeah. it's Whether it's like, like a horned one yeah. or like a physical one. It's and really I, nice. I think you could make that, like, I think a really cool conversion for pride demons would be like, for example, if you take something which would be uh, Myrmidon or a Bloodletter or something like that, and you'd like green stuff or fine little crowns to put on each of them. Yeah. And okay, so you know the uh, the Bloodletters have these really stupid elongated skulls. Yeah. So I'm imagining you put crowns on those skulls by by like tipping it forward on the skull. And so I'm imagining you know Joffrey from Game of Thrones where he's wearing the crown like tipped over like an asshole <laughs> on the front of his head, and all the pride demons are little Joffreys with little pride like crowns tipped forward. They're like yeah, fuck you. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, fuck you. <laughs> Yeah, so, I uh, definitely the, make something cool there. So the next one, so these are actually all the different pride demons together, right? Yeah. So so there's actually only two uh, clearly devoted demons per god. Per so, god, yeah. So there's so you one have greater a greater demon, demon and then a unit. Yeah. So a greater and a lesser. So the yeah. the pride demons are called blazing glories. Yeah. So here I think we go into the journal of the the summoner. So it has like dates yeah. uh, for when he does different things. He tries. Yeah. He talks about first summoning so, these so small the, demons. And so the things. the narrative from is it is she called Leon Leonora? Leonora. Yeah. Like that kind of runs through, but then you get other narratives like in slotted in, in the same yeah. way as we did with the Warriors book. Yeah. Like kind of dotted around and there's a couple of different ones that kind of flow through as well i think this and this way of uh, describing it really has really grown on me like i yeah. really like this i feel like they they managed to strike the balance between having this only third por person account but then also having quite like clear descriptions about what things are yeah and i think even more than in warrior's book because in the yeah. warrior book a better job within this book for yeah sure. the, the, like the different units in warrior's book there's definitely parts where you're like okay if i didn't know what the people played the most for this already i wouldn't really know what it is yeah. but here you definitely like, you can read it and you can find out like okay this is what it looks like and that's what they do yeah mm. definitely and you still have this kind of cool narrative which is very immersive yeah so the blazing glories these are kind of like mini omens yeah so they they're i'm not sure what base size they are or anything like that maybe you could check for us blazing glories blazing yeah. glories because this is what i like yeah Sorry. This is what I imagined, like my conversion of little Joffreys being like yeah. the bloodletters, but I, then I wasn't sure because Myrmidons are, are kind of also 25 millimeter bases. Yeah, these are also 25. I I don't know. I guess we'll see now. Uh, but but yeah, I, I I probably I guess. So something we could touch on while it looks for this is yeah. that here it has like dates for each of his journal entries into yeah. this grimoire, and the months are weird uh, in this world. Yeah. And I think maybe this is something you, like that you could uh, uh, talk about since you're a little bit more involved in the fluff. Oh. Because <laughs> some of the months are the same months that we have. I think like September yeah. maybe is, is September. Yeah, like some of them are very similar or the same, yeah, but then August. some of them are like super different, like it just like weird. Yeah. So and I was like, well, so do do you know like why or do you have a calendar somewhere you can um, like someone can look up what the months are? Uh, I think uh, if you, I'm just gonna do a quick Google search now. I have the base size as an intermission. Mm. Go for it. It's fifty by fifty, and it's a large beast, and it's flying. Or it could, it can be flying with light troops, blazing glories, right? Oh, cool. 
What is it? What was it described as? It's like a mini version of uh, the uh, the Ominous Savar, I think. Which was? Uh, the Ominous Savar is like an. It's man sized though. I think that's the one which is on the 25. So maybe it's a bigger version of it. Glorious Savar. Varied but always crowned, resemble exalted heralds. Okay, yeah. So it's like mini demon princes, essentially. Mm, yeah. yeah. Which makes sense if they fly. Oh, that's actually yeah. really cool. This is what you should use your angel for. Yeah, but... It, Fucking but the, flying demon princes just in a unit. Yeah, but it's, uh, it's a unit, like you, you said. Do you like one demon prince? <laughs> I have a whole unit. Yeah. <laughs> you can't have unit because it's a single model. Ah, damn it. And, but you can have two in your army. Okay. Can I join them together? No. <laughs> So, so my um, my his, my archaeology history approach to the months, um, I think if you think about how our calendar, how the the month the names are are taken from, yeah, so it's from like Greek gods and stuff, like, yeah, or Roman, yeah, it's which probably is the same shit, right? More right, like you have yeah. January, which is Julius Caesar, yeah, and August, which is Octavian, yeah, Augustus, so, right? yeah, Augustus. So, so our months are derived. From these these things, yeah. But I guess in the ninth age, yeah, we don't have the same history. Oh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so I think uh, the the months in the calendar of the ninth age are probably more referring to, like gods in the ninth age rather than our yeah, yeah of course gods in our yeah. world. So so I think that's where it's re- referenced to. But at the same time, I I don't know exactly what yeah. they're referencing. It would be really nice if they actually released like a little uh, nine page calendar, which you could like print out and keep on your wall if you're really <laughs> nerd. Like I use nerd. Really cool. Nerd. <laughs> but uh, did like you, some artwork. What did you take from this story uh, about, about like, the blazing glories? I mean, it was like following uh, the the path of the summoner of like how he, how he's like getting into summoning demons and what like he's right. Like runs, runs out of brimstone. Yeah, exactly. He's like, "Fuck, need need to get brimstones." This like fucking Bob promised me brimstone, yeah. but he doesn't. Care. <laughs> <laughs> I already paid him, you know. Like, and then he's like, hunt, uh, he releases like a demon into the city and it slays people, and he's like, "Oh, so amazing!" But then uh, then the guards like try to hunt him down because yeah. it's like, "Let's find the guy who summoned it," and he's like, "Oh shit." <laughs> <laughs> So, so it was quite. Uh, I think it was quite fun, but like overall, it didn't like really uh, like give a lot of extra, like new information. Okay, so so for me, I I thought that um, I thought it was interesting when the, he talks about like willpower is true leadership for demons. Yeah. So the willpower is really important when you're summoning the demons, and I guess it's also important if you're like a greater demon and you're trying to control yeah. the lesser demons. So willpower is essential to actually control demons. Yeah. Um, and I also thought that he he's part of a brotherhood, this summoner. It seems like he's part of an organization in the same way as Leonora is. He's also part of some kind of cult. Okay. And I, th- I think, as, as you will see as we go on, there's lots of cults in the world. Yeah. And there's lots of uh, different um, organizations who are all kind of summoning demons all the time, it seems. And, um, and specifically about this demon... Um, the the key thing to know is that once their their confidence is damaged, their pride becomes less and they get weaker. Yeah, which is quite cool. And I think this is, is very thematic. Yeah. yeah, it's represented well in the rules. In the as rules. Well, right? I think it's as they lose wounds, they lose attacks or something. Yeah, which is uh, I mean, which is good. I think this book in general has a lot of uh, 
like quite thematic them- rules. Yeah, thematic rules connected well yeah. to like it's very much like okay, this demon works like this, and then it really has a rule reflecting that instead of just you know this demon is good at killing stuff and then yeah. <laughs> it's good at killing stuff. You're like okay, well, <laughs> that's what most things do. Yeah. So the next one is gluttony. I can This one was really cool as well. Oh yeah. Uh, so. Uh, do you want to take the narrative or okay for it. yeah so there's this uh, professor who's uh, uh, like he's passing through an equitanian town and uh, he's so he, he's writing his journal about what he should yeah. do when he's doing some experiments i think and so on uh, so so he comes there and he goes to like collect some uh, herbs for for something i don't remember if he's like healing somebody or yeah i think i think there's uh I think he's actually looking out looking for herbs oh for yeah something. yeah to catalog something or just yeah. a spell or, or whatever it could be and then, uh, then he, he comes there and he sees the, like this weird sign uh, daubed on like a church or on a building or something, which is like these two mouths yeah. uh, or well, a the, big it's, mouth. It's basically like the, the, the sign of blessing. Yeah, exactly. And it's like a bit weird. And he's like, okay. Uh, then a noble comes to town and this noble, I wasn't sure if this noble was like, was a guy of gluttony or not. I think he, yeah, that's yeah. what I got. From so me. he comes there and he's like, come on guys, let's like, you know, I'm going to throw a big ass party. I'm paying for everybody. Open bar, you know, that's kind of shit. <laughs> open bar. <laughs> Go crazy! All the all the food, all the wine. Yeah, like this is our god right here, and he um, and uh, so he throws this big party, and uh, he's like you know there's a big slaughter and so on, and uh, then when he's like done and he starts to leave, like the townspeople they they don't stop partying, like they're like this party is gonna be over. Party all night long. <laughs> it's over when I fucking tell you. It's over. <laughs> Just like Christopher last night, it's like I'm not going home. <laughs> So he's like, keep killing all the cattle, opening all the beer and so on. And just everybody is just like going to a frenzy. And this doctor or professor is also like feeling it. He's like just yeah. eating and eating and eating. And then after a while, of course, the food runs out. So then, uh, so then like they start to turn to like killing the dogs and like cats and everything like that. Um, so, um, and then finally, of course, like every, like everything's like they're consumed by cannibalism. And they start to killing and eating themselves instead. Yeah. And this guy he just like escapes, and he comes back when like everybody's just like fucking dead and rancid, yeah. and like the buildings are almost like it, like we're just reflecting the the starvation. Yeah, exactly. But it was also it talks about like where he this, if he saw the sign of gluttony, it's almost like pulsating and living yeah. on the stone with poo like uh, oozing with pus and this kind of stuff. And yeah, then, and then the, <laughs> so, and then, the, and then this guy he escapes, and he talks about like, a, like when he writes this, he, he's like, yeah, but I, like, I, I don't even want to eat anymore. Like, I'm, I'm so disgusted by this so but, much. Doesn't he stop to death? Yeah, exactly. So then it says like that they, they found this journal in the like in the like you know his, his study or whatever where he starved to death because he didn't eat because he was so disgusted by like the thought of. Like consumption really, yeah. and, uh, and all this kind of stuff that he did there which I, I thought was really nice it was really cool yeah and the thing which i took away from this is that finally i can have like some more ammunition in the fact that this is really the god which is most reflective of nurgle yeah like i mean like if you have nurgle models and we port them over they're not fucking sloth demons no. they're demons of gluttony yeah and i think that because this is something people i think in general don't like understand like what it's that they just take the nurgle army and they're like yeah which mark gives me or fuck drink mm. which uh <laughs> Favor gives me toughness. Oh, that's the Nurgle one. But yeah. like, this is not the case. Like, the, yeah. I mean, there's nothing about like uh, you know mutated or 
or like rancid about the, the like sloth worshippers and so on. And yeah. It's like the gluttony ones because they eat so much that they like start to become fat and bulbous and corrupted and so yeah. on. And 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 before I wasn't really sure how it reflected it that mm. well, but now I really see it when I'm yeah. reading it. Yeah, so it's it's really cool. Yeah, uh, I I like this one as well. So um, you need to drink. Oh yeah, of course. And. Um, and then we then the next one is the the more more of a can more of a can <laughs> <laughs> and this one is also really cool so we're back to the narrative of the uh, demon of, hunter yeah Leonora so um, again we have all these symbols and uh, <laughs> guy and you have like the the hands the hand signals like the Spider-Man type thing. Yeah, exactly. Going Holding on. on like your pinky and your index yeah. finger. And you have like the the signs of the moon. And I think uh, I didn't write anything down. It's the same narrative as as uh, as Casimir said, and and it's it actually gives you a place as well. It's called Zalos, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm not sure if this is. Um, written into the map or anything but it, it probably is I guess but it's, it's given it's given you a name yeah and uh, it mentions chromium which is I think the element of Akan okay um, so I guess this this element is needed to summon this kind of demon and um, and it, and this the, the more when it appears is like a happy yeah. thing and it just wants to eat everything it's really nice it's not like particularly evil it's a yeah. bit like the old uh, Beast of Nurgle where they're just happy and they want to cuddle you yeah so I think we should talk about the uh, like the story and then we'll t- tell you about the yeah, rules go for it so, so she's kind of um, this demon hunter is uh, hired or uh, whatever you would say to uh, to go and investigate a killing in Salos and uh, the prince has been killed essentially. Yeah. And she comes there, and uh, you know, like the body is still there, and she finds the you know, like chromium and this uh, sulfur in, yeah. in the wounds, I think. And uh, so she's like, oh yeah, this this seems like a demon. And then when she starts to follow the clues, she sees that this uh, this demon has just like uh, smashed through the castle, and it's out in the uh, in the in, in the like forest, in or, forest or village or yeah. something like around the mm-hmm. uh, palace or something, and it's just like consuming everything. And she yeah. finds like a. Uh, you know, a grain uh, larder, or whatever you call it, uh, like a granary, granary. and uh, everything is just like it's just eating, eating everything in the yeah. whole granary. <laughs> it's no, just no, like no, just no, gone. No, no, no. <laughs> and then, uh, and the and they like the the print, like the king or whatever. I don't know what he's called. He's called like the. Um, it's, it's kind of Italianish. Yeah, so it's, it's so not it's like, like a, a dodge or something. Yeah, like something like that, or princeps or prin- yeah. Prin- oh, yeah, something like that. But anyway, he he's like, yeah, but all the guards are gone. This is so weird. And then <laughs> turns out, yeah, they're gone because they, the the mob just like. <laughs> and that's what it's been doing like with the uh, the citizens and stuff when, it, when she comes there and it just like explodes because it just keeps eating and eating until yeah, it is like it gets too big and it pops yeah that's actually also represented in the rules yeah, yeah this is exactly yeah. how it works in the rules yeah. which is really cool it's mm-hmm. really nice and but, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I found it really weird then though though that she finds this old woman on the street and she's like oh yeah demons that's, that was pretty like a good show wasn't yeah. it like, yeah, I've heard about this before yeah. But but I guess if you if you live in the ninth age world you you probably you probably know these things yeah yeah definitely we, I mean it, it it makes sense but that was not what I was expecting essentially no it, it was it was a little kind of off the cuff yeah 
Yeah, it, it's also fun that it, like the demon eats like the trees and stuff. It's like in an orchard, orchard. How do you say orchard. orchard, orchard, yeah. And it just uh, it just like picks up the trees up from the ground and like blah, 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 it's the trees and fruit. And <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm yeah. just uh, looking up alchemy symbols here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we definitely had different focuses when we this. <laughs> yeah, and uh, the. Um, but it, but the king obviously wants to find out who like summoned the demon to to kill his son essentially. Mm. So so that's kind of the narrative that we that she follows now that she she's hired by him to like investigate who's who's actually the killer. Uh, so that will take her to the next city in the next uh, in the next section when they talk uh, from her perspective. And uh, when they describe the uh, the Khan, essentially it says like the only like it's a it's huge and it has. Essentially, one some type of really big maw, but it doesn't have to be like a normal face. Like sometimes it's in the stomach. Some mm. sometimes it says something like, "Yeah, the whole thing is the maw. Like yeah, it's yeah, just it's a big just mouth. The, it's the mouth with two legs." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I think this is quite cool because if you remember the really old Games Workshop on Great Unclean Ones, they had like a a, more uh, a big the, happy yeah. face in yeah. the stomach. Yeah. And I'm like yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I'm imagining. Yeah. And remember the artwork from the rule book. Yeah. So, you know the what's that gonna be. Used? Sixth edition, fifth edition. I don't know, but they were always when they're demons. When they were demons, you know, they were the ones coming out of each other. Oh yeah, uh, the horrors. Yeah, the horrors, and then there were the, the you know, the but the small like they had these comic book kind of drawings. Yeah. And the bottom corners of the pages. Oh, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And a lot of those were like with, and there was one in particular where it actually had uh, a mouth in the in, on its belly. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of small demons in there, I think. It okay. had like an extra tongue and some failure. Yeah. It was quite... Uh, but in a, in a comedic... In, yeah, in, exactly. a com- in a funny way, actually. Which kind of fits with the fact that this is a, that the Maw is always happy and this kind of stuff. Yeah, something along those lines. Yeah, I'm, I have, I've been trying to find the chromium symbol. Um, because this is the one that's associated with it to see if it corresponds with what's on the, uh, the little symbolic diagram thing. Yeah. But I actually haven't been able to find it. So, but what I'm guessing is I'm assuming that the symbol on the bottom left of the little diagram is a chromium symbol. Okay. Mm. So, should we go to the next one? Yeah. So the uh, this was the Greater Demon Khan, and the... <laughs> this is the picture. It's yeah. really fucking cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the, <laughs> I was thinking here, which is interesting because this it's depicting this small as like this really big fat person with a weird head and a big uh, mouth. Yeah. And uh, it's actually interesting because it, is this a like a woman's body or a man's body? What do you think? Uh, could be got, either. Yeah. Exactly, and that's that's yeah. fun, right? Because actually, yeah. scientifically, right, when you get really fat, yeah. you actually st- if you're a girl, you start to produce more testosterone, mm. and if you're a guy, you start to produce more uh, estrogen, right? Estrogen. So you become more like androgynous by being fat. Oh, that's so that's one of the reasons why you get bitch tits. Oh wow! Uh, because oh, really? the, like uh, you start to produce estrogen. Interesting. So essentially, stay fit, boys and girls. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So the so then the lesser demons are bloat flies. Yeah. Uh, so these are the, the like um, like big fat flies that yeah. uh, that we were talking about before. We talked about those, yeah. Yeah, but uh, so the story uh, here is is it is it a bar or something? Yeah, I think it was. This was relatively interesting because uh, it's like somebody visiting a bar. And the innkeeper is a bit weird. He's like wearing spectacles all the time and this kind of well, stuff. Well, this is LeBron, right? Uh, 
uh, maybe I didn't it's write like his name. Classic black guy name. <laughs> <laughs> LeBron. <laughs> I didn't think about that, but you're uh, right. I, my notes say LeBron is Cyclops from X Men, but I, I, don't, I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember why. Yes, I, wrote no, that. I do. I do. I remember. I'll tell you. I'll tell you why. So, so basically, this uh, like there. Oh, this is really interesting. This one. This yeah. is cool. Yeah, come on. Okay, so, so, it's, <laughs> so it's, it's somebody visits the bar, and the innkeeper is weird. Yeah. And he, apparently, the innkeeper like uh, does weird magic tricks and just, stuff. Just, just, want, just to interrupt you. Yeah. Um, there's also like ogres and goblins in the bar. Yeah, which is quite and cool. So they like all drinking together, so you yeah. can kind. It's like a multinational thing. And is this the one actually when they? It's actually Iron Crowns or something who are like actually boozing in this bar. There's, oh, there was one of the stories. <laughs> it's one of the stories I think where where there actually are like a company it's of Iron industrial. Crowns. Yeah, so it's, maybe that's where the Iron Crowns yeah, are. Perhaps. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, but that would be a reason well, for the, all my, of these yeah, people collaborating. Yeah. Right? yeah. My point is that in the Ninth Age. There's no like racism between like ogres and goblins and humans. Everyone's I mean, like there, there might be racism, but they still coexist, right? Yeah, they kind of coexist in, mm-hmm. and they can drink in the same bar together. Yeah. And stuff. Oh really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah that's which is cool. quite cool. Okay. Cool. So like I know I know in Avras like goblins and stuff live in the human city. Yeah. And they have like their own like enclaves. And yeah. Stuff. So yeah. so this like the go one of the goblin which is one of the icons I guess for Jewish for the night watch. <laughs> He's like the a... dwarves. <laughs> 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 sorry, sorry. He's he's like a merchant who travels around in yeah. in the human cities selling like small goblins and stuff. Uh, no, so so the barn is or bar is attacked by these bloodflies and uh, like chaos ensues and this guy yeah. is attacked by who, who whose narrative we're following is attacked by a bloodfly and the innkeeper saves him by taking off his spectacles and like burning the demon with his eyes. Cyclops from X Men. Okay, and then. <laughs> And then the <laughs> so he's uh, but then he's taken in by the innkeeper, and then it turns out the innkeeper is possessed by a demon. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And so so that's why the bullfights came to the uh, to the bar because the de- this demon like found out that oh, if I possess this guy, then I could just stay in the mortal realms forever, and here I'm free. Yeah. And, like yeah, he's, he's yeah. not like a yeah, greater yeah, demon. No, he's no. just like a small time. Yeah, demon. and he possessed. This. That yeah. makes sense. That, because uh, they're sentient, but, right? But he yeah. he run, he runs out of magic, uh-huh. so he has to consume darkstone powder, which is like the the vermin. Yeah. Uh, vermin so swarm. Like snorting cocaine. So he's always like snorting the darkstone, <laughs> yeah. so he can like uh, maintain maintain himself in the body in, yeah. in the in the material world, which is really cool. Yeah. So, so, <laughs> so it's Cyclops from X Men doing lines of Darkstone on the on the bar every night. I gotta say that's probably the the that's gotta be the best part of uh, fluff ever written is the part about you know back the old Gaiden's worship the Skaven you know when the Grazia was about to do a really big spell he just had to do a line first and then he's like yeah <laughs> and you know you know, you know the, the, the rats in 8th edition they they really like their warp stone, right? Yeah. They wanted the warp stone that was what it was all about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, warp stone, yeah. yeah. And you know the moon? The moon was made out of warp stone. <laughs> <laughs> we don't we don't really know too much about Darkstone. Though. Yeah, I'm really I'm really looking forward to Verms one yeah. to to see more of that. But but so it turns out that one of the characteristics of being possessed is that your eyes glow. So that's oh, why yeah. he's always wearing glasses as well. It's not no, just like I oh, release he's no, no, not no. like Cyclops in the sense that he Takes releases his and like shoots it. Yeah, it's more like then that's when he was like doing some spell or something. But like normally he keeps them on because otherwise people will see his glowing eyes mm, essentially. Mm, mm. And uh, and actually he kind of 
he kind of hints that this is actually quite a common thing. Yeah, it's quite often uh, demons to possess people. Yeah, and it it's cool in the sense that he he like he he says that he's here because he wants to escape the immortal realm in the sense that in the immortal he realm wants he's, autonomy, right? yeah he's like a lesser demon so he you know just uh, like he, he's a slave to the will yeah, of others yeah, yeah, but then yeah. he comes here and he's free like he can be a normal person so he that's so he's actually not really acting on the behalf of the dark gods anymore no so that's why these demons were sent to kill him actually mm-hmm. that actually that reminds me of another fluff that's the one that's probably the best fluff quote from uh, from fantasy ever in my opinion is from the old I think it's von Karstein where he says you can uh, you can serve me in life or slave for me in death yeah. it matters little to me yeah exactly that's, that's, that's so gotta cool. be one of the most yeah. badass quotes yeah. you could yeah. oh, okay sorry that was a tangent that's <laughs> a good one though yeah th- th- this was uh, one of my favorite stories yeah. actually I think I think it has like a lot of interesting aspects to it yeah exactly I mean, it's like one of the first times we encounter uh, like somebody who's possessed as well yeah. which is really nice and uh, what about the bloat flies did you actually get much from this I, mean, I they're think, just kind of big fat flies yeah exactly I, I, I must say this, these are the only like uh, things where I'm like you could tell that they wanted to fit like with the Games Workshop models yeah. so they made this unit and I'm yeah. like like I, I understand I definitely understand why but I, I wish it wasn't that way I wish there was something else they don't have riders anymore though yeah they do they do they do in the picture but yeah, they don't in the it's, rules it, it says no okay not in rules it says something like uh in the in the description, it says that sometimes they're ridden by by things, but it's These not like cl- big prawns. Yeah, but it's not like clear if those things are part of the blowfly, like some growth, or mm. if they're autonomous. But yeah. they like cackle and sit on top of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> These are like uh, big prawns. Yeah, that's yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, prawn riders. Yeah. <laughs> what are they? Did they? Uh, something falling out of it? No, that that was. I thought it like looked like they were sh- shooting shit at people, but it's a, it's a spear from something. Yeah. <laughs> So what's the next one? The next one is uh, Lust Shibrash. Shibrash. Um, so the thing, okay, so the thing we should touch on is that each of the headers have like a, like something for the god, which is like the, the account one has like teeth around its header. And mm. the last one has a, a woman's or person's face with a gag ball in it. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I looked at that and I was like, I, know, nice. I didn't notice that. <laughs> nice. <laughs> this was the part where I'm like, yeah, this is right up my alley. <laughs> What's it? What's it called? A gag ball. A gag ball. Yeah. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Okay. Come on, Henry. I don't know. Come on. I've never used one. I don't. I don't I know what it's called. Oh, I only know how to you, use it. Damn. I thought they had. A different you should name. definitely try it though. It's good. I'm. I'm just gonna have to search now. Because this is not my work computer. S and M. No. Gag ball. No. No. Don't do that. Oh yeah. There's a lot of weird work stuff, computer. bro. Oh, no, no. This is not my work computer. Yeah. Okay. So let's see what he finds. And everyone leans in. Yeah. <laughs> see everything's in Danish. Images. Yeah. See, yeah. this is what I mean. People are weird. Yeah. People are very I weird. I thought it had. A I mean, this is not. Come on, Henry. This is not that weird. I thought but to be honest, name. that's a this very is... practical item outside of sex. You know, for any, relation, <laughs> for any relationship. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> this one is like it proper goes into your mouth like it's yeah like, like a, there's uh, yeah there's ones which are like uh, which you can find which is like it's a ball on the outside but then it's also like a penis shaped on the inside yeah there you go so it's, it's like, like you, a, you put like a little penis shape. so you put like a dick in your mouth yeah exactly but I mean maybe that's, that's huge look at that yeah that can't be pleasant no. that's the point 
That's the point? Yeah, I mean, like that, I mean, S&M, right? You're supposed to be like in some discomfort and that causes pleasure in some sense. Really? Yeah, didn't you? I mean, come on, like when you get whipped. This one looks like, like a, a, feed, like a feeding kind of thing that you put on a horse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <people laughs> That's also the point. What, what, what is the point of I can't, that one? I can't believe you haven't so looked at this stuff. So you put your dick in. Yeah, exactly. That's also <laughs> Oh, really? How, how have you, what, what have you been doing your whole lives? So <laughs> I don't know. Have you, have you, the question is, what have you been doing? Putting really? gag walls on girls? Really? Like, yeah. I mean, it's not that weird. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be the picture of the episode. <laughs> no, no, please don't. No. <laughs> Come on, like, you could get so much worse on the internet. Yeah, that is. I, I just that thought it had a different name. Okay, well, anyway. it's good that I could be here to educate guys. Yeah. Thank you very much for that. Mm, you're very welcome. Learn something new every day. Uh, now you get know what you'll be getting from birthday gift from me. How much yeah. did she get paid to advertise this? <laughs> How much I get paid? How much did she get paid? Yeah. Well, look, wait. This is a funny one. It was another Asian woman. <laughs> I mean, this is the weirdest <laughs> one. one. She she looks like she's like going to the dentist or something, and then yeah. apparently she has a gag on her mouth instead. Where were we? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we were at, at the, the last. Maybe uh, we can take a very short break because I I'm falling asleep here. I think you need I'm... to start drinking. No, man. No, like I mean, the sugar and the alcohol will like really wake you up. <laughs> yeah, woke <laughs> you up. Yeah, definitely. No, but I mean, I'm, uh, I'm happy. I'm loving If I'm gonna be worth anything tomorrow, I have to get some sleep. So so, break in the sense that you're leaving. Is yeah, I'm I'm thinking of leaving. Yeah, no worries. To cool. be honest, if that's all right with you guys. Yeah. No, you can't leave. Because it is... Get, the, get, get the gag ball, Henry. S&M gag ball nipple clamp combo. Three, $3.92. Free shipping. Oh, wow. Let me read you this. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so, a gag is a device sometimes worn during sexual bondage and BDSM roleplay. Nice. Gags are usually associated with role plays involving bondage, but that is not necessarily the case. The person who wears the gag is regarded as the submissive partner, mm-hmm. while the other is regarded as the dominant one. Now it gets interesting. <laughs> yeah, this is all. <laughs> Plot thickens. <laughs> people may wear gags for a variety of reasons. Some people derive erotic pleasure from a gag, either submissive or dominant role. When combined with other physical restraints, the wearing of a gag can increase the wearer's sense of helplessness and anxiety level <laughs> within the BDSM scene by rendering them unable to speak during sexual activity, which some people enjoy. <laughs> For some people, gags have connotations of punishment and control, and thus can be used as a form of humiliation. To some, wearing a gag without restraints is still an act of humiliation, as is an open mouth gag. Some fetishists are sexually aroused by the sound gag people make when they try to speak, <laughs> or by seeing a person drool uncontrollably. <laughs> oh man! The I'm type not... of gag used depends on the tastes of the parties taste, and yes. the type of roleplay scene. What is available at the time and safety considerations. Safety considerations. <laughs> Some gags mm. are designed to fill the mouth, while others are designed to provide access to the mouth by forcing the mouth open. Mm. Gags may be classified as over the mouth, mouth stuffing, or mouth opening. (laughs) (laughs) When a person is sexually aroused by gags, it may be considered a paraphilia. Not sure what that means. One Mm. specific gag paraphilia relates to video depictions in which the captor gags the damsel in distress 
to stop us screaming for help. Some people are sexually aroused by such imagery, <laughs> even if there is no nudity or sexual act present, even if the victim is only gagged but not restrained in any way. <laughs> Interesting. Cool. This is all on the podcast, by the way. Oh, uh, great. Yeah, I'm, I'm like actually just thinking about like it's uh, going to be on the internet where I'm like, yeah, gag, gag also feel normal. <laughs> a wiffle gag is a simple ball gag that replaces the standard solid rubber ball with a plastic ball similar to the one used in the game of floorball. It's generally safer <laughs> due to the constant airflow. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so back to so, Lost. Yeah. Continuing without yeah. Christopher. He had to uh, take a rain check. Yeah, so basically he's a pussy, is what we're saying. <laughs> we're, we're second night in a row and uh, yeah, come on. going strong. Definitely. So we would, we, we, before we went off on a tangent yeah. about ball gags, <laughs> don't know if we're gonna, that's going to be in the show or not. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. see. <laughs> the, uh, there's like a cool, like a, uh, cool, there's like an interesting lust picture mm. depicting someone with like a ball in the mouth. Yeah. So, I mean, like, which is very... I didn't even notice it, so it's yeah. quite well hidden. Yeah, there. exactly. I mean, that's why I like there's these details, yeah. which you notice, like, you might notice the second time you look through it. And it's, uh, but I mean, it's very depictive of, like, S&M and this yeah. kind of fetishist stuff, which yeah. would connect to Chibresh in general. Yeah. So, I didn't make that many notes on this initial story. Uh, okay, um, so, I mean, I think this one was uh, relatively interesting. It's like, um, so it's this... Uh, uh, it's an interview with a woman called the Devil Woman of uh, Tyrolia or something, and uh, it's basically the Inquisition or a trial who's interview who like the records of them interviewing her, and uh, she talks about like how uh, how she came into contact with this uh, like coven like lost coven or something, yeah. and uh, she's she's like rescued from uh, uh, from like uh, she's a slave like uh, at some quarry or something, and the, these warriors come and rescue her. And she's like, oh, like, uh, did, like, uh, surely you must know about me because she's a summoner or conjurer. She's yeah. summoned demons. She's like, oh, I summoned these demons who killed this, and they're like, yes, we know about you. Come with us, and they take her to this uh, mountain or something. Where underneath the mountain there seems to be like just a coven of just uh, like orgies, <laughs> like a lust orgy coven. And <laughs> orgy these, then? Yes, essentially yes. And then she comes there, and and she's like, uh, she's taking into this vision where. Uh, where essentially she seems to be like an escaped nun or something and in the vision there's like this dude and she like basically like there's she sees the her like a uh, mother superior come uh, like a uh, berate her about something and then there's a dude next to her and she just like fucks him right in front of her and uh, and that's like her test uh, to show that she embraces lust with no like uh, yeah, uh, no, like with no with question, no, no question, no yeah. hesitation at all and then it's re- then then she reveals that this per this guy was actually like a greater demon of, uh, of lust that yeah. she had sex with. So apparently they have dicks, is what I learned. Dicks and pussies. Yeah, the they, everything they want, essentially. Yeah. And then it, it, like the, and essentially she's in this, uh, and it tells her that, well, you can come to, like, she's like, wow, can I stay in this paradise? Because she sees like tons of demons and, and cultists just cavorting and having yeah. sex everywhere and pleasure and this kind of stuff. And the demon is like, yeah, yeah, I mean, like, this is all we want to do. We want to just want to stay here and fuck, essentially. Yeah. And the, all you have to do is you have to go on, like, little missionary quests every, like, few months or a year or something to, to try to bring more people here. But otherwise, you know, just stay, have fun. <laughs> like, okay. And then uh, apparently she has got, she got caught when she was a missionary <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> missionary. Yeah, <laughs> whatever you call it, like a little Mormon, where yeah. it's just, like, knocking on doors, like, hello, <laughs> want to fuck? <laughs> Imagine that, like, some Jehovah's Witnesses yeah. knocking at your door. You're like... Sexy yeah. cultist. 
Hello. <laughs> yeah, have you heard about this, this religion? It's the best one. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought this one, this one was okay, but uh, it was a little, like, as we said, Lust is kind of... Yeah, I, I think it was kind of fun, like, yeah. but it wasn't, like, that interesting. It's, it's not that interesting, it's not that original, it's kind of what it is. Yeah, but I, I think they, it seems to me that they struggled to make Lust more... Uh, more interesting, but they they like couldn't get anywhere, which yeah. I can understand. Yeah. I, I'm not sure either what I would do really. No, it's it's a tough uh, ask. Yeah. So the next one is the courtesan. Yeah, which is the greater demon of the yes. Shibrish. So we're back to the narrative of Leonora. Yes. Uh, and so, uh, you get this order of the equilateral. Yeah. <laughs> which <laughs> That's is quite funny. Order of the triangle. <laughs> 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 So she, so she's like, uh, she follows the lead, uh, like a lead from this murder, yeah. to a, to a different city. And the city, do you remember what it's called? Mm, no. Uh, I think you, you could probably find it there yeah, somewhere. Have a look. Uh, but but anyway, she she comes there and there's this guy who's uh, apparently the duke of the city is it's like called a, uh, like Sivisina. Sivisina, okay. And like the the guy who's ruling in the city is like really harsh and like treating his population really badly. And so she finds out that in the city there's this cult, which is the cult of the equilateral, <laughs> which are <laughs> planning to, to like, uh, uh, rise up and overthrow this guy who's abusing the people, yeah. essentially. Uh, and these, these guys seem to be, like, kind of nice somehow. Because Ish, she, yeah. Yeah, so she goes in there and she meets this woman who's possessed by a demon. Yeah. And, like, when she's in the catacombs, she encounters this uh, courtesan lost, and who, bring, who, like, strikes her down and brings her to, like, the cultists. And yeah. When she's with the cultist, this this like woman who's possessed by a demon, just like explains that you know like not everybody's evil essentially. Um, yeah, she she's basically she's kind of saying like, we we're, we're not trying to kill everyone. Yeah, we're actually trying to help everyone. Yeah, like they're using the demons to like bring down the tyrant. Yeah, rather than like for their own gain. This is, well, obviously they'll gain by bringing down the tyrant, but. But they they they're not necessarily evil, is yeah, is basically the idea, and again you have uh, brimstone, yeah, which is is kind of referenced again. Did you get the element of uh, of lust here? Because I I I didn't take any. Uh, let me see. No, I didn't get the yeah. I didn't get the element of lust. Probably it's probably in there somewhere, I guess. But uh, after she's had the speech. You know, like, uh, and the demon hunter is like, oh, fuck you, like, you're you're evil, you know, like, I don't believe you. She's like, okay, sure, believe whatever the fuck you want. And then she just, like, lets her go. Yeah. Essentially, just like that, and uh, lets her go away. But uh, I, the thing I found weird was that uh, then the, de like, this Leonora, she just goes back to the city she came from. She doesn't, like, alert the authorities of this cult, no. like, in the city, which was, like, a little bit, is that, like... Yeah, I, th I think she's it's she's like kind a, of a bit of like a obviously she she's autonomous herself. Yeah, and so she's kind of thinking about what she thinks is best. Yeah, and um, and as as the the woman who's been possessed, what she explains is that the the goal of the demons is not necessarily to like strike out the mortal realm. It's just to promote chaos. Yeah. So the the, the tyrant represents order. Yeah, like a excessive order, right? Yeah, excessive order. Yeah. So the the demons want to like bring down the tyrant and create like more of a free society, which which can then l like, lend people's desires, and then thus they get more followers. Yeah, yeah. But I I just found it weird that she, 
like uh, she's this person who hunts demons and he ha she hates them. But uh, but then in this case, she she was won over so quickly that she didn't like. Obviously, yeah. she's still gonna do something about these people, which we'll see. But uh, but she doesn't like just go to the forties and be like, hello, you know, you know that underneath, like in this catacomb, you yeah. have tons of cultists. But no, she just like goes away. Yeah. And I wasn't sure if that was just like sloppy writing or. Uh, yeah, like I, I didn't find this one so interesting, and it wasn't really that lusty. No. And it's uh, it wasn't really any any talking about like the sin. Yeah. Itself. It was more like a setting up the rest of the story. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so then they talk about the so the uh, lesser demons of lust or the signs. Do you want to talk about the artwork? Oh yeah, so there's this art with a keeper. Who's, uh, I actually like this what because what is it called? It's has, no, it's not a keeper. <laughs> it's, a, it's a quartz son of Shibresh. Drink. Yeah, and uh, so it's like a, it's huge actually. It's yeah. massive. What I like about this is that it's a really massive dude. Like a massive lanky dude, essentially, with a big loincloth. So yeah. it's hides this uh, probably prestigious dong under there. Could be a dong, could yeah. be a pussy. Never, like, or just both. Know. Like, or why, both. Not, why maybe, not both? Maybe one above the other. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's like fuck it's, itself if it wants. Yeah, why not? But but like I like that because I like the fact that it's a guy actually instead of a, a like a, a big boob, a boob like snake. a big boob. Yeah. yeah. Because like we've seen that before. Like we've yeah. seen. Like I know a lot of people love that imagery, and I like I also like those malls, like when when they make really cool, yeah. like big, especially like like keeper secret malls or whatever for Games Workshop and so on. But this one actually, like he looks to me, he looks like one of like one of those like depraved people, like guys who. Uh, you know, like a star in pornos, if you know what I mean. Like not the fat dudes who <laughs> fuck, uh, fuck little girls, but like this, like uh, this guy who looks like he's, uh, you know, he's doing cocaine and record cocaine and recording pornos. That's like essentially what I get from that. So he doesn't eat enough, but he like has a lot of sex. <laughs> yeah, I can I can see that. I like I I think it for me it reminds me a bit of uh, Pan's Labyrinth. The, oh yeah, yeah. The yeah, guy yeah. in Pan's Labyrinth with like no eyes. Yeah, he has the same kind of build and yeah, face. Yeah. Because he has like a burning face. Yeah, he has like a burning like head thing on it's, it's, it's a really cool image yeah and like uh, these like horns that are like stuck into the flesh mm. a bit kind of like uh, S&M type thingy yeah yeah it, nice it's a nice uh, image yeah definitely it's like the artwork overall as yeah. I mean as always yeah it's always fantastic. amazing yeah, uh, yeah so, so the next one yeah the next one is about the lesser demons then and they're, they're the sirens so they're almost like these they're like mounted uh, like succubi, I guess almost yeah. on, uh, on these like leaves. I mean, we we we're saying that because that's what we know from Games Workshop. Yeah. But they're they're like a, they essentially are the same. Yeah, but, exactly. And I I mean this story I was definitely this is the one the one of those stories which I I thought was not that interesting. It's just like this is it, directly, it does mention the Iron Crowns directly, yeah, which, which is, is good interesting because we we everyone kind of is aware that maybe this is going to be a new army yeah. in, in the future. Hopefully. Like, I really like the idea of the Iron Crowns. Yeah. But it's like a reg regiment of Iron Crowns being killed by these sirens, and it just uh, talks about them, like, running in and out of the, the yeah. formation really fast. Yeah, they're and faster than slashing elves. Slashing and, and, and this kind of stuff. It, so, yeah. yeah. It's, it's kind of as you would expect. Yeah. It's, it's not that original, I would so say. So do you know the rules for these at all? Because what I was interested of is, like, this seems like one of those classical ones where it's, like, just talking about how badass these are. But like, is it actually reflected in the rules? This thing where they like go in the strike and go out, or is it just fast cap? Um, th these these are the demons themselves. Yeah. Because they're fearless, they normally can't flee. Yeah. But this unit has an ability that they can also flee. I I love that as a concept, yeah. and I hope this comes to uh, 
to Undying Dynasties as well. Yeah. Because it seems like something which would fit the narrative there as well. Yeah. Like the horsemen or something. Yeah, I said the horsemen and that they're actually not just like mindless undead, they remember things yeah. from the previous life and this kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I, I didn't think this was that interesting. The only thing no. I got from this was that um, the succubi or the what did, the sirens, sirens yeah. um, they, they're all slightly different. Mm. So and that and that kind of goes with all the demons. Like they all the demons yeah. are like a little different. There's no fixed form. There's no like cookie cook cookie cutter. Yeah. That they they all look the same. They all look like a little bit different. And and this kind of just says that as well. Yeah. I, I think uh, one thing which was interesting is the is that in the little box in the end when it describes like what these are and how they look, it says that they're highly communicative if captured if you can understand what they're saying. So apparently, like, if they manage to capture one of these demons, it's just, like, talking and chittering and, like, yeah. and, like lots of, like, trying to communicate with you, like, okay. <laughs> Which I, I thought was uh, just, like, interesting uh, yeah. in general, like a fun fact. Yeah, yeah. and the, the artwork here is yeah, also really stunning. It's really cool. It looks like a, like a, a, a dinosaur with no arms. Yeah, it's like a raptor. Raptor with no arms, thing. yeah. It's quite cool and it has, like, a slithy tongue. Yeah. So the next one is Envy. Mm. Yeah. So uh, okay. Yeah. So the first, uh, the first one here. Oh, I love this. This is my favorite. This is one. a really cool. This one. is my favorite. You like one. this one because it's an elf game. Yes. <laughs> I was like, fuck you, Henry. <laughs> fuck you. So so essentially, uh, there's this, uh, I guess, uh, investigative elf court who's investigated this, uh, like highborn elf doctor who's been yeah. uh, away at the colony where. There's been a, obviously some kind of calamity, and they're trying yeah. to interrogate him about what, what happened. Uh, so, uh, so he, uh, so apparently he's been uh, off, like in the lands of the humans. Yeah. And when he was there, uh, he like observes that uh, there was like a leper colony uh, attached to the city. Yeah. And uh, apparently, normally, apparently, leprosy is not transmittable to elves. Yeah, because they they have like really good immune systems or something. Yeah, exactly. That they're, they're basically prideful, Henry. Prideful. <laughs> from your blood then your immune system yeah but basically elves are like immune to disease in the yeah. ninth age okay we, okay. Le we learn we learn this in this story yeah yeah, yeah i mean I, I didn't know if it was all disease but i mean especially leprosy it says it's just well, they're, like, not trust they're resistant to diseases yeah, okay but, but i think even more here is just uh, like it's it's you know imagine for example that you could have diseases which uh like kill tons of cattle, but it can't spread to humans, for example, yeah. for because yeah. it's not adapted to our and, bodies. And el elves seem to they can't trans get leprosy at least. Yeah. So so this guy he like when he's at the this human colony he goes to the leper leper colony and he like you know he talks to them and so on and finds things out yeah. and in there he finds a cult who worships Kulima yeah. or envy. Kulima. Kulima. And. Uh, uh, and it's it's really interesting because then he talks to him and he's like okay but what is it that like like why like this is really strange right that these people are but they they're kind of embodimenting like they're the embodiment of envy because they have nothing they're like yeah. the dregs of society and they're envious of everybody else yeah. so that's why they worship Kolima and they uh, slowly they turn this elf doctor over to uh, to envy to as envy, well and uh, and and. He's actually contracts leprosy as like a gift from the god. Yeah. So so it's like a demonic kind of uh, gift that he gets, yeah. and because he's an elf, it's quite unique. Yeah, exactly. So, 
So uh, and he he ha- he has had it for a long time. Yeah. And then I guess uh, the Hibernov Inquisition is kind of like finding out this. Yeah. When so he gets back to the colony. Yeah. So they're having this interrogation. And he's like, yeah. And then I like he t- tells them that he was co- contracted leprosy. He's like, and they're asking what? Why would you do this? Yeah. Like why why would you ever let yourself your body be ravaged in this way? And he's like, yeah, but. I mean, it's because I was never the be- most beautiful. Everybody yeah. else was more beautiful, more successful, and better than me. But, but like, so, so it doesn't matter if I ruin my looks. But the only yeah. thing that matters is that I make sure to bring you down as well. Yeah. Like, you will feel my pain. Bring losing his level. Yeah, exactly. You lose what you hold most dear, your beauty, your grace, yeah. all these kind of things. And so he's actually been infecting this uh, elven city or yeah. colony for many years. Exactly. And it takes a long time to... Um, yeah, leprosy in general develops slowly. Yeah, yeah. So, so even though they've kind of caught him, yeah. he's like, well, I've just been infecting everyone for like the last few years, so yeah, exactly. you guys and, are fucked. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, yeah, even if you don't notice it now, you'll notice soon. Like, yeah. you'll notice your extremities becoming numb, things yeah. will fall off slowly and so on. Like, I've been eating your bread, drinking your wine, yeah. touching you as much as possible. Yeah, he's do- a doctor, right? So. Yeah. And uh, just just a like one note, like it it says that in the in the reference to the 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 text is is at Her Majesty's court at Als Agrek, which is I guess mm-hmm. is a place somewhere in. Okay. Uh, Do you think it's on the island or? Ask ask a, ask Ax Axagrek. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Um, I, I think we know that the the elves are kind of mm. roughly based on the British Empire. Yeah. So, but I, I don't, I don't see any parallel. Do we know here what with, their, what is their island called actually? K- Kalida Alban. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, and I, but think, I, I don't see any parallel to like a place in with this name. Yeah. Okay. But so, maybe it will be reoccurred later. Yeah. So, so then I think like to me this this story really encapsulates what's what the God of Envy is about yeah. again. Before I didn't really connect to this god at all, but no. in this book I think really really. I, I didn't really understand how like sickness and disease was yeah. relevant, but now I do. Yeah, exactly. So so it says like one of the things that I wrote down. It says like if I can't have it, nobody can. Yeah. And it says like Kulma doesn't uh, grant you what you want, but it grants you the power to destroy what those that you envy. Yeah. Essentially. And that that kind of goes back to what we talked about when the guy was visiting the circle of envy yeah with the people like split in two like they it, it, as a person of envy you're like uh, you're you're dividing society and and changing things yeah you're, you're not necessarily like getting better yourself <laughs> yeah exactly just make sure everybody else goes everybody else down. is going down so that's yeah. why they're divided in death. yeah exactly yeah I, I mean it's that I think that was like just really like really cool yes yeah. definitely and like i mean this to me this is something like really inspired me to to do more envy stuff yeah i think i think you, you're already getting into the envy yeah. side of things actually. yeah so like before i was like the, the god which caught me in the in the warriors book is sloth yeah. which i think here as well we will come to that but but sloth here is really cool but here i think i really like cooling was really cool as well so this is your favorite one the mm. deceiver yeah but unfortunately this uh, this text is the same as in uh, as yeah. in the circles of the abyss, exactly. so we already touched upon it. So yeah. this is uh, essentially they put like uh, when he's going through the circle of envy into the book. Yeah, it's, it's exactly the same yeah. text. And I'm I'm not sure about this because uh, like it, since I already read the circle, like it makes sense to me. And but it's in other than it's repeated, so it's a bit boring. But like if you didn't read that document and you read read this first, would would this text make sense? Do you think? 
Yeah, I think so. Okay, because I, I like I I wasn't sure. Because you, you you kind of get the you get the introduction to the deceiver. Okay. Because he's against the deceiver, yeah. right? Yeah. So the, here we have the artwork of the deceiver, yeah. and I think this one is better than on the front page because it's more like cartoony. Weird. And it's yeah. instead of like real realistic or whatever you say yeah. drawing, and it's so ice fucking amazingly cool, like. This bipedal insectoid armored thing with really long arms and it's wings like, and yeah, trying trying to mimic stuff. Yeah, just really really cool. Yeah. So I think this is something which uh, which could be really awesome conversions. Mm. I would I would like to see when myself or someone does like a an envy demon in the image of the ninth age. Yeah. Rather than sticking with something that's already been done, I think yeah, that would be really cool. Yeah, and as we were talking about before, you were saying that if I can get you the parts, maybe you can make one. Yeah, so yeah, maybe easy. maybe we'll have this in the works. We'll yeah. see. <laughs> we'll post a picture at some point. Yeah. So what did you about the because the description of the deceiver is also new. So is, yeah. we haven't heard that before. So did you Let's get see. anything from that? Uh, so I mean, it says that they're doppelgangers replicating their enemy. Uh, grow, they grow stronger when facing uh, other greater foes as well. Yeah. Which I think I guess is reflecting the rules as well. Yeah. And uh, I thought it was funny that they had like oversized weapons. Yeah. Like, because they're, they're envious, so they want to like. Yeah, they're like, my dig is bigger, my than, dig yours. Is bigger than yours. <laughs> <laughs> so they want like these big swords and big yeah. limbs and stuff. And yeah. Because they think it's like. Uh, because it makes them look. Yeah, bigger is better, essentially. Yeah, it's just fucking. It's amazing. It's perfect. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> so, so then the, the, the lesser demons are uh, the Mage Blight Gremlins. So these are like uh, happy little guys who are uh, hunting mages. What did you think about the story of this one? I wasn't too sure. It was a bit like uh, Ghostbusters or Flubber yeah, or something. It was bit... I know. So so we're, so the story is we're back to the demon hunter or uh, Leonora. Yeah. And she's she returns to Solos to report report what happened. And when she does that, she get like uh, uh, these uh, mage black gremlins kind of appear out of the air when she's in the courtroom. Yeah. And they like run towards this uh, one person who's like a scribe, I guess. Yeah. Or something, and I, and I agree, and then like everybody panics, and then she like haha slashes them down, and I like it was also just like kind of shoehorned in that oh they like to hunt people with magic. Yeah, that that was okay. kind of the the idea behind the story. Yeah, and for me like they just like pop like poopy, <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> like kind of just it was a bit random. They just like yeah. pop into existence. Yeah, yeah, and I I mean I guess we're not seeing these the spontaneous materialization yeah, yeah, yeah but still it's yeah I, I wasn't really sold on this as well either it felt like uh, we need to show that they don't like mages and yeah yeah, they, yeah they, fair they, enough yeah i think i think they could have maybe done this better yeah definitely um but they're they're like they're really small they're like one to two feet high so they're kind of like little cute little gremlin things mm. and um i'm just imagining like, have you ever seen Gremlins, the movie, where they're like Furby, oh, yeah, Furby yeah. things? Yeah, like, I I'm just imagining these little yeah. things. <laughs> yeah, they they don't guy. need much magic to actually materialize, yeah. it seems. And um, the essence of it is that they're really jealous of, of wizards who can use magic. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and that, and that seems like that's why they materialize, as well. materialize yeah. out of nothing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, essentially what I what I wrote was this the mage blight part of this uh, unit shoehorned in. That's that's essentially my notes for this. <laughs> okay. <a> question mark. <laughs> so it seems like you can bargain with these if uh, if you're not a mage. Like yeah. If you're a mage, then you're screwed. You like you can't summon these guys. And the 
I guess I guess they kind of needed something to use for Nurglings and yeah, it, that's also what I felt as well. I mean, I guess this is a is better than. But just I, I actually I actually one. really like the idea, like the like the concept. Yeah, is really cool. I don't think they necessarily explained it very well. Yeah, uh, and I think the envy thing is a bit. Yeah, is kind of. I get it, but it's mm. not the strongest. Yeah, I think I think they like they they hit it out of the park with the. Um, uh, with the deceiver, right? Yeah. But then this one was kind of like, okay. Yeah. They needed a de- an envy demon, and yeah. they must have just kind of squeezed this in somehow. Yeah, exactly. So the next one is greed. See. And I know that we talked about this already, and you didn't really like this story that much. Uh, but I, I, yeah. I thought this one was quite cool. So I, so I, I guess we, I could clarify that. Well, I, I, I like the ideas in the story. Yeah, well, let's let's tell the story okay, first. Okay. We'll, we'll yeah, we'll do it afterwards. So. Uh, so do you want to tell it to Shrine? Yeah, so there's a guy at the bar. Okay, the bar. So <laughs> every theme. good story starts like this, so I, I approve so far. I went to a bar, <laughs> I was having a drink, and uh, and he sat at this bar, and uh, and he suddenly starts like telling his story to this guy. Yeah. And so his story was that he, he used to be like a, like a lord or something. Yeah. And... Um, um, and and I guess he made he someone gave like made a pact with some kind of demon. Yeah. And um, basically, it was a greed demon, and he wanted to be rich, so he started like, um, like, like, squeezing his people for money, yeah. and he he basically got really rich. Mm. And then uh, and then because because he he was taking all the money from everyone. People left or people died, and then yeah, he had turned th- against him. Yeah, turned against him, and in the end, he had nothing. Yeah, and so he fell from grace, and now he's like drinking away his sorrows at this bar. Yeah, and uh, and he has this coin, which yeah. is like a special coin. Yeah, and it says like it has like a symbol of symbol a gate. Of, yeah, so it's it? like the greed yeah, symbol. Exactly. And so it's you, like a greed coin. Like this guy observe, who's telling us the story. He observes this when he pays the barman with his coin. He's like, a, yeah. it doesn't have a mark of a nation, but mark of this. Like this gate symbol, which yeah. is the symbol of greed when yeah. he pays. So he, he pays his coin, and the guy is asking him, I say, so yeah. how much money do you have now? And he's like, well, that was the last coin. Like, yeah. So it was kind of the coin was somehow so, influencing the man. So yeah. he, he gained this coin, and then he kind of suddenly got greedy yeah. because the coin was like influencing him. Yeah. And so the idea is that the coin gets passed on. Yeah. And when the coin is passed on, that person gets like turns to greed. Turns yeah. to greed. So, but that that's actually really cool because it says that like when somebody comes to his house, one like his uh, when he inherits this estate or something, yeah. and he, he pays for his uh, knights, like uh, he looked ragged. He says like, oh, this guy came to me and he looks yeah. as ragged as I do now, yeah. and he paid for his one knight with his last coin. Yeah. And then that's the coin he has now, which he pays the barman with, and it's it's like this guy who's uh, sitting there drinking. He the barman comes to him and he's like. Uh, you have to pay for your beer now. And he's like, that's weird. Normally, you only ask me to yeah. pay at the end of the night. So you can see, like, it's yeah. already influenced. Yeah, exactly. Him. And then he goes to another table, and he's like, you guys need to pay up now. And they're like, yeah, but we already paid you, like, before. No, no, no beer for free. And then he forces to pay. And then yeah. when, at the end of the story, when this guy left, and he's like, he says, oh, when this traveler came to my place, after he paid, his, it seemed like a, like a weight was lifted off him. Yeah. And he's like, I feel quite light now. And then he walks out of the bar. And then you the, you see the innkeeper who's like standing in the corner looking like really angry, yeah. looking at his customers counting his money and yeah. like 
looking darkly at everyone and then you know like this is the guy who's gonna happen to the next now yeah exactly so kind of the story continues yeah I, I, I really like the story yeah so so that part I fucking I fucking love but the, the, I think the beginning of the story is badly written in the, like I don't want to be offensive to anybody who's done this like but but it's it's badly written in the sense that uh, they just sit down and there's no dialogue it's just like oh I looked at the, the stranger and the stranger looked at me and then he's like well here's my life story like it's like <laughs> You know, like they, they like it just like again, if they just let it be a little bit longer, which I might understand, like maybe they don't have space yeah, in the book to make it longer. But you, you should have like it didn't feel natural that he was like pouring out his life story when like the other guy in the conversation had said like two words. If you if you see what I mean. Yeah. Like that that's the, that's my only complaint. But then like after I got over that, but the rest of the story is really good. But like the beginning is a little bit shaky when they get into like yeah. what you're supposed to say and so on. Yeah. So yeah, I, I I I can agree, but I thought this story was like really cool. Like yeah. the the image that it invokes. Yeah, exactly. I love the the image of the innkeeper at the end. Yeah, just like, like, like passing the coin on, yeah. and you can kind of imagine that he's going to get really successful, yeah. but really rich, and then then yeah. he's going to fall from grace as well, and then the coin will be passed on. Yeah. So I mean, and also it describes like that he when he gets the coin the first time he says like my business was flourishing, I was making tons of profits, but then like everyone's going great but then that kind of turns into evil after a while when yeah. he starts to like abuse people oh yeah it even says like that is he's like kills his own son because he, he his son one he like he was so he afraid did, yeah, that his son was going to inherit yeah he, did, he didn't want anyone else to get his in- inheritance yeah so he kills his own son just so he's the only one that has the, yeah, the inheritance and that's or, that that's really yeah. cool like quite dark but really yeah. cool so um the the next one is the the miser of Sogolag. Yeah. So this artwork is is quite cool on the on the next page. Yeah, I think it is. It's like this really big bloated demon, uh, which has like a big uh, scythe yeah. type thing. So this, uh, I mean, this is. I like was a, like, I was actually thinking maybe this is more like a moor of Arkham. Yeah, but I think I think this is what you would uh, if you have a. Uh, Great and Clean One model from Gates Workshop. This yeah. is what that model would go into. You if could also you... have a Great and Clean One as a more. Yeah, exactly. But I think if you have more of a, like for example, if you use parts of Great and Clean One which has like a uh, mouth for a stomach or something, that would be a more. But if yeah. you have like this really big, greedy, fat dude that you like green stuff, little coins and stuff, yeah. and maybe less like uh, sores and wounds, yeah. but more like just really big, fat. And he carries like a treasure chest with him or something. Yeah. Like that would be quite cool. I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You could use the Greaser's Goldtooth model. Yeah, yeah. Quite, I, I don't know easily. what the base size is for this, but uh, uh, I think it's a fifty by hundred. I think. Okay, yeah, I think Greaser's Goldtooth would be yeah. quite good. Yeah. You can make the little guys be like little demons, like yeah. who's carrying the, them. The noblest. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, we're back to Leonora. Back right? to Leonora, yeah, and uh, the demons are trying to make a, have a like a war between the two cities. Yeah. They're trying to sow chaos again. Yeah. So essentially, she's uh, uh, like she tells uh, she tells the people at Salos that she doesn't think that there's a connection between the murder of the prince and this cult yeah. there, and they're like nonsense. There has to be. We're gonna go to war essentially. Yeah. And I mean, as you say, this is like the, the influence of somebody else, like some kind of demon who yeah. wants to make these people. It's fight. Like almost like the greed, actually, because yeah. they they want to take over the city so that they can get more money or whatever. Yeah. So then, and then, like she goes to her, uh, like. Uh, Keepers of the Veil, like her, I don't yeah. know what called, call them, order, order. Uh, and then when she gets there, she talks to her mentor, and it's like emotional and this kind of mm-hmm. stuff. And then like one day later or something, somebody summons a Maestro Sugla, which just like crushes him yeah. into nothing. And then apparently like she's lost everything because she talks about like 
you know, losing your family and so on, which is this connection to the uh, Wars of Chaos book, maybe. Uh, when she lo- loses her mother to this uh, greater demon of wrath. Yeah. And here uh, she loses like this uh, father figure to, yeah. to a greater demon of greed instead. And uh, the, it, the talk about like uh, a smell of decay mm. and, uh, and, the gre- and the greed demon being bloated. Yeah. Which I can understand. And then but it also has, it talks about like poison and pestilence and like oozing. And that's I'm, a bit weird. I'm not sure that this is very greed. Yeah. Maybe, again, like it, maybe it, it feels like they they try to shoehorn in the uh, Nurgle stuff. Yeah. Here. Again. Yeah. I, Which they already I don't have think they need right? to do that. Yeah. Here, I I would like to have seen, like in the Warriors book, you you get kind of get these guys in like the the gold armor with yeah. all the coins. Yeah. I love the fact that like they are basically chain mailed, but instead of links, it's gold coins yeah. connected. And I, so I think cool. something a little bit more like that would have been better in yeah. my my mind yeah I agree I think it's good like I can understand like, how a greedy demon is really fat because yeah. it's greedy and wants to eat and stuff but that, yeah. I see that more as like gluttony yeah. so I, for me I would have liked to see more like an armoured demon here okay. than, a, yeah, I can see that than well. something that's like uh, fat yeah and especially since you already have a more like a good uh, like if you have a great unclean one from when you used to play Warm Fancy yeah. you can already use that as a more can yeah. like you don't need to have another yeah, demon exactly. Exactly. Way. So, so for me, this was kind of. I think yeah, you could have definitely used this just a, as the deceiver is is like a completely new concept, and there's no model to represent yeah. that. They could have made the new concept here as well, where people are like, oh yeah, you actually have to make a new model for this. Yeah, like, something exactly. Cool. Yeah, I think it would have been nice to have something a little different. Yeah. So in in the story, there's like a, I think they cast some magic at the demon, and it somehow like slows it down a bit. Okay. So, uh, I just, I guess there's some kind of. Yeah, I'm. I'm not sure. I really want to put going on with it, with this. <laughs> but yeah, that, that my notes on this is pretty much that I didn't really understand yeah, okay. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like. I I just took away that she like again like somebody somebody more in her life is taken away by these yeah. demons. And I guess it's important like for the story because she she's probably going to come back at some point. Yeah. Exactly. So um, the 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 lesser demons of greed are the hoarders. Yeah. So uh, so it decides, describes them as hard to wound, wriggling like uh, big maggots or something, and they gather all the wealth in their path or something. Uh, and they're like quite slimy, I think. They're like little sluggy things, right? Yeah, or or big sluggy things, I think. Big sluggy things. Yeah, so I think this is what you use your beast of Nurgle for. Okay. Uh, essentially, I mean, again, like that's a little bit shoehorned, but I think at least this one I like in the sense that they're. It makes uh, more sense. I imagine it. them like rolling around and then like they find objects which are just like absorbed into them, so that that's how they collect stuff. They hoard things by essentially like just walking over you and then like he, he's like crushing your body, and then when you leave, he's like, you know, it's absorbed your wallet and like your rings yeah. and all this stuff <laughs> just into it, which is quite. I, I like that uh, quite a bit. And it says they're weak to fire, I think. And it also says that they can like hold mortals in thrall by, uh, by providing them a little bit of power, but they compel them to like bring all this wealth to them. So the great, so this like hoarder demon would just like sit in a cellar somewhere, like, somewhere, and get the cultists to just like bring them gold, and they're like, meh, yeah. meh. <laughs> <laughs> like a jab of the hook kind exactly. of thing. Exactly. That's kind of what I imagined here. Ho ho ho, solo. I'm just like looking through more alchemy symbols. <laughs> <laughs> so was there a like a pentagram here? Uh, yeah, there was. I'm just trying to see if I can find one. So yeah, the the symbols on on this one. Um, this is going back to the miser. Uh, you have 
it's like a, a goat's head on one side, and then on the left side you have this like a circle with different symbols on. One of them is like an inverted arsenic symbol. The other one is uh, a life symbol, but um, if you invert it, it's a death symbol. So oh, cool. if you assume everything is inverted because the arsenic symbol is inverted, yeah, then it could be like arsenic and death, which yeah. is like poison and death, yeah, which is what they reference in the text. Yeah. And I'm just looking for the other two now. Um, let me see if I have anything on my notes. But it, basically, what uh, what I'm trying to say is that they've it's quite well thought out here. Yeah, definitely. Um, and and the symbology in the text relates to the demons themselves. So two really key aspects of this demon mm. are reflected in these symbols, and I would guess the other two also are as well. Yeah. So I, I'm not really, I'm not sure what the other two mean. I need to do a little bit more research, but um, it seems that that the symbols reflect the personality of the demons. Yeah. Or the characteristics, let's say. Yeah, which makes sense. Yeah, so so for me, I wrote, like, the hoarders, like, minimizers. Like, the same thing, yeah, but just, like, totally. smaller. But, but they seem to, like, I guess the difference seems to be that the, the misers seem to be, like, humanoid in the sense that they're big, fat dudes. I said that they look like a, cro a cross between Shrek, a crocodile, a cyclops, and the ghost from Ghostbusters. <laughs> or a one-eyed jabber. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. But, like, they're definitely described as, like, wriggling along. So I'm, I'm imagining, like, really, like, yeah. that they have almost, like, maggot or worm-like uh, forms. Yeah. So... Yeah, <laughs> yeah the, like the picture is, uh, is a little bit as, retarded. As, as I said. Yeah. Like it's a good artwork, but it's it's the same thing as like in the Warriors book with the uh, Dragon, Dragon Ogres. Ogres. You're yeah. like, eh. what, what are they called now? It's not Dragon Ogres, it's Drink. Uh, yeah, fuck. You out of gin? Yeah, I, well, I can make myself another one. But, uh, this one was really strong. <laughs> I think but all of the ones you made have been really strong. <laughs> I'm actually pretty drunk, I think. Nice. Me too. You can tell by the fact that I'm just fucking smiling all the time. <laughs> very happy. But it says that fire is a weakness to these guys. Yeah. But it does not reflect on the rules. They don't have it regen doesn't? or anything. No. Oh, that's sad. Maybe but, maybe there was a point where they had regen yeah, and perhaps. they removed it. But, but uh, again again like each of the each of these hoarders are different. Yeah. So they're all like a little bit different and, and I guess that's that's kind of makes sense if if the if you're a demon and you're coming into the mortal realm, yeah. And you need to make a physical form. You're you're just gonna there's loads more to it. Yeah, I know. I'm just taking a lesson. Yeah, there's you, you're you're making a physical form. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> Fuck. And um. And and you you you're not you don't have like a set image that you need to. Yeah, exactly. You need to like produce. Yeah, maybe it's reflecting the personality of that demon yeah. itself. And this kind of stuff. So, so there's a narrative connected to the hoarders as well. So it, it's still the uh, demon hunter, Leonora. Yeah. And she's like, uh, essentially, she goes back to Sivissima uh, to uh, try to like uh, to find proof that they're not behind the murder, even so the king doesn't have to attack, attack this. Attack the city, yeah. Yeah. And she, when she's on her way, she's pursued by these hoarders, essentially. Yeah, they're like following her and trying yeah. to capture her. So it seems somebody has summoned them to to stop her, essentially, to stop yeah. what she's doing. And, and there's this a uh, dark dark figure like orchestrating everything yeah but we don't really know who she is yet exactly so uh, and then essentially what happens is that she escapes the hoarders by going into when she gets to Sivisna the uh, Salasi army is already like um, sieging besieging, besieging the, city. the town yeah. so she like goes into she she like captures the uh, 
uh, a uniform of a dead soldier or something, and yeah. she she dresses like him uh, or her whatever, and goes into the ranks and uh, like mingles, and then the hoarders come up, uh, come and start to attack the army from the rear. Yeah, to get to her because they're trying to get to her. Yeah, exactly. And then it's lots of panic, and she's uh, like in this, pushed up against the gate, and then when she comes to the gate, she sees this woman who's possessed, she, which she met in the catacombs, who yeah. kind of. Uh, Saves her, like lets her into the yeah. uh, into the uh, city. And what's interesting here is that this uh, woman seems to take, or demon inside of the woman takes to seems to control the hoarders. Like yeah. she she like casts a spell or something and takes control of them. Yeah. So they they stop like attacking the city, and just attack the guards instead. Yeah. Which is quite cool. So but then so that's kind of. We don't really know what that means, but yeah. it it shows that the demons are malleable. Yeah. In exactly. Their intent, at least, and if you have the willpower to control them, you can. Mm. It's also interesting that this demon, you know, like, saves this, uh, you know, keeper of the veil, yeah. demon hunter, right, from from death. Like, yeah. So they they're definitely like um, multifaceted characters. Yeah. So is this the last one? Um, no, it's not the last one. Venadra, and then we have Sloth as well. Yeah. I think. So yeah, uh, Wrath. What what's this? Uh, I don't remember what this one is. Oh yeah, this one. This one is really cool. So, uh, so the premise is a little bit weird, but essentially it's talking about how this uh, was taxation it like an officer. Afri African yeah, exactly. So this yeah. is like an African in Africa. Exactly. That's yeah. what Africa is called. Now. Tefria, Tefria. Yeah. Okay, cool. Drink. Well, that's not even. Ah, oh, well. Okay, anyway. I don't know. Yeah. So, so it's talking about how it's like um, a tax collector who's in Tafria to like um, make sure this tribe collects taxes, yeah. and uh, it's something about like. Um, some uh, some witch doctor woman is like outside of the tribe and they treat her badly and stuff but but she's like the connection of this tax officer yeah and he asks her like why why do you allow them to treat you this way why don't you like take revenge somehow and then she tells him the tale like a tale about the lion the lion yeah uh, so how how did the lion gain its mane essentially is yeah. the tale and um, uh, so essentially it's or its mane uh, it's main. It's a tale about like <laughs> getting its main. <laughs> Sorry. So, <laughs> so, uh, so in the tale, there's a cockerel, which I had to look up. That that's actually you didn't like, know what a cockerel was. Well, I do. Yes, I uh, in some sense, yeah. But I had to like like I it, like I was still unsure in this, on yeah. some level because I'm like, what does this have to do with Vanadra? Like with Rath? <laughs> okay, we'll get to that anyway. Yeah. So the so the lion is uh, uh, talking to like a lion. One day a lion was talking to a cockerel, essentially, <laughs> which is a bit weird. One day, yeah. And the cock and the lion cockerel is like, oh, how how are you doing, bro? And he's like, oh, I'm not doing that well because like uh, like these people, I, I like it's something like, uh, yeah, I can't like I've only had one cub because apparently in this part of the story the lion could have a cub itself even though even though it's male. But I, I don't have any more. And like these monkeys who bring me food, they don't bring me enough. And uh, there's somebody else as well who's like does something for the lion because the lion's the king of the the savanna, right? Yeah. But but he doesn't do enough. The lion's like, yeah, but I'm sad because I don't have more. Yeah. So and the cockroach's like, yeah, but so what you need to do is that you need to kill me, which is kind of funny, <laughs> and then you need to take my heart and you'll go to the highest mountain and sit there and, and like focus on your rage while you hold the heart for seven days. And on the seventh day you consume my heart and the goddess of wrath, Vanadra, will either grant you what your wishes like what you want or at least the power to destroy those who have wronged you yeah and he's like sounds like a pretty good deal kills it <laughs> no 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 yeah it's like he kills it take the heart goes and he goes to the mountain he meditates on his rage 
and then it says like on the seventh day the lion knew what he must do so he goes down to the savannah and he like finds the lioness and he fucking just kills her because it can or, or, like yeah. whoever gives him sh- children like there's somebody yeah. who like blesses him with a child he just kills them because they didn't provide him enough children then he finds the monkeys he kills them because he didn't bring them enough fruit and then he like finds his last friend and he kills them because they didn't, like whatever it was that they didn't give enough of and afterwards the, the goddess comes to the lion and she says good you've done well and the, the lion says but i'm worse off than i was before because i don't have now i don't have any like yeah. children i don't have uh, any, any any fruit any fruit anything and i think it's someone to talk to or something yeah like it's, it's something like a conversation yeah. with somebody as well and the, and vanadra says yes but the only but that, that doesn't matter because the only thing that's important was achieved that those who wronged you were punished yeah and she was pleased with the lion and granted it the its red mane yeah so that i think that was that's it's, really it's cool. yeah i really love that story what, what, what i took away from this one was that the the wrath the wrath kind of is is linked to the other sins yeah because the lion he didn't get enough food, so yeah, it's like so it's gluttony yeah. or envy. Yeah. And uh, yeah, well, I would say like gl- gluttony is like the food one, mm. and he's like he's prideful because he wants yeah, to have more children. Yeah, exactly. And he doesn't have them, and he sees the other lions who have more children, yeah. so he's envious. So the wrath kind of punishes the other sins, yeah. which kind of puts it in my mind like a bit above the other ones in okay. some way. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. I think, for example, as you say, it punishes. So he like he wants to be able to bear more children. So he's punished by Raph in the yeah. sense that now he has to, uh, you know, like um, mate with a lioness to, so she could bear his children yeah. because he can't now from this day bear his own children yeah. anymore and this kind of stuff. So he's like punished. He, like she gives him the power to take revenge, but yeah. she also punishes him for doing it as well. Yeah. And that's kind of the nature of all the gods is kind yeah. of this kind of duality between you get what you want, but it comes at a price. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so so that was really cool, but I just don't understand why why is the cockerel the emissary of wrath? Because he's the guy who's like, hey, lion, let me tell you about my goddess. She's pretty cool. Mm, there's probably some <laughs> kind of symbology there somewhere with the cockerel. I don't know. Yeah, because he's angry every morning and he's like, <laughs> maybe I'm not sure. So the next one is the scourge. Yeah, so uh, here my detailed notes have ended, so take it away, Henry. All right, yeah. so um, luckily um, I remember this one. Yeah, I'll bring, uh, bring up the page. So you have um, this guy called Rashid, mm-hmm. um, which, and it's, it's talking about the Sultanate of Qasar, which I'm guessing is something like uh, Qatar. Yeah, so it's, I think this is a nation which is close to like where the online dynasties yeah, are. Yeah, somewhere in the, in the Middle East, yeah. like uh, Arabia area. Um, and uh, and what happens is that uh, he's like in this town, and he like sees again this cult, mm. and he goes to the temple and tells the temple about about the cult. Yeah, like he, he reports that there's a cult. Yeah. like somebody shows him. I think. Yeah. Uh, like a, there's a terrified woman who like yeah. shows him. Like, shows oh, him this cult. Here, yeah. So he's like, oh shit, we should tell someone about this. So he goes to like the temple, which yeah. is like religious people. Yeah, like the imams. Yeah, the imams. Yeah, and tells them about him, hmm. the the cult. And but it turns out the imams are in on the cult. Yeah, at least some of them. Yeah, I, some I think of them. I think it's like he meets three of them, three, and at least two of them are like part of yeah. the cult. So then, uh, and then it ends up that they actually like capture him yeah. and take him out into the desert and use him in a summoning ritual yeah. to summon a demon of wrath and um, 
and yeah, scourge even. So yeah. so they, I think they so they have the woman that showed them uh, like the place, and yeah. they sacrifice her to and bring the like the, the scourge into existence. Yeah. And then, which is, is quite cool, they say, oh, now we have to sacrifice you to bring the weapons of this demon. Yeah, exactly. Because apparently the, the Scourges wield weapons made of, out of other demons. Yeah. So they have to summon those separately. Okay. Uh, but then they, they don't have time because they're interrupted in their ritual uh, by like some, uh, you know, nomadic cavalry or something yeah. uh, attacking them. Yeah, so, so the, the element of wrath is carbon. Okay. which is charcoal yeah, that makes sense so you have this like black coal which is kind of indicative of the wrath yeah, so they have the burning, black hands yeah. and stuff and burning and fire and stuff and uh yeah so the this ritual like, requires some blood yeah <laughs> definitely of course and um yeah and, and as you said like they, they need to sacrifice extra for the weapons yeah exactly and i think this is this reflected in the rules that you could buy like different weapons and stuff or or not mm, yeah you can you can get different uh manifestations for the yeah. for the scourge okay whether that's like a hammer hand or something like that but okay cool yeah so this one was that was quite good as well i yeah. think and the the symbol of wrath is like an angry face yeah <laughs> i just wrote that one yeah, definitely. I think it's even referred to as a as a, like a crude drawing of an angry face in the yeah, and the, and that's book. also what the like the the mark kind of looks like as yeah. well. It's like this, like a, yeah, it's like eyebrows turned yeah. down, and a mouth turned in a frown. So you have no more notes from here? Uh, no, but I mean, I read this very uh, recently. So the next one is the brazen beasts. Yeah, and we're following the demon hunter again. Yeah. So the, these, I I don't remember this one so much I, I i wrote a lot of notes but <laughs> <laughs> but not about the actual story i mean she um i don't know if she actually meets that bad, like many beasts in the story but she like she meets the cult again and she like talks to them i think maybe maybe it's something like they summoned the brazen beasts to uh to help defend the town yeah to help defend the town i think so so even though this uh this person is like uh, affiliated with Shibaresh who lost, lost yeah. this demon. Like it summons these other demons anyway, and they're like you know described as uh, like metal monstrosities with uh, like uh, little imps riding them, and it does it like it says something like it's uh, clearly the beasts that that's in control rather than the imp on yeah. top of it. Yeah, which, exactly. So cool. and, that, and that's semi reflected in the rules. Yeah. Like a uh, yeah. And uh, I thought it was somewhere there's like a symbol, you know, that it was, it's like the order of equilateral. Mm. And so the symbol of fire is an equilateral triangle. Oh, okay. So this kind of brings in the symbology again. Yeah. So the order of the equilateral, which is the, the cult that's summoning the demons, mm. um, their like symbol is fire. And yeah. fire is related to wrath. So it yeah. makes sense that they would summon these brazen beasts. Yeah. And uh, the brazen beasts themselves, they're like half machine, half beast, which I think is is a bit weak because it's just basically referring yeah. to the old, the old. Background. They didn't they didn't need to do that. No, so. they, they they could have just just said it's a demon. Yeah, like a bronze demon. Yeah, and that would have been fine. And um, it well, says that they're yeah. fueled by hellfire. Okay. But yeah, which makes sense. Yeah, I mean, at least the artwork is. It's good that the artwork is not is actually not just like a juggernaut from Games Workshop. But it's exactly like the uh, Mola chariot. Yeah, that's the exactly. <laughs> I realized as well. I'm like, this is yeah. very. That's the the negative part, of yeah. course. But uh, 
But I'm glad actually, that I actually think that I think it's quite heavily influenced by both the Mauler and the Juggernaut. If yeah. I'm being honest, like the shoulder pads and the hinges and stuff. Yeah, probably. I, I don't know. This is not my favorite piece of art. No. no, no, definitely not. And then, uh, but but yeah, the story essentially is that she talks to this, uh, uh, like to to this possessed lady again, and she realizes that they're not behind. Like yeah. you know, they they tell her that they're not behind the the thing, but you have to like. Uh, you have to go and find, uh, uh, like, find. Uh, she she tells the demon hunter, like, oh, you have to go out and find the evidence to prove to the partition. That's the name of it. Find yeah. I found the name of the <laughs> king <laughs> that we are not guilty, so you can call off the siege because we can't hold out here forever. Like yeah. they're they're summoning in demons to help defend the city, yeah, but it's but not. They're, like they're going to run out of brimstone eventually. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they're running. I think they said like they're running out of water and food and yeah. for everyone as well. Um, one thing I thought was interesting, as you said, like the the daredevils on the back, they kind of like the beasts like encourage them to yeah. join them, and the reason that they encourage the daredevils to sit on the back is because simply because they will enhance the devastation. Nice. So, yeah. and it and it says it refers to them as imps of wrath, mm. and obviously like we know that the imps are like a unit type. Yeah. So it seems that there's like imp like each of the gods has their own imps. Yeah. And, and I guess I guess in in this context, like all of the gods have their own like myrmidons, uh, edelons, or whatever they call. Yeah, like, like the we'll come to them soon. Yeah. But it's like the standard type of yeah. Demons, so so there's like each god has their own like less demons aligned to them. Yeah. And and this is just in one of these cases like those the, the demons of wrath they can ride the beasts. Yeah. But as you said, the beasts are the ones who are in control. Mm. And they just stand on the back and chop stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I think this is a interesting, uh, like, uh, connection to the Warriors book because there, it's very much when you look at the Karkadan riders, uh, the Chosen Knights. It says very clearly like the, like the main part of this model or unit is the riders, yeah. and the beast is just like something they ride, like nothing yeah. special. This is the opposite. Yeah, exactly. Which uh, which I found was uh, was interesting that they they made that distinction. Yeah. So then, now we come to Sloth, to Nakuja, to, yeah. to the best god, essentially. And this uh, this story I really liked as well. Yeah, I, I like this, I like this yeah. one as well. So there's like a guy who, he, he's uh, from Sun, Sundan, I think. So where is that? In That's the, in like life? China. Okay. That's like the Asian uh, This dudes. is why they would be drinking tea. <laughs> yeah, I know my culture. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, he's, he's like gone in, out into the steppe to find... Um, like a sorcerer, yeah, who knows about how to summon yeah, a demon. Yeah, because he seems to be aspiring to. Yeah, he demon. he wants to summon a demon, so he wants to find out how, and he's going out to. He he found out this this woman knows how to do it, so he's yeah. he's going out to ask her some advice. Yeah, exactly, and she and he comes to this old lady, and she's like really <clears throat> inviting, and yeah. she tells him uh, uh, about like uh, <laughs> about the demons, and he says like, "Oh, I've been trying to summon demons," and. But but like how are we actually supposed to control it? And yeah. she's like, why would you want to control them? Like, yeah. Whatever. Isn't for? the idea that you just let them out into the world? Yeah, and... exactly. And then she says like, yeah, but I mean, I know that if you're gonna summon these demons of pride, wrath, like you know, these horrible things are gonna happen to you. But then and then she goes on to explain like like tell them about the. Uh, uh, like a cult, of, like the cult of sloth instead, yeah. and yeah. she's like, yeah, they're definitely the happiest of all the cultists. Yeah. And then they really describe this where. Because they give grant you the knowledge that you uh, uh, that you want essentially, yeah. but uh, 
but the price you pay is that you you're filled with sloth in the sense that you yeah, don't want to do you, anything. You lose the desire to, to use, use the knowledge. Exactly. So yeah. you're just content with doing nothing and just yeah. sitting back and chilling, essentially. And that's why Get she's high. yeah. <laughs> that's why I'm like, it's like opening the opium dance. Yeah. That's essentially what it is. And. Um, and then it's because she she obviously seems to be aligned with sloth yeah. she's just it's like out in her hut chilling, yeah, chilling she's like yeah. and she doesn't even really care, seem to care about like if he wants to join like their yeah. cult or not she's like yeah but i mean like it doesn't really matter i mean to me like eventually yeah. we'll gain more followers it might be slowly and so on but yeah. and, and then she it's just something even like at some point where she's like yeah but if you go to a den of uh, sloth then you definitely have some like really interesting conversations if you can persuade them to even speak yeah. or open their eyes <laughs> they're so tired and just sitting there yeah I, I thought this one was cool as well I, I the only thing I thought with this it was like a little easy it was like a little too easy for him just to like go and but, but I think that's also part of the character of this uh, like sloth thing that they they're, they just don't mind they don't yeah. really care at all like yeah. it's just uh, like that's her whole point she's like I, I mean like I don't need to kill you I don't need to like I, I'm not going to do anything yeah. I'm just going to like if you want to join us or not I mean I yeah. don't care. Like, yeah. you, know, you, can, you can leave now. I think it ends where it's like, are you sure I can't get you to pledge your immortal soul before you leave? That's what <laughs> she says. Yeah. She's not like too pushy. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I like that at least. Yeah. And uh, I, think, I think it's kind of, it shows the demons in general, like how, how like approachable it is and how yeah. available like how easy it is to summon a demon or yeah to like actually be part of this they are yeah so the next one is is the is the greater demon which yeah. is the the owl the sentinel of Mokuja. yeah so the artwork this of this artwork is, is fucking so crazy good. yeah it's so, really cool actually before we before we continue because this is the last one i just want to touch on something which i i thought about which i forgot to say is that in the beginning of each god section they have like the symbol of the god uh, written in the middle of the page, but they also have like these uh, extra lines drawn around the symbol, which yeah. kind of like make up the more overall geometric pattern. And this yeah. is uh, so the stuff symbol, for example, is a triangle, like three triangles inside of each other, yeah. flipping uh, directions. And then they draw like these weaker symbols around, which connect and like show you like how to draw the symbol in itself. And this is like um, actually you can see it uh, quite well for some of the other gods. Where you can like otherwise you might not be sure like where to draw like this triangle where should this point intersect but it's like uh, you draw a yeah. circle in a rectangle and then yeah. you like connect the points to these like nodes that you get from there yeah. which is quite interesting because it's like a almost like a how do you draw the symbol if you want to make a ritual essentially yeah okay I, I, I didn't get that from you I thought it was just like the the lines that they used to actually make the so so I think some of them some of them have this idea uh, more clearly. Uh, shown, I think. So, for example, if you look here at Gluttony, yeah. which I'm showing here right now, it's like a, it shows you how to find like how to draw the maw inside of a big rectangle. Yeah. And then it's like a rec like or a square rather. It's a square inside square, and you then like a diamond shape, and then yeah, exactly. And then and then you like you, all of the like little maw teeth yeah. are like based on finding the center of a line further out and drawing a line, and then they follow yeah. that line and so on. So I thought that was quite interesting. Yeah, it's, it's cool that you, you kind of get these like geometric yeah. shapes at least. It kind of reminds me a little bit of the like the lines of power in the old Games Workshop. Yeah, exactly. Cliff with the like where all the cities are built and, and the elves and the, yeah. the lizard men. But uh, what what do you think about this this artwork? 
I, I, I really like it. It's really fucking cool. Yeah. Like the cobwebs and stuff. Yeah, definitely. Like this owl is just sitting there forever. Yeah. So the spiders are getting to, to go on it and it just it's just looking out with its four eyes. Yeah, it's fucking sick. Yeah. It's really cool. I'm going to... Tommy Tucker asked me to do a... He, he's commissioned me to do a green stuff head. Yeah. On like a... It's basically a Mercia miniature. Yeah. It's it's like a vulture demon. Okay, thing. I think I know which one it is. So I'm just gonna chop the head off and build him an owl head on, oh. on top. Yeah. For for the demon, it's gonna look really cool. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I would def I would definitely have one of these in my army if I was making a. And the the rules demon. are really good as well. Yeah. It's like fucking crazy. Yeah, well, yeah, it's something like they get to, uh, like oh yeah, they get to convert veil tokens instead of three to one, it's two to one. Yeah. Which is. <laughs> And, you, and with insane. demons, you get a lot of bell tokens. Yeah, so essentially, I think the interesting thing, not to touch too much on rules, but the interesting thing is that suddenly you don't need to invest that much more into magic because you already channel two bell tokens extra yeah. because you're demons, and then one for this, so you're plus three, and you convert two to one, so you don't need that much to always max out yeah. on paradise. Yeah, exactly. So what what did, what did you write about this? Like my like my header is like mm. it's a big owl that knows everything. <laughs> <laughs> so so that's, we're back to the demon hunter, yeah. and uh, essentially she uh, when she returns to Salos to find uh, find the answer she like uh, uh, she gets uh, it's like she tries to hunt down the killer and she like uh, I think she realizes that the uh, the maw couldn't have killed the prince because the maw like consumes everything but the yeah. prince was still there yeah like just uh you know like just lying so she's so like oh, it, 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 has didn't, to be it didn't else. eat the prince yeah it has to be somebody else so yeah. then she uh uh i think is this the one where she finds uh she goes to some kind of basement and there's like an yeah. orb oh yeah exactly and uh and then the orb it, like one of these sentinels seem to be trapped yeah i think so then when she touches the orb it's like takes her into her to its vision and shows her things yeah essentially so it kind of like tempts her with all the knowledge yeah. and stuff, and um, I, I and I thought that it was interesting that when she goes into the basement, like the basement is like saturated with magic. Yeah. So it's like very recently something's been summoned. Yeah. And like um, she says that she gets nauseous. Yeah, she gets like nauseous from yeah. the all the magic, which is quite cool. I yeah. think. Because it's it's like this substance that's in the air. Yeah. And maybe it makes you like feel like sick and stuff so yeah. like some methane or something like that and uh this the owl like when she when she goes into the orb because she mm. touches it and she gets like sucked in yeah or at least like her mind gets yeah. like sucked so she's in unconscious yeah she's unconscious and um and the owl has like these like black eyes and mm. it, it it's sitting there like watching and it, it knows everything mm. and um yeah, I, I, what? A, <laughs> but is this is this the one where uh, they they show her like it shows her the murder as well? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. exactly. So, so, it, so it shows it, it, it shows starts, her the she the knowledge yeah. that she's looking for yeah. actually shows her. Yeah, exactly. After showing her like tons of other shit as well. Yeah, and uh, because I think she interviews like a couple of servants and finds out that the like the prince was arguing with somebody, mm. and, and this owl like shows her like oh yeah like what well, shows her what happened. So essentially. Uh, like the prince was arguing with his brother, and his brother's always been jealous of, of this guy, which we we find like which is present throughout the story. Yeah. And then in anger, like he slays his brother, but by mistake, and then like his lover, which is this uh, scribe that we've been uh, like, which was hunted by the mage black gremlins, uh, like lets her cover up the murder, 
by summoning this demon. Yeah. Uh, so, so then, so then she like finds out that she's like the, the scribe is this culprit behind everything. Yeah, and and that's like the crux of the story, really. Yeah. The, the the scribe is the is the bad guy all along. Yeah. And also, it's like it was a little bit on the nose with the brother because in the in this previous scenes where the brother is like t- telling his father, it's like, oh, you never loved me like you loved the, my brother and this kind of stuff, and and then the tricky turns out, oh, he is the murderer, <laughs> killed the brother. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's the you know, it's like the um, the butler did it, that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, but it also talks about this uh, the sentinel being uh, like vulture like at one point at the end, I think. Where, yeah. Before she leaves the orb, and. Um, uh, and it's like a vulture like with great wings and, and stuff so I think that description was quite cool as well and it ties out like if you know it ties into the fact that they don't always have to be owls but they're always like avian creatures some kind of bird yeah Yeah. and they're, they're always like a loner and master wizards yeah and, and they, they prefer to just like watch instead of actually doing yeah. anything so like it says that they would like sometimes they soar across over the battlefield and just cast magic and shit, but usually they just stand in one place and they might move to get a better vantage point, but for the most part you just like stay still. <laughs> yeah, it's quite quite yeah. a cool image. And it's reflected well in the rule because they rules because they they get better if they stand still. As soon as they march, they uh, they lose some of their power. Oh really? Is that in the rules? Yeah. So okay. so that's the so you don't get to convert veil tokens two to one if you march. I think. Is the rule. Ah, okay, cool. So, that's really that's yeah, really cool. That's, that's really cool because I think it's. It's balanced in the sense that okay, you have to select a good point for this to be. Yeah. But then if you have to move, which you will have to if somebody pressures you, yeah. right? Then you lose your power. So you can't like yeah. so. So it's extremely powerful if he doesn't threaten you. But yeah. if as soon as he threatens you, then you're like all everything you invested into suddenly disappears, right? Yeah. So it's actually like quite balanced in that sense. Yeah, it's really cool. Uh, so so when she comes out, she's like uh, being bound and tied, maybe yeah. even gagged. Uh, <laughs> by by the scribe and she's like in some barn or something and captured and and then of course the, the scribe gives her the standard evil guy speech like aha yeah it was me all along I'm going to leave you here yeah, exactly. I'm going to go and do my evil doings and deal with you later yeah. and obviously she escapes yeah because she uh, yeah so she's like uh, yeah I'm gonna need you for a sacrifice later so let's <laughs> let's just let's just chill for now <laughs> but have you have you ever seen the Avatar cartoon? Cartoon? No. The Airbender cartoon? Oh yeah, no, just clips. I haven't okay. seen the whole So thing. for me, there's like this av- this owl, which is like a librarian, and okay. I, I don't know if they if they were like um, inspired by this, but it's so close to what it is. <laughs> I'm just gonna put it in now. Yeah. It's, if you want to search for it yourselves, um, listeners, it's called Wan Shi Tong. <laughs> Or you can just put owl from Avatar. Yeah, I probably and you'll probably find it. And it it's like this like a creepy fucking owl. Yeah, in a robe, like a traditional Japanese robe kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, or Chinese or something. It's like a creepy owl that's like a librarian. Yeah, and it has four eyes, in the same way as oh, the sloth cool. demon does. Yeah. So I I think that this this was this was heavily inspired yeah. this uh, demon. And it's also a librarian, and yeah, it has, it has, it basically has the key to the knowledge of all the world. Yeah. So I think it's, I, I, I wouldn't like to say that they kind of took this idea, because it's like a, quite a geeky thing to know yeah. and like take <laughs> reference, like inspiration from. But yeah. it, but this this so is it's what, a good it's a good end result. I think, yeah, yeah definitely, way. definitely. Um, it, it's really cool, but it's 
it, for me, it's like, okay, this is where they got it from, like, Avatar. Yeah. <laughs> this cartoon so, that I watched as a kid. Okay, yeah, because th- th- I just missed this as a kid, because I've seen it referenced on the internet tons of times, yeah. but I've, I've never watched it, but, like, everybody seems to have watched it. Yeah. But it's uh, it's it's really cool, like, the, the imagery, I yeah. think. Um, so, the, the lesser demon... Is the Hope Harvesters. So these uh, these are referenced. We talked about them a little bit in uh, uh, when we talked about the circles. Yeah. Uh, so it seems like they're these kind of scorpion-like uh, insectoid things, which like suck the. Uh, they can also be kind of tree-like as well. I think it says like suck all the hope and uh, and joy out of the air around. Yeah. It feeds like on the misery of its victims, essentially, and they, it can shoot projectiles. I think. Yeah, I, I I'm not sure about this projectile thingy. I think this is just because they needed to have like one of the ranged things. Yeah, I feel like, I feel like they added it because they needed like some more shooting or something. Yeah, I, I think this is the it the, this is the thing which replaces the, uh, like the cannon thing they had before and the thing which was representative of Games Workshop as the soul grinder. I yeah, don't the know soul grinder. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so so it has two modes. I think in the rules where. It's a small thing, like a small chariot-based thing which shoots, or you buy the upgrade and it becomes like a really big-based monster which also shoots. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah for, I, I, I for, just... me, for me, they didn't really need to do this, but... Yeah, I agree. But it's, it's a cool concept at the same time. Yeah. Um, in, in this story, there's like lots of names that, that you can... that we, I would really like to... To so hear about a bit yeah. more. I think what I think what you take away away from this story, which I really like, is that this is extremely close to uh, Caesar's uh, uh, what's it called, conquering Galilee or conquering Gaul. Gaul. Yeah. Uh, like, cause you know he wrote the book, and I'm I, I'm actually reading it right now. Okay. And it, it's written in the same way, so it's in the same style, because it talks about like so it's this Avras commander, which is of course based on the Roman Empire. Yeah, and it's called Gallinus. Yeah, and he, it's which written is like in, of Gaul. Yeah, exactly. It's written in the exact same way, where it's like this tribe did this, and then they did that, and then that tribe was angry, because this is exactly what the whole book is about. Okay, when, like when you read Caesar's memoirs. Yeah. It's just about like I went there and then I found this tribe and they they were angry on that tribe because they had stolen this thing and yeah. then that tribe did this and I'm like okay, and it's, it's very very close to that which I thought was pretty really cool. Okay, and it has like similar names like yeah, it's like Iokundi. Yeah, that's that's very similar. Yeah, and I I think I would like some of these names like expanded yeah. on a bit. I think they will be in the future. Yeah, I, I hope so because it's interesting. I yeah, if they don't, it's a missed opportunity. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I don't remember what the what, like. What was the point of this? Like they they encounter one of these hope harvesters, I guess, when they're he's like out on campaign somewhere. Yeah, but but that was about it. I think the I think the description in the circling the abyss was actually pretty good on this one. Yeah, um, but it's interesting that it has this like fog of hopelessness, yeah. like this like aura that like exudes round and everyone was like oh no yeah everything's bad I mean, that, that part i really like about these demons but as you say like the shooting part is kind of like eh, like what? yeah like it, like my notes say it shoots invisible magical bullets yeah <laughs> question question mark that's exactly what it says i think so uh like i remember when we discussed this in the background team mm. and they're like okay we need a name for this like magical bullet thing and I was like okay can you explain to me how it shoots magical bullets <laughs> and no one could really like explain it's just yeah. like oh this is just how it is I'm like okay <laughs> this, this is just a, an, oh, this is like a legacy thing yeah here. which I, I think in this book they've, they've been really like brave in the sense that they've 
pushed away a lot of legacy stuff, yeah. but a lot of stuff still, still it remains. Yeah, yeah. which uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Like for, for me, this this sure, if sure. I was going to write rules for this, yeah, I think like the fact that it, like feeds on the despair, yeah. of of the survivors and stuff. I think that's a really cool yeah. idea. Like th- for me, this could be like a you put this into everything within six inches gets like minus three leadership. Yeah, and like takes hits or something from like stealing souls yeah or, or maybe even like uh, if you fail your fear check when you're fighting this then this thing gets better as well like yeah, even better yeah. or like something like that yeah rather than having like uh, magic invisible bullets yeah <laughs> I, I, I don't know but that, that's just me it, it's it's a very interesting thing I think yeah. it's a cool story like the fact that, like feeds on the hope and stuff yeah. and it causes despair I think that's it really cool and it's quite demonic mm. But uh, yeah, it's not so interesting. Yeah, so this was the last of the gods. So now uh, yeah. they talk about uh, the classifications of the legions, uh, and then we would go into some of the lesser demons. So this is almost like a classroom uh, lecture. I think it says in the end something like uh, that this is a, a lecture, or no, that, that's the next part, where it's like a lecture which was interrupted. Yeah. But this kind of talks about like, uh, you know how how the lesser demons are like how they are lesser in the sense that they're yeah. controlled by others and they can like e- even though they're not aligned always they like they're usually forced into alignment with one of the gods yeah uh, by by like maybe a greater demon uh, like asserting its dominance over them so this is the point that I started really getting into the alchemy shit okay <laughs> so I I just want to find the point at which I I was like okay now I'm looking into this because it's interesting. <laughs> Um, but I, so I it's think, not like this big similar mill. Yeah, maybe it was. So, so if you if you go back to the start at the pentagram, so I think it's like right at the start. Okay, but nevertheless, so you have this pentagram, and um, yeah, this exactly. Thing, I think. Yeah, so the pentagram, and um, each of the the points on the pentagram represents a different. Uh, god because there's yeah. the seven points and the seven gods yeah so each of the symbols uh, is is reflected uh, is like an element in some case so for example the the one on the top left is is the air symbol i think Oops. yep and um yeah i think that was yeah about and, and so i did a little bit of research into this and so there's a day of the week an element and also a planet that reflects each of the points of the pentagram. Yeah. So, for example, Monday is um, silver and the sun. So this is like, if you, if you wanted to do like a ritual, then then you would, it, and your this corresponded to like a demon. So if it was a if you wanted to correspond like a I would guess like a wrath is probably like the Mars symbol, which is like a circle with an arrow. Okay. Like a bit like the man sign, yeah, and the element related to this is iron, and then the day of the week is Tuesday. Okay. So, so I I kind of, I kind of uh, related all these together. Yeah. It's so like the Monday silver, the moon, Tuesday iron, Mars, Wednesday Mercury, Mercury, Thursday is tin and Jupiter, Friday is copper and Venus, Saturday is lead and Saturn, and Sunday is gold and the sun. So I, I think I think if if you really want to go into this, you can probably find each of the demons is is kind of related to each of these like yeah. categories. 
And, was, I, and I, th- I think they've actually gone into a lot of effort to yeah. put this in somehow. Which is really cool because it really talks about like that. This is what you need, right? When you summon, you need yeah. to have the specific element. You need to do it on the right day. Yeah. And I guess probably the plans need to be aligned as well. Yeah. And and it it brings in like all this kind of cosmology and stuff. Yeah. And I, I think that's good. It, it it will be really important going forward. Yeah, but I think it's good in the sense that then you build really like a strong foundation for your for the story and the fluff yeah. instead of it just being like. I think this was the big difference between uh, the army books uh, after like this one and Warriors of the Dark Gods, yeah. where the foundation is very solid, I think, in these books. Yeah. Whereas if you look at the Sylvan Elves and the uh, Undying Dynasties, the fluff there is like more... It was written before Ninth Age was like not as autonomous, I think, yeah. from, uh, it, from Games Workshop. very generic. Yeah, exactly. It's very much like... Okay, so we need fluff, so we're just gonna write something instead yeah. of being like, okay, so let's sit down and actually think like, where yeah. where are these people in the world? Like, like what's the, the, the point? Un, the Undying Dynasties fluff was so generic. Yeah, it was so generic, and it was just because that I think that and it I think was, the, almost the, a copy. Yeah, I think the the issue was that the, there was some really enthusiastic people uh, who played Undying Dynasties in the beginning who yeah. were willing to write fluff, so yeah. they just said, yeah, sure, do it. But then the fluff was very much like uh, just a description of the units, like when this archaeologist just went through yeah. uh, like a tomb or something, and it wasn't really there wasn't much like story or understanding about their, how did they fit in the world, what's the point, like anything of that. So I'm I'm really excited to see what they do like in the future with with that. Yeah. Because right right now it's like it's it's fine, but it's it's like if I compare it to this, like I it's, wish I had yeah, a book like this from my Dynasties. Weak, yeah. Oh. So, so back to classifications of legions. Yeah. So, um, so I think here it just it talks a little bit about different books and about having their knowledge about how to summon demons yeah. and like which demons are are greater and weaker and this yeah. kind of stuff. And you, and you obviously, as we said, you need like the right element and yeah. the right day and the right planet in the ascendance and stuff like that to to ensure success when you summon your demons. And there's there's two types of demons it says. So there's there's those demons that are tied to a god, and there's those demons that are neutral. Yeah. And the demons that are neutral probably more like following Father Chaos. They have like lots of different types. Mm. But you can also, for example, like say an imp, you can also get an imp that's tied to a god, and also an imp that's neutral. Yeah. Which is reflecting the rules in the sense that you can buy the manifestations for them for to be. Uh... Or, or I'm not sure, but is the manifestations manifestations of the gods or no? Just no, no. A... I think the manifestations is like a mutation. Ah, okay. So it could be anything. Yeah, but so, but, but the, it's when they're controlled, like they they have that buff they can get from a greater demon. That's when they're like a sloth or. No, I, I wouldn't even go so far as that. I would say that the imps are what they are. The imps, okay. and if they're tied to a god, there's not actually any reflection of that in the rules. Okay. But they're just following that god in on the battlefield. Yeah. So. So if you were gonna represent this, you maybe just paint it in the same color as your wrath demon. Yeah. Yeah. So and they don't gain anything from following. Okay, the but but is, don't. The, but that makes sense. Yeah. It? Yeah, it does. But don't the greater demons have like this rule where they like buff a unit with yeah, something? Yeah, yeah, they do. They do. And so so that's how I would like. Okay, maybe that's how, like for example, greater demon of of wrath was like. Uh, he he was forcing his will upon this unit of imps, yeah, for example. Exactly. So even if they don't follow Raph, they like he forces them to. Yeah. So he, well, he's like using his will to inspire them yeah. or something. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, so here it talks again about like uh, the like it has some uh, little excerpts from different books about like uh, you know the gods and so on. Yeah. It, it also says that the those that that don't follow a god mm. who are less powerful can actually switch allegiances. Okay. So I'm not, I'm not sure if they're loyal to the father in general. Yeah. But they can switch allegiances as they want. But mm. once they're down the path that they like following a god, then they can't change. Okay. Yeah, so so again, it refers to like the the gods, as the flowers of chaos, and it says something like a, like it, I think these are quite cool, even though they they don't really tell us much. But for example, it has like an excerpt from a, like an ogre's uh, speech uh, in a sky mountain tribe, yeah, and it says something like, "Oh, the seven flowers of chaos correspond to seven underground doors that are opened uh, in the uh, like yurt of darkness because they live in yurts, right?" Yeah. And uh, that's where the father speaks and the uh, seven are the true hours of the night and during each a door can be reached and their access to demons of the different levels can be found. And so, so, yeah. so it's like how different cultures perceive this, which yeah. I, I thought was really cool. And I also noted that um, if you want to get like a, a bigger demon, you need like a crueler sacrifice. Mm. So not only does it need to be like maybe like a virgin or something, yeah. it needs to be like in a crueler way. Yeah, so it's maybe it's your daughter yeah. or something. For example. Thanks for joining us for part one. This was a bit long, so you can find part two at the same place as you found this.